Everyone groaned when they saw my name. I... I don't understand. Maybe people don't like your movies anymore? No. It has to be something else. I mean... I mean the sixth sense. You're a genius, M. Night Shyamalan. There's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> to the mind of M. Night Shyamalan! Here, here. It's like when people see my movies, they're disappointed. Look, your movies are based on twists, and even those have started to suck. What's happening to me? You're becoming less popular? Impossible. Impossible. 68%, 18%, 8%. There has to be some kind of pattern. Yeah, down? The pattern is down? No. It's something to do with the AIDS. M. Night. I love waiting in the water. Oh, thank you. Did I imagine I had fans? I feel like I'm losing my mind of M. Night Shyamalan. It's like people don't even recognize me. Really? You put yourself in all of your movies. I know. I'm sorry, Mr. Shyamalan. We don't have a table for you. Do you know who I am? I just said Mr. Shyamalan. Excuse me, Table 8 has rotten tomatoes? <laughs> You're the only person I can trust. Did you even see the happening? I mean, trees. Really? Not you too. Not you too. My career is dying. Your career's been dead the whole time. Episode 106. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the, the Leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leftover season two getting ready to start. Oh yeah, yeah. Is uh, what's his face? Is he coming back? The rose still in it? Is he? Yeah, him and his uh, girlfriend from the first season. That's and, it, and that's it. So the son no longer in it. The daughter no longer in it. Yeah, just those two principal actors. And I they, hate it when shows do this. Yeah, complete retooling on season two. I hate it when shows do this. New town. I am glad they got rid of that stupid like cult. I forget what they were called again. Um, ah. Oh, they're gone? Yeah, they're not going to be involved at all. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, that's like a big part of the first season, and like, the mother was involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So, fucking the mom's not even involved this season? No, it's just... just this is bullshit, Jake. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it looks great. Okay, so the, gr- <laughs> so the woman that he was kind of seeing on the side, she's coming back? Yes. Dude, she's... 
I don't know. She's got like this crazy hot thing going on for yeah, me. I, I remember. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing you. Glass half full. I don't know. There's something about her. She's got this crazy hot thing. Yeah. I don't understand. She's crazy. <laughs> like a crazy hot. I mean, it's just driving me crazy. What's the name of the cult? You don't know off the top of your head? I don't know. Damn it. Uh, last remnant. <laughs> That sounds really good, though. That sounds, that sounds like a young adult, young adult novel or something like that. One of those YA books. Yeah. Harry, Harry Potter and the Last Remnant. Yeah. The Knights of Ren. The, the Knights of Remnant. All right. Yeah. Sounds like the last kidney stone to, for your body to flush out. Yeah, the last remnant. Yeah. <laughs> the last remnant. My it's my struggle with kidney stones. It's I, my it's my bio, autobiography. I just went to the bathroom and finally had the last remnant. <laughs> yeah, welcome back another fucking episode. I am fucking beat. I'm going to get into that a little bit later and why I'm so goddamn exhausted this week and um and I need I need alcohol this week, so yeah. that's good that I have alcohol. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, I'm beat too. Don't have friends. That's my lesson. Yeah, friends always have to move. So just don't. You're better off not having any friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No help policy. You lost your goddamn mic again, yeah. Jay. Stop fucking around with the cord. <laughs> Hello, you're back. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Don't worry, everybody. All he did when he tried to talk was laugh a little bit, <laughs> so you didn't miss anything. It, 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 it would have anyway. just pissed you off anyway. <laughs> hearing Jay laugh. Jay did you all a favor. Pisses me off hearing me laugh too. So right there with you guys. <laughs> you're self-loathing on your own laugh. <laughs> yeah. I hate my laugh. Did that just come out of my mouth? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, another episode. You know what? We're going to be doing like last week. We didn't get to read the uh, the old emails because uh, you know we cut we were short, little on time, and and we had a lot of content to go over. Star Wars Force Friday. That was a lot of fun. I think last week was kind of like a throwback episode, man. It was OG, man. It was fucking like the three leftovers, all content, no fucking emails, no fucking around. So like those people that say like, oh, the leftovers have lost their way. I think last week. Was like proof that you know what? If we want to put out a fucking content only fucking episode, we can do it. We still got it. We still got it. Anytime. So fuck you. I don't Anytime. have any performance issues. <laughs> I don't need fucking extends. Right. You know, I don't care. Man on the street comes to me and starts talking to me about performance issues. I'll be like, listen here, extends guy. Get, find a new job. <laughs> you're talking to random people on the street about keeping it up. Yeah. It's a is, fucked up job. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he needs an intervention. Right. He's lost his way. It is a fucked up job, isn't it? Yeah. You watch those extends commercials. It's a little fucked up. Like, like seriously, let's peel back the curtain a little bit. It's a fucked up job. It is a super. Hey, uh, job. yeah. What we're gonna do today is I got a camera crew for you. Here's a mic. We're gonna go out there and talk to guys who are with their women and ask them. If they can keep it up, there'll be a lot of giggling. No, 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 no. I'd be, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What if you're on a fucking first date? <laughs> I'm oh, gonna see the you guy like saying he can, and like the girl in the background like shaking. Yeah, her head. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying that's a fucked up job, right? A little it bit. It's a fucked a up bit. job. I think there needs to be a documentary about the guy that does that fucking commercial. I would watch that. Be interesting. Be more interesting than the fucking infomercials. Yeah. I like the analogy that our emails are basically our extends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I usually can't keep it up for these fucking no, emails. No, no. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah. So yeah, we do have emails this week. Um, got a, got a, man, we got a lot this week. I don't have my mouse this week, so yeah. I'm gonna be fumbling around looking for shit <laughs> on my fucking computer. Bumpers will not play immediately. <laughs> Jay has this fucking mouse that looks like it came straight out of a fucking like this thing. You used it to play Quake. It's got like okay, number one, it's got like this huge like ball on it. Roller ball. Like, yeah, like one of BB-8's nuts. Yeah, is like hanging out on the top of this thing. It's got like this. It looks like Keelex. Remember Keelex from the Superman movie? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that, that, what that, it that robot like. that fl- flies around that would that tried to kill Lois in the fucking scout ship. Yeah, that's what this thing looks like. It's a mouse though, and you play video games on this fucking thing. I did. I'm telling you, I, I seriously, it looks like it like an alien suppository. It's really creepy. <laughs> it's like a really inflamed yeah. nut. It, is. it has like some kind of STD yeah. or something. Yeah, it lights up too, guys. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. That's, you need to go to the doctor. Is, that the, is it the Rudolph edition? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it has a million eyes. It looks like a big bug eye. We, we need to take a picture. I'm just getting ready thing. to say the same thing. Because nobody's going to know what we're talking about. We need to take a picture of this thing. And I, I'll get a picture of it on our first break. Seriously, this is, like if you get abducted, like this thing <laughs> is going to like, like it's going to probe your ass. Yeah. Like that's what this thing does. Or it's going to like read your mind. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be able to like check your breathing. Check, <laughs> check. I, I don't know, man. That thing's fucking nuts. I wonder what it does. It's not night. the main alien though. No. It's, it's not the main, that's the thing the alien sends in before the alien starts poking you. Right. Yeah, it's like a tool. It's, it's like a drone. Yeah. yeah, it's a drone that comes in. I'm going to check this guy out. But goddamn, if you're playing Quake, man, you get those precise shots every time. Yeah, but if I'm just trying to play a bumper, <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing precise about that. <laughs> it's like, goddamn it. Yeah, watching Brian try to use that thing for like 10 seconds was pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, you know what? Uh, we're going to jump into emails, but first, uh, we got to few of these god damn it we got so many goddamn boxes open this week. i want to i want to burn through this all right i don't want to spend too much time talking about these items we I got we got four fucking boxes here to open yes let's open up the fucking uh the marvel and the comic the comic block <laughs> and then uh, you've got a block and then i've got a package that uh one of our listeners sent to us and i will go over that oh cool so nice. yes lots of ball talk this episode <laughs> alien balls packages yeah. <laughs> Because you asked for it. <laughs> it's been demanded. <laughs> we give them what they want. And they want balls. <laughs> Welcome to episode 106, genitalia. <laughs> T- testicalia. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. Am I, am I, which one am I opening first? Uh, I would open the comic block first. I think once you open the, the Marvel thing, you'll just have lost your mind. <laughs> Alright, got the old comic block. This is from the makers of uh, Nerd Block. It's their comic edition. They usually send you uh, comic books that you wouldn't read ever or purchase ever, (laughs) followed by a pen or a button or some kind of like notepad. Other quality items. Yeah, here's a here's a keychain. Yeah, oh. Here's a keychain with one of your favorite characters (laughs) on it. And then making uh, a growly face. Oh, here's a um, what else? Keychains. What else do they give you in these things? That they th- bottle openers. Coasters. Are big. Bottle openers are huge. Yeah, Never can get too many fucking bottle openers. No. <laughs> can ya? Because no one's a bigger alcoholic than comic fans. Yeah, yeah. shit. And nerds. Because we're let down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's people that fucking. You're gonna need a beer after you open this fucking thing. Yeah. Pieces of shit. <laughs> Here we go. Let's put the shirt off to the side. That's something to Jake. You do that in the. Don't you do that first? I do the shirts first. Oh, do you? Yeah. 
Well, fuck it. I'm not going to. I don't. When you start following my lead, the show's over. <laughs> I do the opposite of what you do. I usually, I, I always like toss the buttons first. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I've got uh, DC Bombshells um, by Bennett and Savage. Sausage. I know, very close to sausage, right? <laughs> and... Um, what are we looking at? Wonder Woman and is that Supergirl? Mm-hmm. And Supergirl, and then that's a one of the Bat family. That's um Batwoman. That okay? But Batwoman is redhead. She is yeah. redhead. Yeah. So that might be Batwoman. But uh, I don't know. Cool, like nineteen forties kind of fucking cover. I looked through that comic. I kind of liked it because it's was it uh, good? They're, they're playing baseball and I always yeah. like it when superheroes with powers play like regular sports. Yeah. Like, I like when X-Men play basketball okay. and like the West Coast Avengers play yeah. the regular Avengers and yeah. sports. And it's cool. kind of that feel to it. Alright. Well, you know what? Based on that, I'm going to taste it. Yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty decent. Alright. Oh, very cool. Is it an exclusive cover though? Hmm. It might be. It's got the comic book logo it on does. it. It does. Now, this is cool. I'm already getting this book, so just getting a variant cover of it is very nice. So I'm going to Tupperware this. I awesome. knew you'd be excited about yes, that one. Yes, absolutely. I'm already picking this book up, and if this is a variant cover, I'm very excited. It's a Red Sonia, Red Sonia Conan book. Um, it's not the Gail Simone um uh, who was the other uh, writer that she collaborated with? Was it Kurt Busiek? Zeb. Not, oh, Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells. Her, uh, Zeb Wells. I, I believe it was Gail Simone and Zeb Wells. They were doing this. But now it's back, and it looks like it's got different writers on it. So, yeah, you can see there up at the top, it says Dynamite and Dark Horse Comics. So they both got together because nice. they're both licensed by different. Periscope's upset that you're happy two items in a row. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, you know what? Just wait till the Marvel block, guys. Just wait until I get to your fucking emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. X Files. All right, toss it, tossing yeah. it. Because I, I I didn't watch the X Files and uh, never. I've watched maybe three episodes of the X Files, and I saw the movie, the first movie in theaters. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So during that time in my life, in the late nineties, mid late nineties, I was off doing other things, not staying home on a Friday night watching X Files. <laughs> okay, I was probably out chasing Poontang. Oh, so yeah, just said it. <laughs> 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 That's a horrible cover, too. Yeah. That is stupid. What are they, like cutout dolls in that cover? What's going on? They're figures. Like, it looks like figures. Oh, okay. Because you got have the them right over there. The accessories. Same ones, I think. Do you have the actual figures? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you want this? No. <laughs> that looks boring as hell. Somebody wants it, let me know. Ugh. <laughs> uh, it comes with. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, that's that's not a great accessory. Awkward Yeti. Uh, oh yeah, I got a T-shirt. Uh, all right, let's see what we got on the T-shirt. Oh, it's a spider. Is this a spider Gwen? Spider Gwenum. Spider Gwenum T-shirt. Hmm. And uh, I will never. I will probably never wear this. <laughs> yeah, I really like that it's shirt. Kind of weird. I will probably never wear it though. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's cool, I guess. I'm gonna I'll taste it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading I'm not reading Spider Gwen. No, I don't either. So uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Yeah, here here go. comes the fun. Got that one out of the way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, Marvel. Marvel. I'm sure Marvel's 
collector core box has grown up this month. <laughs> they're, they're not going to send me some baby toy bullshit this month. I'm sure they're going to go all out. And I think it's more like Benjamin Button. I think it got younger this month. They, you know what? They need to. They need to like. I don't know. They need to like pull you as you like. You sign up for these boxes. That's like, a good idea. how old are you? <laughs> you know, that way, if they want to send binkies and babas in their boxes, they can. Right. If you're fucking five. <laughs> 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 and Jake, yeah. these fucking, I've got these Funko Pops. Yeah. I've looked on the bottoms. I've like flipped them over. Most of them have springs underneath their necks. Yeah. I have a bunch that don't. I, could, I have, I saw a bunch that did. Most of them, I'd say like 80 to 90% of them that I saw mm. did. I know all the Marvel ones are bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. Patch and button. <laughs> yo, oh, yeah. Yo, patch and button. Woo! What yeah. the fuck is that? Secret Wars, we've got the uh, Falcon oh. Collector Core patch. Very shitty looking yeah, patch. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, not the best patch. And uh, superior, is this Superior Iron Man? I believe so. Yeah, the old Superior Iron Man, who's now, is it Jane, not Jane Foster, uh, Pepper Potts is yeah. now Superior Iron Man. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Secret Wars and, you know, the all-new, all-different Marvel. So, yeah, it looks like I got a Superior Iron Man. This has got some weight to it. Um, it's still a button yeah. and still fucking stupid. <laughs> It's going to weigh down your shirt, you know? Jesus. It's going to be like sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? This is a funk. What the fuck? Yeah, there you go. Fuck you, Brian, is what I say. (laughs) I know, I know. It should just say, fuck you. You fuck. It's a fucking Secret Wars Marvel Collector Core comic. Secret Wars number one with fucking uh, Lady Thor on the front as a Funko Pop. Look at them eyelashes. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> fucking terrible. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I am so sick of these fucking things. <laughs> oh, fuck my life. <laughs> this shirt is the worst shirt you've ever seen, too. He's not going to even glorify what's in the box still. Okay, so if it, if it comes down to uh, Spider Gwenum yeah. in this shirt, yeah. you know what I might do with this shirt? Are you going to burn it? I might. There's a lot. It might be a dust rag. Yeah. Future du- spankerchief, possibly. There you go. Beat off in this thing. <laughs> you might not be able to. <laughs> Might not be able to keep your heart off oh, that shirt be, around. Because now. we didn't get enough Funko Pops in this fucking box already. <laughs> let's fucking give you a shirt of Funko Pops. Oh man, look at this garbage. <laughs> oh boy, Lady Thor. You've got the new Miles Morales Spider Man who's joined the Six One Six. You've got uh, Captain America Falcon now, and then the Superior Iron Man. Well. <laughs> Fucking trash. Let me grab this box that I tossed over the side like it was a fucking grenade. It's like hot potato. <sighs> How's Periscope? It's going okay. Isn't who's on there? Uh Eric Marable's on there. Kid oh, yeah. Zombie's on there. I am Dylan H is on there. He Dylan H says, it's like they knew Brian liked Funkos. It's fucking assholes, man. <laughs> oh man. When I opened this box, I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst box See, ever. See, that's the thing. Like, like, okay, like when Marvel first announced this collector core, I knew that there was going to be a Funko Pop in each box. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, the rest of the box 
could be some really cool stuff of value, like exclusive figures or something. And I get a baby T-shirt. Seriously, <laughs> I get like a child's T-shirt and fucking um, a patch, a butt. Seriously, like that's this. This is Cracker Jack bullshit. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking Cracker Jack. Oh, that's bullshit. a nice pin. Fuck that pin. <laughs> 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 Ooh, high gloss. You know, and the th- the thing is, is like I love Jason Aaron, and the the Lady Thor book is really good. Yeah, and I have no n- need for this. <laughs> this is uh, give me like give me a Lady Thor action figure. Now that'd be fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Can you imagine if they just said, "You know what? We're not gonna, we're not gonna give you two bullshit Funko Pop figures this month, okay? We're gonna, we'll give you a little Funko Pop keychain. Yeah, that'll be your Funko Pop item. We're gonna do what Disney did with Star Wars. We're gonna give you an elite diecast Lady Thor. That'd be nice. Holy fuck! Mind blowing. Tupperware, Tupperware the fuck out of that box. No, they, they gave me this little baby toy. <laughs> This is for fucking. What are the ages on this? Thing? Three plus. No, they ought to put. They ought to put three minus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if you're over fucking three and you're buying these fucking things, seriously, three's the limit. I think it's funny on the on the ones that are for adult shows. They actually say like seventeen plus on them. I'm like, really. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like Funko Pop really? John Snow says 17 yeah. plus on it. I'm like, what's he doing? Raping other Funko right. Pops? <laughs> Do they have, like, Breaking Bad Funko Pops? Like, it I actually think... comes with meth. Yeah. <laughs> they do have Breaking Bad Funko Pops. I, I don't know. I'm pretty Breaking sure. Breaking Bad did the other company. They did the other company, called. and then Toys R Us, the mothers freaked out when oh, that toy okay. was in the... Yeah. Like, kids are clamoring for it. All right, here we go. Miles Morales, Secret Wars Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that one's fucking look awesome. under look underneath there there's a spring yeah. look under there spring oh it's i know a, it's a i can verify that big spring yeah another spring yeah. Another, another spring loaded yep. fucking figure it's, it says right here vinyl bobblehead i'll, sh- I'll show you 10 <laughs> i'll show you 10 funko pops that aren't bobbleheads oh jake right and, here. and i'll show you 110 that are <laughs> Ugh. Those are. I'm not arguing that those aren't bobbleheads, but a lot of them aren't. I I know, Jake. Stick up for your little fucking Funko <laughs> passion. Over there. Finn says that Miles is dope as ever. Oh, I agree. I agree, Finn. <laughs> 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 Miles is dope. <laughs> Mind blown, guys. Mind blown. <laughs> Give me a fucking diecast, Miles Morales. Yeah. I mean, this this is a baby toy. Yeah. This is fucking Duplo bullshit. Seriously. It makes me hate it. it. makes me hate Miles Morales at this point. But you know what? Poor Miles Morales. At the end of the night, I am going to jack off on this thing. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Watch it, drip down. <laughs> Watch it drip down. In the box or out of the box? I'm taking it out of the box. Oh. <laughs> you could probably pop that head right up that spring. <laughs> Put your dick right in there. I am, I am done with that box. Jake, do you have a box that you were about to open? Yes, All I right. do. I um, It's already open. I'm going to post a video later. I should probably talk into the fucking mic. But Eric Marable sent this to us. It is a box he created called The Cock Block. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to, do you yeah, want me to yeah. scope this? And uh, the art that he did on this is amazing. Check this out. He's named all the different cocks that he's put on here. Okay. I, I can't read them because I'm showing the camera and everything. There's but. the uh, Backdoor Bandit. Dick Tracy, <laughs> and uh, I can't, what is that, Dwayne 
Big Johnson. <laughs> I mean, these are the best here, the Miami Vice Cox. Wait, oh, here? Yeah, Detective Cocker. Oh, Crockett. <laughs> and Detective Chubbs. Crockett and Tubbs. Yeah. That's amazing. Cocker and Chubbs there. That's great. And there's the butt pirate with his peg leg on his nut there. <laughs> he's, a, he's a veiny fuck, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he is. Oh, there's more. They just don't stop. They just don't oh, my gosh. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Penis Parker. The amazing spider that that, that man... And yeah, he's got uh, web jizz. Uh, hey, welcome, Leany LFC joined. Yeah, you're looking at a, uh, <laughs> a spider penis. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Periscope. Yeah. Oh, I got one heart for the old spider penis. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I think we might get shut down by Periscope if we show this too much longer. <laughs> Flash Raptor just joined. Oh, those. Are, this shit is hilarious. Oh, getting some hearts for some dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts for dicks. <laughs> Bring on those fucking heart cocks. But yeah, Erica yeah. sent us a bunch of stuff. In the old cock block. And uh, he didn't really say who gets what, so we're just going to have to have a, fien- a fighting frenzy for it. But he made a homemade pop culture leftover coaster. Oh, <laughs> For the cock block. That is amazing. And I know how much you hate on coasters, but you cannot hate I on can't. a pop culture leftover no. culture. No. That's awesome. So, and uh, you haven't seen nothing yet. That's Look at awesome. this. He made... Yeah. A homemade Iron Man mask. Shut the fuck up. And it's a tap light. You put the tap light in the mask. Oh, that nice. That is dope as fuck, dude. And wow. you tap it, and the Iron Man mask will light up. Oh, my God. That's cool. Now, check this out. This is going to fucking blow your fucking brains out. Look at this. What? Oh, my God. Holy fuck, dude. Look at this shit. Oh, maybe I take the... <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. So when you're coming on Funko Pops, you don't get any on your head or anything. <laughs> that is awesome. That is dope as fuck. badass that is, right? That is awesome. Holy shit. Hey, hey, Finn, now that's dope. <laughs> Not your little fucking baby toy bullshit, you got Funko a, Pop. I like this. This is um, a little Tupperware thing. Thank you, Finn. He says, I've got to admit, those are doper than the Pops. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's Sandman's eroded dick in here, I believe. <laughs> See it? Oh, yeah. It's getting out. <laughs> oh, some of Sam had to talk hey, Guys, don't put any extends in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. There's a bunch of packing peanuts. I got I to see this. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's great. A pack of uh, Fantastic Four playing cards. Luckily, not the Josh <laughs> Trank Fantastic Four. Right, right. You'd lose all your money. Right. Just like he did. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, let me wade through the packing peanuts here. He sent us an ex machina trade paperback. Oh, cool. Oh, let me see. Oh, wow. The Brian K. Vaughn comic. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's not, still not great. The movie. It's still great. It's still great. Yeah. I was thinking, like, oh my God, a mo- the movie adaptation? I remember when you were first describing the movie, I yeah. was sitting here like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Sounds like they really fucked that comic. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I swear there's more. I know there's more. All these goddamn packing peanuts. Oh, the uh, obligatory blind box keychain. We <laughs> got <laughs> the R2-D2 keychain. Hey, Eric, fuck you. <laughs> I like how you got all the staples in here. You got the keychain, the coaster. <laughs> and there's one more uh, item, zero. I believe. It is a... Princess Jasmine temporary <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we get some hearts for the fucking 
Jasmine temporary tattoo. Beautiful. I would think you'd want to put this right on your cap helmet. <laughs> just to show how badass a fucking soldier you really are. Flash Rapper says, uh, says uh, Flash Raptor. Excuse me, I almost says Flash Raper. <laughs> <laughs> and he also included... <laughs> hey, Barry. <laughs> let me show you something about the Speed Force you didn't know. <laughs> he also included, which I didn't bring, two Funko Pops. And I got a bunch of hearts. One was a... Uh, Neo from the Matrix Funko Pop, uh-huh. and one was a better than Daniel Cudmore Colossus Funko Pop. Oh, okay. I hey Flash Raptor. I know that you're Eric Marable. I know this. <laughs> Brian, have you seen the Fla- uh, Defiance finale yet? No, I have not seen the Defiance finale yet. I'm. I think I'm three episodes away from that. This was the note that was on the uh, Colossus. Pop. Better than Cudmore. <laughs> and, and this is the note that was on the uh, Neo from the Matrix Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so very well done. Um, I hope I can get the monthly subscription to the cock block because that is impressive. I was expecting a bunch of dildos I had no use for. And yeah. Got a lot of – now, Eric didn't say whose is what. So on the break, we'll have to fist fight for this stuff. Oh, God. I am going to fight tooth and nail for that fucking Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You guys help yourself, though, because I feel like I already got my two baby toys that you guys should get as much of this shit as you want. Um, let's see here. We have one final box, and it comes from a listener, uh, long-time listener of the show, been listening since episode one. Uh, it comes from our buddy, Pete Neen. Pete Neen! So, you know what? Love Pete. Let's see here. Let me... Pete's tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually probably should... He, no, I don't have a tweet to read, but... <laughs> Where's that knife at? I'm going to s- stab my Funko Pops. There we go. <laughs> I missed that Flash Raptor. I was putting my beer down. All I saw was, I do have time. Yeah, we're drinking beers. That's right. <laughs> wow, a lot of silence going on right now. Nobody's saying shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Jake's, Jake's reading. Jay's over there. Fidgeting. <laughs> Finn hopes there's pops in there. Fuck you, Finn. <laughs> Oh, you just got here, Flash Raptor. You missed Brian opening the Collector Core box. Yeah, he he loved it. Spoiler. All right, guys. I know what's in the box already because I uh, Pete actually sent me the message and and said that they were coming and everything. And I I, I know what's in this box. They? That's a plural. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. in there? Well, yeah. Uh, severed heads. <laughs> like, and they're all Funko bobbleheads. Are they Gwyneth Paltrow Funko bobbleheads? Pete had something specially made for us, and I'm going to pull one out, and you can show the leftover army, and we each get one. So awesome. Uh, to those that aren't here, they'll get theirs when they when they do finally come to record an episode. But this is this comes from Pete Neen, and they are T-shirts, and they are oh, holy shit, fuck. Pop culture leftovers T-shirts. Wow, that is fucking awesome. Specially made for us. Holy shit! Two hours of nonsensical crap, and it's got the pop culture leftovers logo. These are for us guys. These are one of a kind from Pete Neen. Fuck Pete, that's awesome. So thank you so much, Pete. These are absolutely amazing. Uh, everybody's got one now, uh, and everybody has it in their own size. This is uh, this is the people are saying this is a medium. People are saying they need that. We asked if you wanted T-shirts, and we heard a big nothing, nothing, fucking crickets. Yeah, and, and you'll say you need them, and then when I put them out on the internet, if I t- if I put them on like T Public, nobody will buy them. So don't <laughs> tell me that you want them because you're not going to fucking buy them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You say you want it now, but then when push comes to shove, and you got to spend twenty five dollars plus shipping on a fucking T-shirt, you'll be like. Oh, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll take 
take the spider Gwen, I'm sure, instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till it's on eBay. So these are the, uh, everybody gets one. I'll, we'll throw the picture up on the internet. Thank you, Pete. These, Thanks, this, Pete. This is the coolest yeah. thing ever. Thank you so much, Pete. I, I've been wanting the Pop yeah. Culture Leftovers t-shirt for a long time. I'm going to wear that every day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, this, I Tupperware this shirt. That yeah. fucking, the, the two other shirts I got. What? Whatever. Right. <laughs> the, the Funko Fuck Pop you, shirt. Hey Finn, I'll send you that Funko Pop shirt. Yeah, you can you can fucking wear it on the playground. <laughs> Finn says thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking on the monkey bars. Don't scuff it up on the monkey bars. <laughs> Don't get grass stains on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we opened up all the. Thank you, Pete. That is so fucking cool. That was awesome. And thank you, Eric. That was awesome. Yes. And, uh, these these are amazing. Those gifts are amazing, and I can't wait to take better uh, better look at uh, um, Sandman's penis. <laughs> and that box. I'm taking that box with me. Oh yeah, go for yes. it. Yes. I mean, you yes. use that box. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't want to. Uh... I don't want a box of dicks in my house. You can have it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> The dicks are like the ugliest thing ever. I know. I can't believe that he drew all those on there. Like, I can't believe there's more. There's not more lesbians because dicks are fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> those are really detailed dicks that Eric wrote, drew on. They yeah, are. Yeah, he really went to town it on. Reminded that me shit. of Superbad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just can't stop drawing dicks. <laughs> Was he like googling images so he had like yeah. material to like base it off of? You know. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at his own. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, there's many different kinds of dicks. <laughs> I'll, use, I'll use mine for spider cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got an action pose out of that one. I like yeah. <laughs> Man, those t-shirts are fucking awesome. Way to go, Pete. If you couldn't see the Spider-Man one, yes, he was jizzing like it was a web. Yeah, yeah yes. And it was the McFarlane jizz. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was McFarlane The detailed jizz. webbing. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful you don't knock Sandman's cock all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might, might want to put that over yeah, there. Yeah, be careful. I'll all put right, it in the boss here. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun start to the old episode. Nice. That was um, fun. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm gonna read a Facebook message that I got recently. Okay. Uh, and then we will jump into this next sa- sta- uh, segment. Once I can fucking spit that word out, <laughs> and it comes from our buddy Vincent Jankowski, and he says, "Dear leftovers." More Brian dating disasters. Mm, I agree. Mm. Yeah. It's been a while. But it is time. Yes. For Brian's dating disasters. We all win. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to play? Oh, I was way. I love this bumper. Where's my... Why aren't you going to play my bumper, you little bitch? Let me get my mouse. (laughs) Let Jay probe it. My bumper's gone. No. Are you shitting me? No. Hold on. I'm going to pause it and yeah. find it. All right. Alien mouse. I'm recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what were you going to say? The alien? Uh... Yeah, I was going to offer the alien mouse if you were having problems. Oh, yeah. That'll help me perform. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a butt probe would wake you up a bit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Get the energy going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I found it. I found uh Found Brian's is there and Brian's in disasters. All right, Brian. <laughs> Should I have forgotten this before we were even uh, when we came back? Yeah. Time out for Brian's dating disasters. And some other times. 
there's just an ending. So. <laughs> All right. Yep. Welcome back. It's it's been a while, man. Probably over twenty episodes. Yeah, it's been a while, and, and you know, it's not like I haven't gone on any dates since those twenty episodes. I have none of them really, you know, noteworthy. I guess I'd say. Yeah. I went on one last week, and it, nothing really noteworthy. Um, kind of like, I don't know, just like uh, not very interesting conversation. The old one and dones. Yeah, yeah. So before I jump in, I I had two dates in two days. So wow, I, yeah, uh, two dates, two days. Um, and uh Jay, you just cut me out. Oh dude, sorry. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> sorry. Unprofessional fucks. Alright. Anyway. So I wanna before I jump into these two, let's talk about sometimes there's there's dates that they don't we don't make it to the date stage. It just like because it's it starts off in stages. Okay. This this process. Okay, because I'm on like a dating site. So you start off, you talk on the dating site, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the next step? What does that lead to? In exchange of the phone numbers. Right. Right? Okay. So, this one uh, woman, she was pretty forward and sent me, like, a message, like, with her uh, number in it. Like, I, just, like, out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Like, I never really talked to her before and never had, like, an exchange. She's, like, she said something like, you reminded me of a guy I used to work with that I had a crush on. Here's my number. Okay. So... For I waited like three days, and then I was bored one day. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to text this chick, see what it's like. You, you know go. what I mean? Just bored, out of boredom. Yeah. Test the waters. Test the waters. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see. Let's let's see what's going on here. You know, a little bit of crazy going on here. You know, text me. You need to text me. Give me your number, like right out of the gate. You know, you don't know nothing about me. Yeah. Here's yeah. my number. Let's let's find out what's going on here. A little bit of crazy going on. A little bit, of, a little bit of desperation too, maybe. A little bit of desperation, maybe. And so, like, here's the thing: we start talking, we start talking. She's like, "Hey, uh, you know, we're texting," and she's like, "Let me, let me be honest with you." She's like, um, "Right now, I'm going through a divorce." Red flag. Okay, so like, we got a red, <laughs> yeah. we got red, red flag, right? Definitely, big time. She's like, "No, we're getting a divorce. It was horrible marriage." She's like, "In the past three years, we only had sex like six times." So lots of info there, yeah. A lot of info, maybe a little TMI. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if like my goal was like, well, shit. If my goal was to get laid, right? Easy target. There She's you go. really just kind of like putting a target on herself at that point. Like, yeah, I need some intimacy, right? Okay, you know, take dr- take and extends and <laughs> come, <laughs> come on, on over. over. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's not like, like that's not why I'm on these sites. So it's like it's like okay, so. She was being honest with me. She opened up. She told me that. And so she's like, she goes, hey, you know, what, how about, um, you know, we, we, she's like, uh, do you want, let me read the text. Here we go. Do you want to just meet and see if we like each other? And I'm like, well, let me be honest now. Because like she had told me that and I'm just like, you know, let's see, let's see. Cause I, she's like asking me if like I want to go out on a date like from the get go. And you got to understand she's, I, there's something off with her. Some, I can already tell. Yeah. And I'm on the site and I'm dating people. And it's like, people got to understand like you're not just like exclusive to one person if you're just talking to them. You're talk, you're, you're dating, you could be dating multiple people, going out on dates, not dating. Right. But just, you know, going out on a first date with, you know what I mean? For sure. It's not like a given. Exactly. And so like I told her, I said, I'm not seeing anyone. But I do have a couple dates this weekend, and then she flips the fuck out on me. She's like, "You're oh, already married." No. She, yeah, and, I'm, and she's, like, and she's like, "I can't believe you're telling me this." She's like, "I don't believe you. Why did you even message me?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And, 
And I was like, I was like, um, she's like, you're being immature and can't realize people have lives and go through divorce. What? And I'm like, I'm, she thinks that I'm blowing her off because she's going through a divorce. Being insensitive or something. Number one, that's a red flag. Number two, I didn't agree to go out on a date with you, but I was just seeing how you were going to react. Sometimes I just want to see how they're going to react. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to, you got to throw things out there to see how these people react. And if she reacted cool, then I'd be like, oh wow, this might be a stable human being. <laughs> right. But no, she does this. And, um, she go, and then I go, and then I say, you're not going to bait me into an argument. Bye. <laughs> and then she says, I didn't even say I wanted to meet you this weekend. I have plans with others. And I replied with, Cool. <laughs> she goes, why do you have to be a lot like other guys and be, and be mean? I said, I haven't said one mean thing. You're being too dramatic. Yeah. She goes, no. You could have said, I'm busy this weekend. I said, I reply, we just started texting two hours ago. If you act like this now, I don't think we're a good fit. Yeah. Take care. She's like, how about next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> then I say nothing. She says, fine. You're lock, You're like a lot of the others who have issues with me going through a divorce. Makes me think you are shallow. I'm not interested. Bye. <laughs> wow. And I, I reply with, me either. Good deal. Have a fun weekend with friends. <laughs> she says, oh, no more. <laughs> she says, jerk. <laughs> I reply with, I was never a jerk. was just being honest that I was just going on a couple dates this weekend. You had a problem with that. Said I was immature, flipped out, and felt I, and I felt you're being way too dramatic, and you scared me off. You're so not easygoing, a little high-strung. I can see why you're having issues. There, that was me being a jerk. Because if you're going to call me one, at least let me be one first. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> next. Here we go. All right. This, uh, this, this, yeah, this, oh, she goes, why are you still texting me? <laughs> I know I have emotional is- issues. I had a severe brain injury when I was a teenager. Things are really tough for me right now. You were sending me mixed messages, so I got upset. I think you like me. I miss having intimacy with an attractive man. Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. What just, whoa. There was a whole lot of weird shit going on in there, right? Yeah. Yes. Number one, she uh, brain injury. Right. Teenage years. Yeah, She's out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Then I'm apparently I'm sending her mixed messages. Yeah. And then she says, I think you like me. I miss having intimacy with an attractive man. Right. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think you like me. Well, you're texting her. You must like her. So, yeah, I fucked her this weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I swear. I, am not, I swear. I swear I didn't. I never met this girl. So uh, that I think that text was sent at like, uh, like 120. And then... An hour and a half later, I didn't reply. I didn't reply. I was like done. Is After this AM or PM? When, when she said I have, I had brain like uh, like a brain injury. Yeah, I'm like, if she is unstable, this is not. Th- th- why am I talking to her? Yes, yes. If you know what I mean, I, I, there's just there's no point. I don't want to bait her now and like right if she's got problems. So I didn't respond, and uh, then like an hour and a half later, she says, "Sorry, I got so upset when you told me that you were busy this weekend. If you do make sense, if you do make if if uh, if you do make sense to me, because I just told you about my divorce, and I wasn't sure if you were okay with it, and I had just dated a guy over the summer, and he burned burned me, and he had made a lot of promises to me, and went very fast." 
and I just don't trust guys right now. And I didn't know if I should leave you or not. If you're nice and, and if you, and then she gives me an ultimate. Here's the, here, she gives me. This is what she says. This is like like this is like the task. Like okay, gives me like an ultimatum. Like if you're nice and understanding guy, you will give me another chance. Mm-hmm. Like basically putting it on me now. Yeah. Like like now because I flipped out and I've got a brain injury and I'm fucked up and. Now, now you, now in order for you to be a nice guy, you have to understand that. Right. So if you don't respond now, you're not a nice guy. It's basically the equivalent of those stupid fucking Facebook messages. If you don't retweet this, you'll die in an hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> or, no, you'll, yeah. If you don't share this, you'll die or whatever. So basically, and she goes, and then she says, I'm, and I'm sorry for calling you names. Okay. So I, I have not responded. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So done with that. Um, but yeah. But that, that, yeah. That's just an example of one that doesn't make it. You know. I mean, she was in the minor leagues. Let's talk about the, some of the dates. Let's talk about the big leagues. Yeah. Let's like talk about the major texting leagues. Texting disaster. Texting disaster. <laughs> no. Let's go on to dating disasters. So two dates, two days. I had a date on uh, Friday and then a date on Saturday night. Um, let's talk about these dates. <laughs> let's see here. Do you want to hear, do you want to hear, um, do you want to hear crazy last or do you want to hear, I don't know. I want chronological order. I want Friday and Saturday. Okay. Cause it gets, it goes from like really, really interesting to like, eh, not so much. So here we go. Here's Friday night. Friday night. Um, I, I have a date with a woman eh, about f- five years older. She's the attorney that yeah. I was telling you guys about. So I had a date with this attorney. Okay. You know, and this is like, here I am, like, going out on a date with an attorney. Oh, hello. Owns her own law firm. Like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a leftover. <laughs> and, like, you know, this is like a classy woman, right? Yeah. And here I am going out with, like, this classy woman. And so we uh, end up meeting at a bar downtown. Uh, I ended up spending way too much money on drinks. That night. <laughs> uh, a lot. Way too much money on drinks. Um, having a great time, though. Like, we go from one bar, then we go to the next. I had this uh, drink called the Javelina. And oh my god, it's a, it's a Patron, uh, pineapple juice, and then kind of like a, a jalapeno juice. Nice. Mm. Uh, so it's like you taste the jalapeno, and then it's got like, uh, you taste the pineapple juice, and then it's got like a spicy kick aftertaste to it. It's fucking amazing. Sounds awesome. What did you say it was called? Uh, Javelina. Okay. And, uh, oh man, it was so fucking good. Um, but, uh, I probably had two of those. I had a couple of mojitos and, uh, shit, I had some other fucking drink that had a ton of alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. No, so we're having a rate, we're having like a really good time and shit. We're having a good conversation. She actually really, she loves TV and movies. We're talking about different actors and stuff like that. Really interesting conversation. Um, and then, uh, then, uh, what did she say? I told her that, yeah, I told her I was a big Bulls fan. She told me that she met Michael Jordan. I was like, holy shit. And then, uh, yeah, she met him at a bar. He was like at a bar. She saw him wow. at a bar years ago. And then, so I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then I told her that I had a Chicago Bulls soda machine. Yeah. And then she made the joke, is your mic out? Hello? No, you're on. Yeah, so, um, so then, uh, she's like, the way, I don't know, I guess the way the conversation went, she's like, I'm imagining your place looking like Tom Hanks' apartment in Big. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's not an insult. She's like, that's awesome. So I was yeah. like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I said, no, I don't have bunk beds. So. <laughs> yeah. But then, okay, so then uh, we ended up that we closed that bar, and then we go to another bar, and we're getting more drinks now. And um, she like, she's like telling me, like she's having a great time and all this stuff. And then she's like, 
you, I want you to see my house. My house is huge. I want you to see my house. Let's go back to my house. Okay. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Let's go back to your house. And she's like, all right, we go outside and she's like, I'm going to go get my car and I'm going to pull up behind you and then you can follow me. It's like, all right, cool. All right, so. What is getting ready to happen? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be, yeah, okay, here we go. Here's the M. Night Shyamalan twist, right? (laughs) Oh, shit. So, um, so I get in the car and I'm waiting. I'm like, wow, wow, this is cool. I'm having a great time. She's awesome. Okay, here we go. We're going to go back to her place. And I'm like, I don't want to take things too fast. But on the flip side, I've got a really great date, having a great time. And she wants to go back to her place. I'm not going to let the night end. I'm like, yeah, let's go back. This, I'm having a great time. Get in my car and I sit there. Five minutes go by. <laughs> she hasn't pulled up behind me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ten minutes go by. Then the bartender comes out uh-huh. of the bar. And he's like, hey, uh, I think your date left her phone in here. So I called that her number and that, that phone rang. So he gave it to me and I was like, okay, I'll give it to her. Oh, weird. 15 minutes passed, nothing. Dude, I, at this point, I didn't know what's go, I didn't know what was going on. Like, did she, did she, did she get cold feet and like take off? Because, you know what I mean? Did something, something bad happen? Did something bad happen? Yeah. That was the other possibility, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking, did she get abducted? Right. <laughs> dude, somebody recently was just murdered, you know, yeah. in the area and, yeah, murdered. And, you know, I'm, Freaking out, like, or did she get pulled over? Yeah, DUI. She, DUI. I don't know what's going on. So I was there for about half an hour waiting. So finally, I'm just like, fuck it. I got to go fucking home. Fuck this shit. I got to leave. So I got in my car, started driving home, got halfway home, and I was like, fuck. What if she realizes she doesn't have her phone and she tries to come back? <sighs> fuck. I went back. I stayed another 20 minutes. Mm. Waited. Nothing. So it's almost midnight now, and I'm like, Fuck this. I'm like, I'm going to go home. So I went home. I got her phone, and I just pass out at like 1 o'clock. 5 o'clock rolls around. Like, I'm up and at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, shit, check the phone. Oh, no, she hasn't tried to call it. Nobody's tried to call the phone. I don't know what's going on. So so I call my sister. I'm like, Melissa, I'm like, what's going on? I go, <laughs> I go I'm freaking out. Like, she would have turned around to get her phone. Nobody leaves the phone. Yeah, yeah. Like, my phone's like my lifeline. Yeah. Now we're thinking, like, she might be abducted. Oh, my God. So you still don't know. That's I have no up. clue. <laughs> I have no clue. That's, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so what, I'm, what do I do? Like, I don't even know where a car looks like, dude. But yeah. I go back downtown just so I can see, like, because I, I know a couple clues. Like, maybe I can see, like, she I knew she went to this college. Maybe she's got that on the car. You're like Scooby-Doo at this point. Yeah, and I know where she lives. So maybe she, like, got a car, like, uh, from that dealership in that area. Like, like, maybe I can see that the car is still there. And then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, she's not with her car. Then I can call the police or something and be like... Which is scary yeah. because if something if she was abducted and I have to call the police and be like, yeah, I was the last person that saw her. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm, we were out on our first date. I have her phone, right? <laughs> and I have her phone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was freaking me out. And so like, like I drive back downtown. I don't know what her car looks like, and I don't see it. Uh, I end up, oh, man, I end up like talking to my sister. My sister's like, well, if she doesn't call you by 11, you need to call the police. And then, and then my sister's like, call hospitals and see if she's there. And I'm like, 
holy shit. So, like, my sister knows, like, a cop. And so she, he, like, fuck, she texts him and, like, he, like, searched for her. And no, she wasn't, like, arrested or anything. Okay. For DUI or nothing. And fucking, dude. <sighs> fucking, like, hours later and shit, her mom calls the phone and I pick it up. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, I'm like, hello? And she's like, I'm calling for yeah. so and so. And I'm like, yeah, this is her phone. Yeah, I was out with your <laughs> daughter last night. I don't know where she Very, is. I know. And uh, very awkward. Very yeah. awkward. So, like, the mom is like, was everything on the date going okay? Like, now she's, you know, like, cause she's worried. Like, whoa, who's this guy going out with my daughter that I don't know that could have, like, stabbed her and threw her in a fucking dumpster? Yeah, and answering shit, the cell phone. Answering the phone. Oh, I don't know where your daughter is. <laughs> yeah. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. In the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's comfortable in my trunk. I just lowered her down some water. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm putting the lotion in the basket. Uh, yeah, she's right fine. Now, well so, moisturized. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude, it was uh fucked up. So I'm talking to her mom. Her mom's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive to her house and see if her car's there and then if whatever then she's like i'll call the police and stuff like that and so like i had actually started calling hospitals and nothing and then like finally at like eleven forty-five, i get a call from her mom's phone and it was her and she's like um yeah so i like went to her place dropped off her phone found out that she doesn't remember most of the evening oh. um after we got to the second bar Okay. Got in her car, was frustrated for some reason, and drove home and didn't realize that I was supposed to follow her or anything. <laughs> and she felt really bad. So, so you got another date? And I was just like, I was just like, yeah, well, I thought you may have been dead. Yeah. For a, for a day. <laughs> 24 hours. For, yeah. Wow. About 12 hours. Yeah, okay. For about 12 hours, I thought you could have been dead. There was that possibility. Yeah. That I, I, I went out with you and you you, you died. Right. You, you know? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a date, right? Yeah, That's wow. It No, like, as it was happening, like, it was a fucking, like, it was a mystery. Like, I was telling my sister, like, this shit should be, like, on Unsolved Mysteries. Like, I can see, like, Robert Stack. I know he's dead, but, like, I can see him, like, you know... It was a cold winter night. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is really yeah. weird. This is really weird date. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, last last night's date. Uh, I don't know. Could have been a disaster. It was okay. Um, it was okay. It's a great conversation. Uh, she's kind of night. Very nice girl. Great conversation. Um, but she's a master of like the picture that makes her not look like her in person. Oh yeah, mm. she's like one of those master manipulators with the photos. <laughs> Very nice though. Very nice. I don't know if I don't think we'll be going out again. I just didn't feel like a physical attraction. Very like I would great friend material. Yeah, would love to like hang out with her and talk with her. But it was kind of funny. We went. We ended up going to Hibachi Grill, um, and uh, so we're like with another group. Uh, it's two two of us, and you know how they the Pabachi girls they have you split up in like different yeah. groups and yeah. stuff. Well, the guy there's a guy sitting next to her, and he's like there with like a birthday party, and he starts he's he's one of these social guys that like wants to get to know everybody at the table. Oh fuck that! Uh, yeah. He's like, so what's your story? And uh, and we're like, yeah, it's our first date, 
And uh, he's like, oh, really? All right. And so now he thinks he's like some game show host and shit. <laughs> he's and he's the like, Chuck Woolery. Yeah. And he starts uh, interviewing us and asking us questions. And he starts giving us points. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I just said uh, – <laughs> I tapped out after like two questions. I literally said, "Dude, I'm tapping out." <laughs> and I said, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm done here." And uh but no, it was crazy, dude, because there was at one point I th- I I was thinking to myself, "This guy is trying to hijack my date." Oh shit. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. There was at one point where he was just talking to her. She worked at a um she sells um she sells uh, alcohol to bars and things like that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Interesting job. And I mean, you know, we were talking about that and everything. And this guy had like a bourbon collection and he was talking to her about that and they were having like this exchange and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I just started, I was just sitting there drinking my, that, that fucking soup that they give you <laughs> and staring off into space <laughs> while they were talking. And I was just like, yeah, this is, I started actually smiling to myself like, <laughs> Yep, this is my date. That's awesome. <laughs> this is great. I got this guy hijacking my date. You're nice. the hibachi girl, basically, yeah. all by yourself. Right. <laughs> Party right. of one. Party of one. <laughs> so, no, it didn't end that way. And I, I think it ended uh, It ended really well, I think. And she had a great time. I think she, oh, she's one of those, I think she really wants the second date and thinks she really enjoyed it. And, like, I would hang out with her as a friend. I just don't see, like, a physical kind of connection there yeah you know but uh i am gonna be going out with the uh the, the lawyer. lawyer again yeah interesting we, uh, yeah we are gonna be we are gonna be going out again i we, did i dropped it's a great story yeah. man about your first date <laughs> pop culture wow. leftovers needs representation don't fuck this up uh, that's true <laughs> <laughs> you, never you never know you never know when jake's gonna need another lawyer yeah exactly go, go fuck this up for me man <laughs> wow man don't kill her that is fucking, I've never had a date that insane ever. Yeah, dude. Ever. And the first time for it to be the first date. While it was happening, because like I gave you guys like the Cliff Notes version. Like, yeah. Like the hours and the minutes. The minutes turned into hours and it, and it, and they dragged on. And I mean, by 11 o'clock, I'm seriously like freaking out. I would be freaking out. Yeah, for sure. Like, her mom's hadn't heard for anything from her. And like, dude, I was just thinking like, dude, what if this, what if she got abducted yeah. or something like car you know what wreck? I mean? Car wreck. Um, yeah, I was freaking, dude. Damn. So pretty stressful, yeah. but it says something about her that you're going out again. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything up until that point was absolutely amazing. Great conversation and cool. Yeah. So well, well I'm happy for you. That's insane, but I'm happy for you. We'll see how. But it. But in a way, it. Did, I, I'm going to shut up. In a way. I I wish it would have just ended the way I wish it would I wish it would have just been like I had a great time and ended the night. Yes, not the whole like let me follow you to your place and I'm you know I felt like I like I uh, felt like a dating magician. I just yeah. made her disappear like <laughs> you know it's, it's going to make the second date kind of awkward. A little bit. Yeah, try and top that. Right. <laughs> and, like, you know, she she invited you over. She doesn't even remember that. Yeah. I I did bring that up to her, and she kind of was, like, embarrassed, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah. But. When she invites you over again, are you going to be like, are you going to remember this time? Should I follow Let's you? Let's go in the, the car? same car. Yeah. I'm just going to act like I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell her I blacked out. <laughs> so. Wow. No, I'm going to run off on her the next yeah, day. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So yeah. You should get revenge. <laughs> 
All right, I'll pull up. I'll leave, you. I'll leave like a little Brian treasure map. <laughs> It'll be like she'll have to find me. The scavenger Here's hunt. Here's clues. Yeah. It'll lead you, either lead you to me or my body. <laughs> I had no idea, man. It was fucking nuts. Wow, it was wild. Jeez. Yeah, so that is Brian's dating's uh, dating disasters installment. Fucking beautiful. Nice. Don't make don't make people wait so long for yeah. the next one. Well, I I've been out on other dates, but I mean they weren't interesting like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what what am I really going to date more psychos? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have. <a> <laughs> Let us live through your eyes. <laughs> Guys hijacking my dates and <laughs> dates dates coming up missing. <laughs> Wow. Felt like a fucking like Wayward Pines episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> fucking crazy shit. All right, guys. What are we going to move on to now? We're going to move on to your goddamn emails. Motherfucker. Ever fucking stop. So it's time for uh, fucking uh, emails. Mail. Motherfucker. Ah, leftovers of the universe. Mail. Someone here? No. <laughs> it's Brian's date. They just pulled up. <laughs> I'm here. That's right, guys. Uh, three dates in three days. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to have a date right here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Gonna happen. Oh, me and Jay are going to feel like real third wheels here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, moving on to emails. The first email comes from Will Hall, and he says, Hello again, Leftovers. My wife, remember Will, he was the one who sent us the email about his wife and how she lost her sight. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He says, uh, my wife wanted me to drop a line and say thanks for uh, from her for everything. She told me to tell you that diabetes is a motherfucker. Mm. That is how she lost her sight. She cried last episode when you read my last email. Oh. To clear up some of the confusion about catch wrestling, look up former UFC heavyweight champion Josh Barnett. I probably will not. <laughs> I, you know what I mean, right? I'm sorry, not I, that intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when when you tell me, like you know, when you say when you mention catch wrestling, I'll probably like wonder what it is, <laughs> but I probably will not go out of my way to like go to like wiki, yeah, and start Wikipedia. I already it's, forget what we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> 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 it is pretty forgettable though. So yeah, I probably won't be looking up Josh Barnett. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just being honest. You know who you want your friends to be honest, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. like when friends are like, hey man, check this out, and they send you like a link. Right. And you're like, Yeah, I'll look at that later. Right. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. We, we all fucking do oh, it. Oh yeah, undeniably. And then like the next time you see him, <laughs> and the next time you see him, you're like, hey man, did you What'd you think of that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't see what? it. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 you, or you fucking try to wing it. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with me. I love that. I love that one part where that thing happened. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> wait, wait. If it's in text, it's cool. Right. Because then you can be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. And then you can just watch it like right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can be like, oh, yeah, that, that was awesome. Or that Blown was, away. Or that was horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Texting makes texting makes lying so much easier. But if you tell them, no, I didn't, <laughs> right. then they get hurt. Yeah. Hurt. It's yeah. hurtful. Yeah. You don't care about my opinion. Right. <laughs> you don't care about catch wrestling. <laughs> I don't. Uh, he says, uh, Stephen Amell looked amazing. And, dude, we, we made his wife cry when we read the email. Oh, I bet we make a lot of people cry. Yeah, yeah. for Man. different reasons. Yeah. But I have a feeling like she cried out of, like, like happiness. Yeah. Like one of those happy cries. That's that's cool. 
Yeah. Hopefully. If it was a happy cry. Yeah. I don't know if it was a happy cry. Bum anybody out. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a not happy cry, fuck. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a... Once again, it all goes back to Brian's dating disaster. Right. Women crying at the end. <laughs> You're a jerk to another woman on the podcast. Another, yeah. <laughs> um, I did have a question, though. What did you guys think of the DC story, Kingdom Come? It is my favorite story that they have put out. I just wish that it was in the main continuity. Keep up the great work, Will Hall. Nice. I, I love Kingdom Come. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, I, I have that in trade. Um, one, one of my favorite stories ever, I think, about, um, uh, you know, they, they always do these, uh, you know, switching, like, what the universe is or whatever. Elseworld, Elseworld right. story. Yeah. This is one of my favorite. Like, I, I do, too. I wish this was a continuity thing. Um, it would be kind of hard to pull off because people are older and whatnot. But um, well, it's funny what DC makes continuity and what they don't. Yeah. You know? It's hard to make future stories continuity, though, because you're, you're never really aging the characters too much. Right. And it, it, it almost, like, puts a, like shoehorn on a storyline if you give a definitive this is how things are going to end up in the future kind of view to it yeah so you can see why those kind of stories are elseworld stories yeah but it's it's very cool it's it's like it's basically about the this the main superheroes you know the justice league and their kids in the future you know and how people perceive superheroes at this point so it's kind of i, I think it's kind of going to be borrowed by Zack snyder even in these future justice league movies i kind of see shades of that you know, kind of mixed with the Frank Miller stuff, but same kind of thing. And, and like, you know, DC Injustice, I think, comes from, you know, the story that Kingdom Come was also telling, where where they were kind of looked on as, as like a problem. You know, the superhero- Well, Superman was a problem yeah. in Injustice. Right. And it's, it's, it's almost the same thing, you know, but it's their kids, too, and what their kids are up to. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost like Jupiter, uh, uh, what was that series? Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, it's almost like that. Jupiter's Legacy, and then now there's Jupiter's Circle. It, it, yeah, it's it's almost identical. Yeah. the Mark Millar book. Yeah, yeah. it's almost. Is it the Millar same or is it Miller? I always say Millar. I always say Millar. Too. I say Millar, yeah. and I mean some people say Miller. I think it is Miller, though. I think it might be. You say Miller, I say Millar. Right, that'll <laughs> let's just him. call the whole thing off. Let's just yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, Kingdom so, Come is good stuff. Yeah, it's I'm awesome. surprised they haven't given it the uh, animated movie yeah, treatment. They need to. Seems like perfect material for they that. They need to. I, I own it in trade paperback too. I love I you know what? I never get Marvel trade paperbacks. They're all, I always get DC. Yeah. I think they're priced great too. Yeah. They're not as, the only thing is I wish they were a bit more timely with them. Oh, it takes forever. Sometimes by the time they come out I just don't care anymore. That's true. Marvel Marvel does do it a lot faster. Yeah. Do they use like different um like I don't know who who do they have like that puts these out. I think they're in house. That's why they come out. So Is much that quicker. why? Yeah. Okay. Where DC because they're owned by Time Warner have to go through their own booksellers and printers and everything. I see. Yeah, Kingdom Come is great stuff. It's rare to get Alex Ross interiors. So no any, shit. anytime you get them, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're just like drooling over <laughs> every page, and then you read it. And that was one of those books for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next email uh, comes from Osiris Gutierrez, and he was the one that. Talked about, he said that uh, the army, the leftover army, should be called the leftover core. Okay. Um, he goes on to say, uh, the leftover core thing was meant as a joking change to point out the rivalry between the army bars and the real men in the military, the Marine Corps. LOL. Thanks for reading my message on the podcast. It really made my day. And I'm geeking out messaging everyone I know. And I'm geeking out messaging everyone I know and sending them to listen to the podcast. Um, 
I don't think they're going to be that impressed, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're it's Brian like, who? Jay yeah. what? Jay like, Hop? Pop culture what? Not going to get points for yeah. that. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, seriously. Like, <laughs> I can understand, like, if, like, you were on, like, Mark Marin or, like, you know, like, Joe Rogan or, like, Kevin Smith had you on. But it's, like, just three fucking idiots from Illinois. Yeah. yeah. These guys don't even have a sponsor. They're not even talking yeah. about cloud mattresses. Oh, shit. <laughs> anybody can fucking, anybody can get an audible sponsor. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they all have it. They all do. Um, he says, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, I know. By the way, with my Marine Corps training, 10 years of judo training, and mastery of all blade weapons, I am offering myself up. I am offering myself up as Brian's champion in the leftover games. Thanks again, guys. I need more domesticated Dave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Simply to include the female perspective of all things geek. Love you guys. Deuces. You almost, you almost had yourself a, uh, a tribute there. Yeah. And then, and then you lost yeah. them. Scared now. Guys, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of like overwhelmed with all the people that have requested to be my champion. Yeah. I'm ser- I did not think that as many people, should I go over my list? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I told you you were going to get a ton. I can't believe it. I have like an insane list and, and like, like really, you know what? Actually, I'm going to read this next email, and then I'll read my list. How about that? That's cool. Because the next email, let's see here. Somebody say something. skip a doo wub No, <laughs> not saying something. Yeah, yeah. Say something. We got Scatman over here. <laughs> Scatman Carruthers J. skip it bop bop That's just, that's my go-to, you know. <laughs> it's either balls or scat. Yeah, or I don't other. know. <laughs> I don't know. You need another go-to. <laughs> Hopefully you don't use that in, like, the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, scooby bop bop bow. And Jay was never late again. <laughs> Girls often say I'm funny. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. It's time for I Pete's tweets. Oh nice. Oh. oh yeah. Alright, Pete's tweets this week. Yeah, we opened the box earlier, but we got a Pete's tweets. Hey there, leftovers. It's Pete. It seems about time for me to throw my hat into the ring. I would like to offer my services and fight. On behalf of Brian for the leftover hunger. God damn. Nice. Another score. (laughs) (laughs) We're all fucked. (laughs) I've got, dude, I've got like my choice. Yeah, I know. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to tell you what. T-bone, prime rib. Hold up, hold up. I'm going to read his attributes here, but I'm going to read my list here real quick of like all my fucking champions, all these people that want to fucking fight for me and shit. I'm blown away. Here's my tributes. I got Ernesto. Eric Habron, Chris Hohola, and his wife. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Sean Hamilton of the League of Geeks. Oh, man. Kelly Claiborne, Jacob Harmon. Kelly's beard. Kelly Claiborne and Jacob Harmon. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. Ryan Mears, because you won't fucking listen to Ryan Mears' podcast, The Comic Slobs. He's like, I'm gonna, I'll fight for you, Brian. I want to kill Jake's fucking tributes because Jake doesn't listen to my fucking podcast. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know what? I'm gonna stop here real quick. There's a lot of like great podcasts out there. A lot of guys that listen to our show that that put on some great podcasts, and you should be listening to them. Uh, Comic Slobs with Ryan Mears, uh, Nerd. Porn with Aaron Claude Miller, Matthew Chakella, of course, with Never Submit uh, Entertainment. His podcast is fantastic. 
uh, let me think, man, uh, TC and Epic Comic Cast, um, Friday Night Fandom, trying to think, God, I'm leaving people out, aren't I? I know yeah. I'm leaving somebody out of this. Oh, man. League of Geeks, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, get, guys, give these other podcasts a listen uh, and send them some emails. Don't so, always uh, send them to us. <laughs> Please don't. We're like, Pat, I thought you were trying to help these guys out. You're just trying to pass off they the emails. <laughs> they would just love it if you sent them emails. I was like, hey, Brian's being really generous. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is backhanded. <laughs> Yeah, my dates disappear, but these emails won't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multiply. They always pull up right behind you. I'm not done with <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I also got Daniel Murphy. Oh, man. You and got Daniel Murphy? Daniel Murphy. Motherfuck. Andrew Ross. Well, I mean. Yeah, I haven't. Ever since you said, all right, everyone officially say you're a tribute, I have gotten zero. Ashley Deriveter. Pete Neen. Yeah. And I got my girl, True Breezy. We should just have all your people fight each other. <laughs> Guys, I feel the Brian tribute. Yeah. Hold on. See, the thing is, it's like, for me, like, I don't want to pick, like, people from this list. Because I honestly, like, everybody that's, like, asked to be my tribute, they're all awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, these are, like, these are fucking, like, leftover army, like, fucking, like, rock stars, dude. Yeah, they are. Like, fucking, like, Pete Neen is fucking, like, leftover royalty and shit. Oh, agreed, agreed. You know, and it's, like, for me to, like, pick certain people out of this list, I, I, I would feel like a dick. Because I, I, I think they're all equally awesome. Yes. I, I really do. And if I left somebody out, if I didn't add somebody to this list that already has to be my tribute, I wouldn't be surprised because there's so goddamn many of you, <laughs> and you're all awesome. That's why I think they should fight to see who's the tribute. I think they're going to end up fighting in a paper sack. I'm going to put all their names into a paper sack, shake it up. There you go. And I'll have one of you gentlemen okay. draw the winners, two winners, and... Um, Chris Hohola, if yours get picked, it's it's you and your wife. You're going to be a tag team. I'm going to put you, and those will be my two tributes if you are chosen. Uh, everybody else, it'll be a combination of you. For some reason, if I pick a Daniel Murphy first, and the next one that's chosen, uh, like Jake, you pull out Chris Hohola. Yeah. Well, we can't go with the wife, so it will be Daniel Murphy and then Chris Hohola. Okay. That's how that'll work. <laughs> Um, but you know what that, you know what, we're getting closer to the leftover hunger games. I've been, you know what, I've been thinking of some things that we can do. I think we need to turn this into, we need to turn this into an event. This needs to be its own separate fucking episode. I agree. We need to turn it into an event. And I think just like when you're, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, what do you have? A dungeon master. I think we need a dungeon master and I'm calling out Greg from the comic slobs. To be our dungeon master. Awesome. Are you going to be Greg or DM? I would love to have Greg be our awesome. DM. Awesome. Nice. Greg should, I, Ryan, you, I went Ryan on the episode too, you know. Is he going to have a pop culture leftovers game screen in front of him? <laughs> <We need> to, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if Greg can do it, but that's, that's, that's my wish. You I know? love it. I so, love it. Uh, Greg could be, it'd be great. If Ryan, if Greg doesn't want to do it and Ryan wants to do it, that'd be, that'd be great too. I'd like to have one of those guys on here to be the DM for the fucking pop culture. I'd rather Rangers have Greg than, than Ryan. We already know Ryan's bias. Take <laughs> 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 Brian's team wins. Yeah, that's, what? that's, okay, we'll have Greg. Well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll tell what, uh, Ryan's, Ryan <laughs> listens to our show. So maybe Ryan can ask Greg on his show, and I can listen to Greg's response on the Comics Labs. Cool, that'll be cool. Me and, me and Jay need some tributes too. I've got I've got 
like one at this point ever since you announced officially. Well, shit. Come on. I, yeah, I, I want to hear some tributes for Jake. I know you've got more than that, though. No, you said, okay, we're making this an official game. Yeah. So now, you know, if you send yeah. it, resend it and make it official. Ever since you've said that, I've gotten zero. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Jake needs some tributes. So you know what? Hey, how about this? How about this? If you want to be Jake's tribute for the Pop Culture Leftover Hunger Games, get on Twitter or send an email or get on Facebook. Use, like, a, maybe a hashtag, like uh, uh, PCL Jake tribute or something. That'll work. They can email. I'll give my email out right yeah. now they can email me directly if yeah. they want there you go so we can keep it on the down low so like brian's tributes can't like figure out our weaknesses so <laughs> i i am the jake strikes back at yahoo.com if you want to email me directly to be my tribute so we can keep this undercover jason you don't have to give out your email if you don't want to but i mean you need tributes you yeah. i know you've got finn i got finn finn that's all I need. I think Joe Vitale would be a good one for you. Joe Vitale's my guy. Oh, we're going to chew Finn's scrawny ass up. You guys but under... Joe, <laughs> Joe's got Joe's got to make his decision, though. Yeah, he does. So I think... Yeah. i got to twist anybody's arm here. Yeah. But yeah, we, we need more tributes. We, we will twist Finn's scrawny arm right off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I, know the power of Finn. <laughs> you don't... You underestimate him. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, you know what? I a couple of weeks ago I would have said yeah, but now it's like he's he's With got, the Funko, he's got Pop. Funko pops yeah. on his wall. Exactly. So I wish I hadn't he's heard gonna, that. You're gonna, <laughs> Finn, you're gonna reject it. <laughs> Pete Neen is gonna be serving you up. Oh, yeah. God damn, Pete versus Finn would be epic. I think what I'll do is I'll take all the names that want to be my tributes, put them in a bag in a sack, and then I'll have one of you guys, one, both of you. Pick one out of the sack. That's cool. We'll, we'll see who. I'm going to research who your weakest person is. No matter what that paper says, I'm just going to say who I want. <laughs> I want to. See, I want to see the piece of paper. Right, right. <laughs> I'll have a second piece of paper. I'll do the old. Whoop, whoop, and then, oh, here's the paper, man. I, honestly, though, I think like I, just from reading like the uh, the the like attributes of everybody, I honestly think like if the zombie apocalypse happened today. I'd want to be hanging out with Jacob Harmon. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he's going to do in, like, the Hunger Games. I think he'd do awesome. But, like, if the zombie apocalypse happened today, like, I am driving to Jacob Harmon's house. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I think, like, he is like Daryl in the zombie apocalypse. Like, I agree with you. And I honestly, like, even if Jacob Harmon dies, he's not, I think his beard will be able to, to take over. Right. After that point, like the Infinity. Well, I don't think you get to start with any guns though. When the bell rings in the in the in the Hunger Games, yeah. I'm not even talking about the Hunger Games. I'm, tra- right. I'm talking about zombie right. apocalypse. This is real life. I'm Jake. saying, it, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, zombie apocalypse, real life. My apologies. I'm saying if the zombie apocalypse happens like right fucking now, I'm going to Jacob Harmon's house. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm there. Pretty he's fucking. Ass. He's he's fucking Daryl Dixon. He's got lots of reading material. Yep. You lock yourself up in his bomb shelter with good person good to books. snuggle up with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay. <laughs> There's that attribute. You're very hairy. Uh, welcome to Jason's dating disasters. <laughs> Jake, Jake and sing some scat. Jake and Jacob Hardy. I'm gonna spoon you. <laughs> scat master. All right, all right. Here's here's Pete Neen. He wants to be my tribute, and that's fucking awesome. Nice. Um, what is he? Where, uh, Suck shit. a dick, Pete. <laughs> oh, old school. He says attributes include 
and athletic, five foot nine, 170. I do CrossFit, kickbox, and I have had some firearms training. I have outdoor survival skills from spending last year backpacking across Thailand, Cambodia, and Laos. That was the reason for my absence most of last year. I would take out Dave's tributes first, as they would probably be the easiest slash most annoying. <laughs> as for Findeets Creek, the jungle is no place for a scrawny kid still going through... <laughs> the jungle is no place for a scrawny kid still going through puberty. Just throw an issue of Penthouse or a Sports Illustrated swimsuit magazine on the ground. Wait for the kill. (laughs) In all seriousness, glad to have you guys back. It was a long two weeks without the podcast. Keep up the great work. Pete Neen. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Awesome. Pete is my tribute. That's awesome. I'm no. I got to pick from the bag. Yeah, I, pick I, it from the bag. You got to pick from the bag. I, I, no, I honestly, I think we're gonna get like an abundance of Jake and Jason tributes, and hopefully in the next week. And Did, I want to hear them. Didn't you get Gafford as a tribute too? I don't think so. Uh, he tributed to someone. Maybe. Oh, you, you, Speaking of podcasts, you should you should be listening to the Joe Schmo Comic oh, Show. There you go, absolutely. But no, uh, I, I don't. Even if I did, I I, just, I I would. Gafford's not that memorable. No, I I I'm am. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm on kidding. Facebook, on Facebook, I said that if Gafford was in the PCL Hunger Games, you just wait for him to stop to do the inevitable selfie, and then you take him out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I I think he's got more selfies than Kim Kardashian. I know. I told him. Yeah, I, I see. More selfies from him than anybody on my friends yeah, list. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, Jared Kardashian. You need to get that guy a selfie He's stick. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like the, that's a perfect Christmas gift for him. I know, right? Nice. The PCL selfies day. Yeah. <laughs> Next email, he, he doesn't listen to our show anymore. He doesn't have time. Oh. He doesn't, he doesn't have the same job. Oh, shit. Oh, he was telling me that too. Yeah. He's been a big audiobook guy lately too. He's yeah. given up on us podcasts. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, he's he's he likes audiobooks. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right, next email comes from Michael J. Borelli. Hey guys, I understand you not reading my last Avengers email. It was crazy long. Dot dot dot. So I will keep it short this time, and without the humorous insults. <laughs> yeah, I should I should read it one day. Yeah, this should be like a thing that I like. I read at the end of like an episode. You should read like four words every episode. Something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Piece it all together. Piece it all together. Twenty episodes like, later. By episode yeah. like three hundred and thirty-four. <laughs> Tune in next episode to hear his next in- yeah. his humorous insult. Once you patch this fucking thing together, then you can read it for yourself. It's almost like uh, remember to drink your Ovaltine. It, yeah, it's almost pretty much like the same message yeah. too. <laughs> it's, drink the Kool Aid. It's about as life changing as drinking <laughs> fucking shitty chocolate. Water. Be glad you're alive and enjoy Ovaltine. It's not even chocolate milk. It's I know. chocolate water. Yeah, it's gross. Ugh. It's gross. God damn. Give it. me Tang any day. <laughs> I grew up on Tang. I love Tang. I wasn't making fun. Oh, man. I used to love Tang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still love Tang. You know what I'm saying? I love Scooby the Bop Bop Bop. Tang. So, Michael J. Borelli, he goes on to say, uh, but I do hope you will re, uh, consider revisiting Age of Ultron at some point with a different mindset. Yeah, wish in one hand, shit in the other, right? <laughs> Bro, next time you watch it, just be glad you're alive. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right. So anyway, I looked up the Civil War teams art that you were talking about, and I can't figure out how Hawkeye ended up with Cap and Black Widow ended up with Tony. Mm. Is is that true? Do I remember that from the artwork? I think that's what happened, yeah. Yeah, I think that is correct. I thought those two were on the same team. No. Uh, Black Widow's I thought on it was, I, Iron Man's team. Okay, okay, okay. So, so Agent Carter's on Cap's team. Not Agent Carter. Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. I'm sorry. Sharon Carter's on Cap's yeah. team. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because they, they were talking about – where does that put Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch? She's yeah. with Cap. She's with Cap. She is in the trailer in the background. I could have sworn that – oh, wow. Okay, okay. In the footage. But she's I've just seen. not in the artwork. Right, not in the artwork. Okay. And you guys have heard the rumor now. Well, it's Ruffalo coming out and saying, no, Hulk is not going to be in the movie now. Right. Yes. Are you buying it? Uh, no. I still think they want that fucking that, – that Red Hulk and Hulk fight. Right? They, they did fly him out to space, I guess, in the Avengers Age of Ultron. No, or they, they put him in the plane. And he's flew. in the plane, and he flew over the Fiji Islands. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stupid. Don't get me started on that shit. God let's damn. not get Michael J. Borelli started on that no, shit. No, God, yeah, let's not get even like talk a, about it. Is Michael J. Borelli done? This email is way too long. <laughs> He goes on to say, really looking forward to this movie. I was a huge community fan, so I know the Russos can handle a large cast. Uh, yeah, I was a huge Arrested Development fan, too. And they did great with Arrested Development as well. Yes. Uh, writing some of those episodes. Anyone who hasn't seen the three paintball assassin episodes should really track them down. Um, yeah, those are great. I haven't seen – you know what? I, I watched the first episode of Community. I didn't like the pilot, and that was my mistake that I didn't stay on. The pilot's the worst episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. The paintball episodes are classic. Well, and I uh, I did watch some of the G.I. Joe episode oh, on yeah. the internet, and it was funny. They it did funny. one episode entirely in, like, 16-bit Nintendo style that wow. I fucking love. That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder if, like – I, you know, you 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 would hope that like uh, the Am the, no the Yahoo streaming service that oh, they yeah. got to do the final season. Yeah, you think that like they would just like go all balls to the wall on that? Yeah, just like let's just fucking do. You know what? Let's just fucking do everything. You know what I mean? I wonder is that last season out? Have uh, they released it? It is, but I don't think you can. I think it's still only on the Yahoo thing. Yeah, yeah, which no one has. The other obsession I have been watching is Mr. Robot. Jesus, this show is amazing. Season finale is this week, and I can't wait. Even though you know some of the twists are coming, there are others that still shock the hell out of you, and the ones you do know. So, are so well done that you still enjoy the ride. Jay, would you would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He says, I hope you guys are still on board with this series. Highest Tupperware for me. Thanks for keeping the shows long and entertaining. Um, that's what the ladies call me. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jay's like, that's what they call me, and then I give him some sketch. And funny. I'm loving it. What was that? McDonald's. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he tags himself as Mike, self-appointed gamma-irradiated leftover army physician. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if I need a checkup. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to Michael. <laughs> Man, this guy asked me to cough, and then he squeezed my balls in a very inappropriate way. <laughs> 
very tenderly. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes on and on and on forever about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and Jay was behind him and he was going, skip it about It was just really awkward. Uh, next email comes from Reese from Liverpool, England. Hey, Leftovers, Frank and Dave. Reese has been with us for a while. I always, always, you know, I love getting Reese's emails. There's always something of substance in them. It's like the complete opposite of a Michael J. Borelli email. (laughs) I'm kidding, Michael. It's that fucking Age of Ultron email that you sent me. Let it go. That fucking email you sent me, it still fucking burns me up. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to read that fucker one day. You should send it to me and Jay so we can check it out. I am going to read, I'm going to read it and I'm going to read it in the most condescending fucking way you've ever fucking heard yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be your voice but I'm gonna be the, oh my god I'm gonna fucking make it ridiculous can't wait, can't uh, wait. I'm gonna shit all over that fucking email do it in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> this email comes from uh, somebody who I respect though <laughs> as opposed to most of the jokers that send emails to us as opposed to Michael J. What the helly? <laughs> this one comes from Reese from Liverpool, England. He says, Hey, leftovers, Frank and Dave. Just emailing to share my thoughts on the Falling Skies and Defiance series finales. I might not, I don't, I can't, dude, I can't read the Defiance part, so I'm gonna stop there, cause I haven't, I've got three episodes left of the, the season's Defiance. Now you hated the Falling Skies finale, hated so the I'm falling, excited to hear what Reese, <laughs> Reese says. Reese says, I have to say I love Defiance, the first season was a little rough, but the second dragged, uh, the second dragged me in, and this third season one has been amazing, the characters are great, and my favorite is Daytac, I got, dude, Absolutely. Uh, I think his, the actor's name is uh, Tony Curran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Daytac Tar. He is absolutely phenomenal. He's my favorite, too. He um, He's retweeted me on his page. That's he's awesome. favorited some. He's a very, very cool guy. Um, I like how you could easily see the series as Daytac as the hero or Nolan, depending on your view. I, I love that, too. This season has really reinforced that, and I love all the characters. Apart from Berlin, she has some making up to do for ditching Defiance. You know, the thing is about this Defiance, what I've noticed is like, I think the actor that plays Nolan, I think like somewhere in his, like his acting contract, he says, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like this fucking Han Solo badass on your Defiance show. My only, my only, the only thing that I want, the only thing is I have to have a sex scene with every woman in the <laughs> fucking show. I am not kidding you. This, the actor that plays Nolan has had a sex scene with every fucking woman in the show. Even if a woman dies somewhere down the line. After she dies, you he can has a sex always, scene. you can always know. I honestly think the entire town is Eskimo brothers with this guy. Oh, like he has fucked every woman in this fucking town. It's crazy. He's fucked, uh, uh, Julie Ben's character. Um, he fucked her sister in the series. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he fucked Berlin, this chick Berlin. Uh, I'm trying to think else. Oh, uh, the, the new, uh, the Omec, the new, uh, alien race that they have. Like, if it wasn't for, uh, somebody interrupting them, he would have fucked her. Wow. This show's nuts, dude. <laughs> He's like he's defiantly fucking. He's like Captain Kirk. Kirk. He's like Captain Kirk with extends. Yeah, wow, dude, you read my mind. I was going right to Captain Kirk with extends. (laughs) It's funny. It's like we. It's like we are on the same wavelength sometimes. Sometimes it happens. Fucking crazy, dude. 
I was like, damn it, Jake, I'm going to cap extends, extends. <laughs> Alright, um, he says the finale was a Tupperware. I'm not gonna read the rest, dude, cause I don't know the rest, so I'm gonna scroll down so I can't, I can't be tempted to, to read that, Reese, but I'm glad that you're, that I, I did enjoy the second season of Defiance, but I don't think it took as many risks, and I think the third season has taken a lot more risks, especially like in the first like two, three episodes. I couldn't believe some of the characters that, uh, that died on the show. I mean, major characters in this show died, as opposed to fucking Defiance. He says, speaking of uplifting endings, there was a Falling Skies, which it did completely wrong. I loved this show, and I've been watching it for years. So, having to toss the series finale is hard, but it was just too simple, kill the queen so all the others die, blah, blah. That's exactly how I feel, my man. Mm-hmm. Also, killing Anne, then not having the bottle to follow it through, was also a low point. Pope was used terribly. This season, he is a great character. Second to my favorite, Weaver, who has had an amazing arc over these past five years. I agree, except for Weaver's daughter. That was stupid. And then the love interest in this final season, I thought, was a little forced and stupid. Was too. Weaver like the old general guy? Yeah, and he he was um uh you'll remember him from uh Armageddon. Oh yeah. He was the father. Yeah, you watched Falling Skies the first two yeah. seasons. Yeah. Okay. I, I loved that character. Anyway, Falling Skies was a great ride. It's a shame the finale was such a letdown. Still love the show. Reese from Liverpool, England. Thank you, Reese. Thanks, Reese. Great, great email. Full yeah. of substance. Yeah, and I'll read the defiant shit to myself after I watch the finale. So I need to get on that shit, so I apologize. Next email comes because they don't stop; they keep on fucking coming. You know, actually, I had the, the, there's the, this um, this this fucking the email section this week is like a huge fucking like somebody went to the bathroom, took a huge shit, right? So fucking big, it's a two flusher. Oh, because uh, yeah, it's like it's like one of those two flushers. Like I have to go into like my kitchen right. and grab. <laughs> I like how you're like pantomiming a plunger yes. while you were saying that kind of. No, no, no. I can't even use a plunger on this thing. <laughs> yeah. it's not like it clogged it really yeah it's almost like it's so big i have to chop it up a little bit to get it <laughs> so i've got to find something i don't know poke the turd with a stick a exactly bit. i gotta Split poke it, it with a stick i gotta go out in the yard get a shit stick <laughs> and i gotta i gotta chop this motherfucker up you know what i mean to get it down there it's yeah. a two flusher that's what these fucking emails are this week you know uh. you, you 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 let these things build up you get constipated for a while you don't read them for two weeks uh. they build up and then you get this huge fucking turd in your toilet you know it's what like I the mean? Loch Ness monster. It is huge, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so like uh, I've got to actually break this up. I've got like emails for like Marvel. I've got emails for DC, and then at the end of the show, we've got more emails because I, I can't read like this is like an email marathon. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. How? What the fuck? Hey, speaking of other podcasts, you should be emailing. <laughs> Why don't you send an email to Star Joe's? You know, I listened to Star Joe's last episode. is absolutely phenomenal. Two new hosts on the show with him. Oh, wow. So I don't know if Chuck is ever going to come back. I hope he does. I, Chuck, you were great on the show. But uh, Ryan has always been killing it. Great showrunner over there. Robert Robert does a great job. And now they have, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Shannon. 
Uh, I, I, I'm, I go with names. Shannon and John. I may have gotten those names wrong, and I feel like a dick if I did. But, I mean, seriously, some great voices on Star Joe's right now. That last episode was phenomenal. Those, so. gr- those guys run a really good Facebook page, too. The, mm. the Star Joe's Facebook page. The Star Joe's uh, Facebook group. That, Always a lot of great. good stuff on yeah. those posts and everything. Yeah. I, I Almost once a week, I learn something I didn't know if just from one of those posts. The show just gets better and better, too. I mean, this last episode, with all the different voices that they have on the show, it's really funny it's so it's so fucking good it's so fucking good these last these last uh this last episode was just one of my favorites so um let's see here yeah let's see it next email this uh this big shit storm this big fucking turd that never stops big fucking you, you know those shits like yeah, you take them and then like uh it, it, it can't even get down and all in the water there's like part of it's like poking out oh, yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah you know what i mean like uh like i don't know that turtle that comes up or that yeah. frog that comes up on shore right and he's kind of like he's kind of he's on land but he's close enough to the water he can go back in if he wants to <laughs> yeah you know what i mean that's basically what the uh, fucking emails <laughs> anyway this this one comes from jordy angus and he's like hello leftovers dot 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 and frank who's not here this yeah. week i wanted to respond to that guy who left that negative iTunes review about the show losing its way. You said it pretty well already, but I just wanted to add in my own personal fuck you to the guy. It's amazing and sort of sickening to think that some people can find it within themselves to complain about a free four-plus-hour podcast. That is hilarious. That is hilarious, informative, and entertaining as hell. I just went crazy with your email, Jordy, and I just skipped over a ton of shit. Here we go. Here we go. I'm back. I'm back. I appreciate the hard work and time you all put into making the show. The episodes are a highlight of my week. Jordy, you really need to get out there a little bit more, buddy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you're a great guy. This is a great email, but like, if this is a highlight of your week, um, are yeah. you, I'm just worried that maybe you're a cutter. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, I'm worried about your mental state, buddy. So, too much pressure on us, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I mean, what if we had like an off week? Yeah. You know, like this one. Let you down. <laughs> right. I feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his last name's Angus. Remember that movie, Angus? Yeah. I really like that I movie. I did like Angus. Yeah. It made me think of steak when you said his name. Oh, yeah. Black got, Angus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I could grill this listener right up. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to briefly comment on the discussion you guys got into about Nolan's Batman movies two episodes ago. Um, I'm so happy that other people toss The Dark Knight Rises. It's my own personal phantom menace in that I was more hyped and excited for it than any other movie in my life. And it painfully, slowly ripped my dick off and shoved it down my throat during its almost three-hour runtime. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Like, no, no, hold on, hold on. Like, we're the highlight of his week. Yeah. But, like, that's what a bad movie does to him. Wow. Wow. R- rip that dick off and shove it down your throat. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, God, that hurts, man. I, no, I don't. I hope we haven't lost our way for Jordy's sake. Yeah, no Otherwise, kidding. he's, like, eating... He needs hope. He's choking on a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't want to put him through His that. Own dick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your own dick. Yeah. That's oh, fucked up, wow. dude. Wow. <laughs> Hi, welcome to that reality where you're choking on your own dick. That's just dark, man. Yeah. You know, like hold on, hold on. Like like a fucked up movie, they show you like that first. Yeah. 
Like that's the ending. Choking on your right, right, right. right. How did we get to this? How did we get to this? (laughs) How did did we get to the point where Jordy Angus is choking on his own dick? (laughs) Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Story by Mark Millar. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely right up his alley. Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking man, man. Uh, if it was a Grant Morrison book, wow. If it was a Mark Millar, if it was Mark Millar, it'd be like the guy's brother's dick or something. <laughs> it would be that yeah. extra level of fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Whew. All right. I tried to convince myself I liked it, but I'm confident. Oh, he's talking about, yeah, we're not talking about choking on eating dicks right, anymore. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about. He tried to convince himself he liked choking on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> I try. I shouldn't have taken that last extends though. <laughs> Fucking extends. I tried to convince myself I liked it, but I'm confident in saying it's a piece of garbage. It's so bad that it made me more aware of the flaws in the other movies, and I'm pretty much done with the Nolan Bat films. Bring on Dawn of Justice. That all being said, I understand why Brian likes it because, despite my pure hatred for it. As a complete movie, Nolan knows how to make memorable geek-out moments that last in your mind. Anyway, feel free to keep or cut what you like from this email. I didn't cut anything. <laughs> the only thing you cut off was your dick. <laughs> and now you're going to ch- – I know. I know you were going there. I know you were going there. So, yeah, cut off his dick and he choked on it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I completely understand where he's coming from. I, I My dislike for Dark Knight Rises is so great that it it made me like the other two less too. I love Dark Knight Rises. It's, I like them all. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite of, out of all of them. And I, I, <laughs> that's sick as fuck. I'm sorry. That's sicker than choking on your own dick. <laughs> You're a sick, sick fucking man. <laughs> uh, thank you for the dick choking email, Jordy. Appreciate it. Next email comes from... Little Finn Dietz Creek. Finn. <laughs> Jake almost, <laughs> almost spit up his beer. You know what? I, I love Finn. Finn's a good guy. I love Finn, too. Finn's yeah. awesome. I, I wish there were more listeners like Finn. Yeah, like get five or six and they could equal one guy. You know what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Finn, Finn is 15. He's going to be 16 soon, you know? And it's going to be a shame once Finn, once, Finn, once Finn grows up a little bit, little bit more... And uh, loses interest. Fuck, am I listening to? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's like, "These guys are not role models. What the fuck?" (laughs) And uh, we're we're gonna lose Finn one day. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so (laughs) it's it's nice having you around. Gotta let him go sometime. He says, "Hey, leftovers and left outs." I'm emailing because I know you don't get that many emails. (laughs) So I will make (laughs) a dick move. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't let Jordy choke on it. <laughs> so I will make the stack just a little bit bigger. I've really been enjoying Frank's video game reviews. It really adds something special to the show. Also, even though Jake thinks that I'm scrawny, I've still got his bobblehead back and look forward to annihilating his competitors and glorifying Jay <laughs> in the pop culture leftovers Hunger Games. <laughs> Glorify me. <laughs> That's what it's about. Gosh. Uh, Pete Neen is going to like do like he's gonna punch Finn from the back and it's gonna look like the alien chestburster. If Jay gets Finn, I'm, I'm fine with Jay having three. Honestly, tributes. well, I think I, okay. Let's let's we'll take out Dave's tributes first. Okay. They're dead. Team up, Shake and then that. after that, what we'll do is like our tributes will team up 
They will capture Finn. We'll string him up like a piñata <laughs> and just beat him until he's dead. <laughs> no. And we'll just wait for the shit to come out. You know what I mean? I agree. It'll be it'll be a Finn Deets Creek piñata. <laughs> like I said, if Jake gets Finn, Jake can have Jake can have like what do you call it? And go off a handicap. <laughs> And, and Jay, Finn is not handicapped. Jay, Jay, he is young. Jay can get three three tributes if he gets straight as one. He is fast and he is agile. So, so Jay gets so everyone definitely email if you'll be Jay's tribute. Jay, he Jay gets three now. Jay, Jay needs two more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh damn it! <laughs> All right, Finn's a good sport. I yeah. love Finn. I love I'm Finn. I'm currently writing this right after Force Friday, and I'm cur- and I'm happy to say I purchased a new order Stormtrooper and a Finn. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. As an avid action figure collector, check out my Instagram showcasing my collection at Finn Toy Box. That's Finn with two N's, guys. At Finn Toy Box. That's on Instagram if you want to follow Finn there. Cool. Sorry I had to be the third to shamelessly plug. Finn, I have no I have no problem with plugging Finn. Finn no, no. Finn, yeah, Finn contributes so much. I am very happy with the figures, especially the trooper. Captain Phasma is next on my list. The, list. Uh, the Kylo Ren as well. What is your favorite thing you bought from Force Friday? I think we answered that last week. Yeah. Also, I have been listening to nerd porn and comic slobs, and I got to say they are both Tupperwares. I am really digging them. Lastly, I have recently gone to a flat top grill. And it's an absolute Tupperware. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Got to stick with my stomach on this one. What stomach? Yeah. He doesn't even have a stomach. No, you don't. He's too young. <laughs> Once you hit 16, you'll have a stomach. Uh, thanks, for the, <clears throat> thanks for the weekly dose of mediocreness. Keep it up. Hashtag Team J. Nice. God damn, love you, Finn. Love you, buddy. <laughs> I was scrawny once too. I'm huge. I'm huge now. I mean, you guys all know this. Yeah. Just keep, <laughs> keep eating your spinach, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> keep eating Skittles and drinking Mountain mm. Dew. Put, put some spinach in that flat top. <laughs> Next email comes from Zacharias. Zacharias. Isn't there a movie? Isn't there a movie that just is it out on DVD or is it in movie theater? Z for Zacharias. Hmm. Is that's, it is it Chiwetel Ejiofor that's in that? It's not ringing a bell for me. No. I don't know. One of you fuckers should be looking it up. <laughs> Just, I'm kidding. Jason, I'm, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Absolute no from Jason. Hold on. You're wrong, Brian. Jay can't spell Zacharias. <laughs> yeah, this is going to take a while. Let alone pronounce it. So, Z for yeah. Zacharias. We'll get back to that next episode. It is real. Z for zilch. It is a real movie. It is a real movie. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> It was not. In That's your, all I got. It was not only in your dreamscape theater. Hey there, leftovers. This is from Zacharias. Hey there, leftovers and left outs. I was excited to hear your guys' opinion on Fassbender's outfit last week. He's talking about Michael Fassbender uh, being, uh, of course, uh, finally got that first look of Michael Fassbender in Assassin's Creed. Is he going to defend this shit? Here we go. <laughs> Up until you all tossed it, mm-hmm. I was extremely disappointed to hear Frank's distaste for the franchise. I'll be honest with you. I have no opinion on the franchise one way or the other, man. I just know about things that have happened in pre-production, things that I've heard over the last you know four or five years that this is 
you know, been in development or not in development. Um, he says the Assassin's Creed games offer a rich story because uh, I never played the games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've watched them. I've watched them being played. I watched my uh, uh, nephew play one of the first or second Assassin's Creed games. I played the first one. But yeah. I, 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 I've never played them personally, so I have no attachment to them. Um, and I, I want to talk about attachment to video games here maybe in a second. The Assassin's Creed games offer a rich story about a bartender, Desmond Miles, who has been kidnapped because of his ancestors' association to the Brotherhood of Assassins. The first five games follow him diving into his genetic memories to discover... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I fell asleep Uh, for a second there. You were falling asleep, and I was having a dick-choking moment. (laughs) So we're kind of like right there. I apologize. That was riveting. Continue. (laughs) Jordy, I know how it feels now, dude. It's not good. Uh, The first five games follow him diving into his genetic memories to discover the location of artifacts that can control the masses. This is not what they are doing for the 2016 movie. Here is the synopsis. Through a revolutionary technology that unlocks his genetic memories, Callum Lynch, played by Michael Fassbender, experiences the adventures of his ancestor, Aguilar, in 15th century Spain. Callum discovers he is descended from a mysterious secret society, the Assassins, and amasses incredible knowledge and skills to take on the oppressive and powerful Templar organization in the present day. That sounds awful. Yeah. Wow. It took five games to unlock his fucking memories. That sounds like a horrible plot. Just unlock your fucking memories already. This is gonna ha- is this gonna happen in present day? This story? I, I think don't know. That's what they're saying. Yeah. The wow. games always kind of seem like a period piece. They yeah. were, but they yeah. changed. They changed times. Oh yeah. <sighs> he goes on to say, now as a fan of the series, I was skeptical of Fastbender's part in the mo- in this movie because I thought that a cinematic retelling of a game wouldn't work. But with him not. Uh, but with him not playing Desmond or any of Desmond's ancestors, I am excited for this film, and I give the outfit a high taste. It also, what do you guys think of Fox getting the rights to live action Mega Man movie? I toss it after that train wreck of a superhero movie came out. So he's talking about Fantastic Four there, <laughs> guys. Um, let's first address, of course, again. We gotta talk. God damn it, Zacharias! I gotta talk about Assassin's Creed again. <laughs> just quickly retoss it again and yeah, toss him it. Yeah, right, toss. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, you know, l- 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 let me get into this a little bit more. Okay, all right, guys. Development on this film it began back in 2011. So we, they started oh developing gosh. this film back in 2011. Sony was set to be their distributor. Uh, the deal that they had reached with Sony, can, l- listen to this. This is fucking crazy. The Sony, the, the, the deal that, that Ubisoft had reached with Sony considering the terms and conditions surrounding the agreement were described by Hollywood insiders as unheard of with Ubisoft getting the final say on budget, principal cast, script, release date, and more. Jesus. I mean, who do they think this they are with this franchise? Ubisoft, you know how to make games, but they do not know how to fucking make a Hollywood movie. No. Um, video game players, the way this movie is set up now, will love this movie. If you are a casual movie goer, you are going to hate this thing. 
because there's a difference from doing a fucking move a video game to a movie. I don't care how good the fucking story is yeah. in that game. You, oh my god, do people not get this? Yeah, it's over and over and over again. Video game movies, that- and to give Ubisoft so much control in this is crazy. Yes, I understand that they want their. It's totally different than giving J.K. Rowling a lot of control and doing a, a Harry Potter. You've almost got a screenplay written right there. Yeah, this is completely different. This is giving a video game company control of doing a a movie, especially the budget. That the, part blows my mind. And the casting. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the budget too. I mean, what if they wanted to spend uh, two hundred million on this thing? Yeah, exactly. Whoa, it's in the contract that they can. So okay. Yeah. So um, I disagree with um, his point about. Oh, I guess that's a different topic. Never no, mind. The Mega Man thing. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, it was it was because of him blaming Fox. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I'm on the same page with you there. Yeah. I mean, Fox did a great job with you know. Let's talk about it. Fuck it. Fox did a great job with Days of Future Past. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. And I wasn't a huge fan of the Kingsman movie, but I mean, Fox that they hit it out of the park with Kingsman they when did. it came to audiences. And Kingsman's getting a sequel. So I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't really say that Fox is just because of one fuck up. That Fox is gonna just you know yeah that was a fuck obscure like instance with the Fantastic Four there was yeah. a lot of things going on there and that's not a great reason do I think the Mega Man movie is gonna be good no I don't it's no. gonna be another fucking horrible video game to movie adaptation and it's gonna suck I agree I agree I think it's gonna be seriously I think it's gonna be just as good as fucking uh, Speed Racer. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get our Speed Racer sequel in a Mega Man movie. Yeah, I mean, I, Mega Man's one of my favorite franchises of all time. I would love for a Mega Man movie, to and be it good. may look it may look beautiful. Yeah. This movie, may, I mean, Speed Racer looks beautiful. I agree. I agree. But you can't translate those things. Oh, I, I agree. It's like, impossible. My hope for a good movie is at probably five percent. Five percent. Yeah, out of a hundred. Yeah, the chances of the Mega Man movie being a good movie. Yeah, and then you have Assassin's Creed, which isn't even close. Well, let me let me talk about the good for Assassin's Creed. They they did get new Regency. New Regency was brought on to develop this film. And Michael Fassbender's good. Well, yeah. Michael Fassbender's great. Yeah. Uh, new Regency. They they've done. Uh, they they did Twelve Years a Slave. They did Runner Runner. They did Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Regency knows what they're doing, and that's. You know what I mean? Like anytime you see like New Regency or like you see like Legendary, you know that you're going to you're going to get a good cinematographer. You're, I mean, there's there's going to be it's going to look it's going to look good. The movie's going to look good. It's going to have a good feel. You know what I mean? I think when these video game movies take themselves so seriously, though, that's when you run into a lot of problems. Sure. Yeah. I think I think like. A lot of the best ones are the ones that don't take themselves too seriously. Like, I think Tomb Raider took itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of other crappy ones. Well, Prince of Persia. Yeah, that took itself too seriously. And I, Assassin's Creed sounds like the snootiest of them all. Yeah. Like, it's it's not going to be, like, can't be fun. Right. It's really going to be That's why it's like, itself. if they ever made, like, a Metal Gear movie, yeah. Yeah. people would be so excited for it. But on the flip side, it's... I don't think it's going to be any good. Yeah, that's one of the few you're, franchises you're, where yeah. Doom. I can see it. <laughs> Doom. Oh, yeah. Doom. Even Doom, Doom, though, Doom had, least, It had its fun moments. It yeah, its fun. at least it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Like, it was kind of goofy. Yeah. That first-person stuff they did was really shitty, though. Yeah. But you know what? You talk to the video game players, dude. They loved that. Oh, they God. loved that. It was fun for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, guys, uh, since this movie, like... 
Sony is dropped out, dropped out as the distributor. Now Fox Studios is the distributor for the film. So that should piss him off. I mean, he just got done saying that he tosses fucking, well, he doesn't like this toss, the toss the Mega Man thing because of Fox and, now Sony dropped this, and Fox Studios is now the distributor. Yeah, yeah. So. I will take Fox's last couple X Men movies over Sony's last couple yeah. Spider Man movies any, any day of the fucking week. Agreed. Yeah. Now this is where fucking Assassin's Creed falls apart for me, dude. Ubisoft hired English writer Michael Leslie to pen the script for the movie, and Connor McGoffin to help Fassbender produce the film. In 2013, screenwriter Scott Frank from Minority Report and The Wolverine was rewriting the script. Rewrites, always bad. Adam Cooper and Bill Collage, who wrote the original draft on Ridley Scott's Exodus, Gods and Kings, were assigned to rewrite the script the following year. Oh, Jesus. Two rewrites. This is going to be a shitstorm, dude. And I'm sorry... That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. I pre-tossed this movie. Uh, the, <laughs> the movie is also, this is weird, the movie is also confirmed to be set within the same universe as the franchise's other media. That's Maybe that's why they're making this present day? Are no. they wanting to do an expanded universe no. with Ubisoft? Oh, Jesus. I fucking hope. I refuse to see this movie already, honestly. <laughs> like, whatever episode we're covering Assassin's Creed, that's I'm taking that week off. Hey, man, it's fine that you give a high taste to that outfit. And you know what? I look. I guess looking at the video game outfit and looking at this outfit, I guess I can maybe taste it. Because it looks okay. Looks like good cosplay. Great, Yeah, great cosplay. But, man, this movie, I, I, I'll be blown away if this movie does well. Yeah. I'll be blown away if this movie does well. Michael Fassbender or not, I'll be blown away. And they better not have a huge budget on this thing because I could see this thing going down. I could see it going down really bad. It has nothing behind it mm-hmm. except for Fassbender and, like, the video game players. Like, even fucking, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which have, like, gotten worse and worse and worse over the years, still have, like, the people that love that character. Yeah. And like him or, or lump him, Johnny Depp puts butts in seats. I, I mean, as great of an actor as Michael Fassbender is, I don't think he's at the we'll point find of out if he's Johnny, not the point of his career where he's putting butts in seats. We'll find out if Johnny Depp puts, still puts butts in seats next week when Black Mass comes yeah, out. Yeah, can't wait for that. Isn't my, oh, that's got Benedict in it, too. Right? Benedict Cumberbatch? No, oh, it's no got, that's the uh, gangster movie Johnny Depp's in that yeah. has Benedict in it with him. This this is the this is the Michael this is the Michael uh, the, this is the Johnny Depp movie that has uh, Joel Edgerton in it. Okay, yeah. Wh- whichever one he's in, where he plays the uh, the gangster, that movie has um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, in maybe it, he is in this movie then, because I thought that's what Black Mass was based on a true story. Yeah. I didn't know Benedict Cumberbatch I, was I in it though. About that. I'm gonna grab a beer. You guys figure this out. Yeah. Let's see. Sorry, uh, who sent this? Was this Zacharias? This is great podcasting when we're uh, Googling things. And, I, and I'm getting a beer. <laughs> yeah, Googling. Yeah. Yeah, this this is uh, Zacharias. This, this is Zacharias. Who sent this? Yeah, Zachariah. Thank you. I, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, Johnny Depp, Benedict Cumberbatch, Black Mass. Wow. Johnny Depp says he fell asleep about 15 times during Black Mass screening one day ago. Boston.com. He's a tired guy. He's, you know, filming like eight movies at once half the time. That's not cool. Probably shouldn't say that before the movie comes out. Yeah, Johnny Depp, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dakota, Dakota Johnson, and Joel Edgerton. Is Johnny Depp becoming uh, Nicolas Cage? Kevin Bacon. No. Not yet. 
Not to that level. Eh, he's getting there. I, I'm not saying he's at that level. I'm saying is Johnny Depp at the current rate that he's going? Is he becoming Nicolas Cage? He's getting there. I, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Jake, 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 hold on, hold on. Just hear me out. I'm here. Johnny you. Depp can always come back and do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Huge blockbuster, right? What can Nicolas Cage come back and do? National Treasure. Oh, I guess I've I, never that, seen that, one of those. They're they're huge. Yeah, they make money. They're huge. I'm not saying it's Pirates of the Caribbean huge, but they're still big. They're still big time movies, and I, I, that's what I'm worried about. I, I, like you've got these stars that like just like hang on to their one franchise, and it's like fuck, Mordecai was awful. Yeah, but it, everybody will go and see that new Pirates movie because like uh, Orlando Bloom's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back. He could be CG. We don't know yet. I think Black, Ma- Black Mass looks good. I have heard 50-50. I've heard – I think everybody else in the cast, like, is going to do great. Joel Edgerton, probably going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Are they going to have to carry Johnny Depp in this? Did Johnny – is it – are we getting weird Johnny Depp in this? <laughs> I don't – I don't want to get Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was cool. You know what I mean? Like He's like the Adam Sandler of drum, dramatic actors. He did it great. Like, when he knocked – he knocked it out of the park with Fear and Loathing. Yeah. Fucking awesome. You know, but, like, yeah. And then the first Pirates movie – was awesome, mm-hmm. and then I mean, it I'm just, a huge Ed Wood fan. Ed Wood, I, I, I own that movie, so yeah, I liked it too. But um, it, it just his movies just kind of went down. Yeah, I mean, down, for down. every Ed Wood, there's a Dark Shadows, Transcendence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, so yeah, I, I hope it's a return to form, or at least I don't think it's going to be like on the level of like blow or no, no. But I think it'll be. I think it's. I think it's. This is a good movie for him to to be in. I think so too. I think it looks good. I think the trailer makes it look exciting. It's yeah. a great cast. It is a great cast. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I think we're done for this section of emails. We're going to come back. All right. Get to, the poop stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that turd in half. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with a uh, good pop, bad pop. Right, hey, yeah, you guys just got to hear the uh, that was the eight bit version of our theme song there. Oh, we get we got a lot of people requesting that I've noticed. Really? Yeah. When? 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 I've seen people like on Twitter and on Facebook like asking for us to play that again. Like we're like this is fucking like a like a DJ like karaoke and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Got any requests? <laughs> people want that shit. Well, you heard it, you big bunch of babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you want to hear more of that? Uh, people think, you know, people like like uh, little opinions, a little wish list for the show. <laughs> Give me more of this. Give me more of that. Less emails, less J laugh, more yeah. 8-bit theme. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you can choke on a dick with Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is the part of the show where we do uh, good pop, bad pop. And now i got to find the bumper because I don't have a mouse. 
Here it is. We can get five, five, five. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we like these things. Sometimes we fucking hate them. Uh, sometimes we love them. Uh, you know, sometimes some we sometimes we might even want to make love to them. Yeah. Jay, is your mic out? God damn it! Sometimes they even make us want to cut our own dick off and shove it down our throat. <laughs> Hello, you're back. God damn! Scoop it back. Uh, hold, try it again. Are you, this, this is a fucky mic. Yeah, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> a fucky mic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do have a rating system on this show. Uh, if it's your first time listening to the show, you would not be familiar with the rating system. So I'm going to play our rating system bumper now. Um, no, it's live. Clive. Clive is here. Yes. Clive reads our... Welcome welcome back, Clive. Been a while since we introduced Clive. Yeah, it's been a while. It, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure some of like our uh, older listeners will remember Clive. Some of our newer ones are like, what is he talking about? Who the no. fuck is Clive? Who the fuck is Clive? Clive is the motherfucker that reads the fucking... He does these... <laughs> he becomes... He flies here from England every week, and then he uh, gives the uh, the rating system, and then he flies back to England. On I, his own dime. Uh-huh. I think of Clive as the fourth leftover. Yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Above Frank. <laughs> Above Frank, yes. <laughs> All right, here's the Pop Culture Leftovers rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, toss it, taste it, Tupperware. That's our rating system. Uh, guys, real quick, uh, by the time this podcast uh, comes out tomorrow, Monday, it'll probably come out tomorrow, Monday night, John Favreau will have dropped his first trailer for the live-action Jungle Book. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I guess footage was released. I haven't seen it yet. I saw that. But uh, what would you think of it, man? It, it was it was cool. It was real quick, though. It, it was just kind of a shot through the jungle, and then it showed you know the, the boy kind of standing in the in the clearing, and that was it. Was it Mowgli? That's correct. Yeah. Mowgli. Mowgli. Every once in a while, I accidentally call him Mogwai. Mogwai. <laughs> Gizmo. Yeah. Are the animals going to talk in John Favreau's live action Jungle Book? I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I guess we'll find out maybe Monday when that trailer drops. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So that trailer is going to drop tomorrow. I have no idea. You think it's going to be like internal monologue? You know what I mean? Yeah, or, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like if the animals don't talk, you really don't got much to work with with that story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see here. You know what? Let's talk about um, The Visit. Oh, okay. The new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Does anybody know who starred in this movie? I've got it pulled up right now. Go for it. Um, it's Olivia De... Oh, my gosh. DeJongi. DeJongi. <laughs> I'm sure Jay has to be right. <laughs> I got this one. <laughs> go for it. Jay, go for it. <laughs> Olivia DeJong. That's uh, Becca. And uh, her brother is played by uh, Ed Oxenbold. He, he's, his name is Tyler. Um, I don't. I think they're like fifth. She's like, what, 14, and he's probably, I don't know, 13. Sounds right. He's 13. Yeah. Um, yeah, because at one point in the movie, it was like he told a story about how he was eight years old. Yeah. And then he five years had they talked about how five years had passed, so he's 13. Right. Um, Deanna Dunnigan, she's Nana, referred to as Nana in this. She done it again, didn't done she? Done it again. <laughs> yeah, you done it again. <laughs> What's her name? Say that again. D- 
Deanna Dunnigan. Yeah, are you done again? again. <laughs> That's like a Jeff Foxworthy joke waiting to happen, right? <laughs> now that you done again. Deanna Dunnigan. Yeah. You might be a redneck if your last name's done again. <laughs> Get her done. That's like right. that's, that's the uh, there's a there's a rivalry before the Dun- with the Dunnigans and the Gitter Duns. <laughs> it's like the Hatfields, Hatfields and McCoys. McCoys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get that documentary out. It all started when one of the Dunnigans choked on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> they done it again. Choked on a dick again. Choked on their own. Let's dick. get her done. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you broke Jay. I'm sorry, man. Hold on, I'm processing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Peter McRobbie, he's Pop Pop. He Pop was Pop. he was the priest in uh, oh. Daredevil. Oh, okay. So you might yeah. remember him from that. Otherwise, yeah, probably wouldn't remember him. Uh, Catherine Hahn is the uh, mother of the two children. She had this. a very uh, was it like a Diane Keaton look to her? Is it Diane Keaton? No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. She's very like uh, familiar, but I like yeah. I'm not like I wasn't familiar with her too right. much until I saw this. I'm not familiar with her. Um, yeah, Catherine Hahn is the mom. She's been in Parker, Parks and Recs as Jennifer uh, Barkley. She was in Transparent. Uh, yeah. She's a, she's a she's a anchor man. Well, I think she's done episodes of uh, Children's Hospital. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's a com- uh, comedic. Actor. Generally comedic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those. God damn it! Is she going to be like the new Judy Greer and just get like all these mom jobs yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw God, her. Fucking this. poor Judy Greer. Yeah, why? Why fucking do they mom do that? jobs? I mean, you know, like they give her like the mom job in fucking uh, Jurassic World, and then like, oh, that that's not enough. Yeah. You've got to get the mom job in Ant Man now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably got her the part. Yeah, it's weird I how mean, they choose. She that. was so good on Arrested Development as Kitty, and like, and she's so funny, and then like, she's great in Married. I still watch Married on. FX. It's a, such a good show. Yeah, it's so great. It's so fucking funny. And uh, yeah, what um, we're talking about? <laughs> yes, right. we're talking about Judy fucking Greer yeah. in a visit review. I love Judy Greer. Love her. Yeah, but it, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, she's going to be playing a lot of moms. I think in the future. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but I, those are the main that's, characters. Yeah, the main players yeah. in this. I, you know what, guys? I, like, I didn't think I was going to get to see this. There was a showing today in Pekin uh-huh. at, at eleven thirty. So I like got this movie in today. Oh, so you did? I did. I got oh, it. Awesome. I got it in. Cool. Cool. Eleven right. eleven thirty today. I got it in. So, cool. Yeah. Excellent. The visit. Uh, we're gonna start off with Jay's review. I'm gonna. I'm then gonna go, and then I want Jake to go. There is gonna be spoilers in this. Uh, that's some of the, one of the things that we do in this. So, like, you know, there could be spoilers. I, 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 I'm not going to spoil. Like, it's an M Night Shyamalan movie. Yes. So it's. Not, I'm not gonna spoil the actual twist for you. I, I don't want to do it. One of you guys can. No, I, won't, I won't do it either. I will. But we we can we we can talk about this movie once Jay opens it up. Though, but talk if about you it. do spoil the twist, give them another warning. I will. Okay. Yeah, I will. I'm not gonna spoil the twist. Okay. Jay, your I want your rating uh, and review of uh, M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. I mean, M Night Shyamalan is a director that's burned. Uh, and screenwriter that's burned a lot of his fans over the last few years with some of the movies that he's made, some of the choices that he's made. Um, I mean, you can say, oh, Wayward Pines was a, you know, comeback to form. I think he was only really involved in the first episode. Other yeah, than that, yeah. he was basically J.J. Abrams. Yeah, you can put my name on it, but I'm out at the first episode. And even Wayward Pines was like someone else's novel mm-hmm. that he just adapted. So it wasn't like the typical. Right. Yeah. Good point. 
All right, Jay, talk to me about M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. The what Visit. You, what did you think, man, honestly? Um, uh, you know, this, this was one of those movies where uh, I didn't even know it was out. Um, Brian and Jake were talking about it on one of the Facebook posts. I think one of the listeners maybe had mentioned it beforehand. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go check this out. I, I had no predisposition whatsoever about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I go and, you know, and I, I start watching it. Um, it's setting up the story. Um, you know, it's introducing the mom and the two kids, of course. Um, those are the main play- – well, the two kids are actually the main players. So um, what I like about M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan Dong is his <laughs> – it's, it's, Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Shyamalan. This is Jason's favorite director. We're going to break this down. Can I just call him M. Night? <laughs> yeah, you can call him M. Night, but we're going to break it down per syllable. It's – M. Night Sham. Shamalan. 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 Ding dong. M. Night Shamalan. Ding dong. What I've always liked about M. Night is his storytelling ability. And what I haven't liked about M. Night is his storytelling ability after his first couple of movies. So, you know, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, those are the only two that I really enjoyed. Agreed. Um, but as a storyteller, I'm like, okay, this guy is like. Almost like a campfire fairy tale, you know, type storyteller where it's like that. It's like that comforting like story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Curl up with a good book kind of shit. Um, and that's 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 what I was kind of looking for in this. Um, so the beginning of it is uh, there. There are, there's so many moments in this that are, are kind of weak. Okay, um, but there's so many moments that are super strong. And when I'm thinking back upon the the viewing as a whole, I'm like, I'm like, I really enjoyed this this tale. You know what I mean? The story, and and it was kind of loosely based on some some fairy tales, which we might bring up later. I don't want to bring that up because that might spoil some stuff. Um, but it it is almost like a story, uh, a fairy tale kind of telling. But it also is kind of that cool. What I really enjoyed about this, it's kind of that cool. Um, creepiness imagine like the stuff that you think of as a kid like uh you see like an old barn somewhere and you're like there's a bucket of blood in that old barn you know what i mean it's kind of like that and i enjoyed that aspect of it as much as i enjoyed the cinematography um and from what i understand he did everything on this the the writing the cinematography the screenplay etc now, granted, um, there are moments in this that are cringeworthy as far as I think the humor goes. I think you get some of that just like, what the fuck are you – do you know people at all kind of moments where he's writing for these characters? But overall, like the, the creepiness factor I think was awesome. Um, and, and just kind of that – it brings me back to all the stuff I thought about going to my, my grandparents' house. Of course, this is about these two kids meeting their grandparents for the first time. The mother has kind of a falling out, and that's kind of like the mystery build at the beginning of the story is something happening between her and her parents, and she had to leave, and they don't talk about it. Yes. So, you know, when the kids go to see him, this is for the first time. They're documenting their experience, and I love that, too. I think that was successful as hell. The way that, um, you know, the, the girl is mainly the cinematographer throughout this whole film. She's documenting this experience. And I think there was just a ton of interesting camera stuff going on. Very, uh, very Hitchcockian, which I think is another thing that, uh, M. Night does very well. Um, and, and, and another thing I think he borrows from a lot in his other movies as well, too. Um, 
So again, like I, I don't know. I was like pleasantly surprised. This was like I thought I was going to waste a couple. You know, it wasn't even two hours. Hour and thirty four minutes. Yeah. I believe. wasn't even that long. Um, I, I I went into it and I'm I'm kind of like the beginning of it's kind of dragging out and there's some moments where I don't like it all, um, but throughout the middle and definitely towards the end it's it's just kind of like it builds and builds and builds. I tell and you, like some of like uh, some of his rapping in that was like. It just destroyed straight out of Compton, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Power, just powerful, right? Yeah, that that again. Bullshit! I'm just fucking with that. You. That again was like, why are you doing this? Why why do you think this is what kids do, or you think this is funny, or whatever? Of course, the audience loved it. They were all chuckling as usual. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of white fucking suburban kids that like get on YouTube and rap. Well, you yeah, <laughs> you you have like you know like to to take away from that too. You have like that shitty older brother that's annoying or younger brother that's annoying as fuck and i think they were he was trying to show that you know the dichotomy between the sister and the brother and i think it was just used as a joke for the end of the movie because it was a joke he's like basically like you know there's one part where he's like rapping on the train yeah and he's like yeah you can throw this in at the end of the movie and then it was just payoff for that one joke at the end of the movie. Yeah. I think that's what it was there for. I thought it was funny to see how disconnected the uh, grandparent characters were, too, as far as knowing who rappers were and just mm-hmm. rap in general. Yeah. That that was a little bit humorous to me about The grandpa it. did give him a fist bump, though. Yeah, he yeah. did. He was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Which was kind of like out, out of mm-hmm. context of the film. But <laughs> it was. I enjoyed it. There was a lot of stupid what is shit. Your, what is your rating? Uh, I want to know your rating. I'm giving it a taste. It okay. Yeah, uh, it's not a Tupperware again because it has its faults, yeah. which are definitely cringeworthy, and it's definitely another like minus in the in the M Night category of movies where it's just like, why are you fucking doing this? This mm. doesn't this doesn't a- add to the story at all. But what he did pull off well was a cinematography. Um, the two grandparents were fucking awesome, I think. I think they were creepy as fuck. And it reminds me, it reminds me as a kid being creeped out by older people. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know if, I don't think that was the point of this movie because the ending didn't make any sense. Like, the very end, I'm not talking about the ending, but the very end I had problems with. Like, the message he was trying to tell. But the overall, um, that older people are kind of creepy. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Cause as a kid, I always thought older, mm. older people are creepy. Cause it, it's like, this is what you're going to become eventually. You know, so as a young person, you're always like, oh Jesus, I don't want to be around them. Their house full of old shit and all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of brought me back to like what I felt as a child. And like I said, like. Speaking of old shit. Yeah. Speaking of old shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. I enjoyed it. Mm. All right, I I I I also watched the visit. I'm coming fresh off of watching the visit. Um, just saw it like hours ago. I'm gonna toss this movie. Okay. I, there is a good movie in here somewhere. I just didn't see it. Um, but there there's it, there's a lot of setup to a lot of great things in this movie. Um, half of the cinematography. Actually, I'd say 25% of the cinematography is great. Mm. I'd say the rest is garbage. And and the reason I think it's garbage is because it is a found footage film. Right, yeah, I forgot. The reason that I don't like this film is because because it is found footage. It was cool with... with, uh, Found footage, when it first came out, with Blair Witch, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Cloverfield, I thought was a... uh, The Paranormal Activity movies can suck it. I'm not into that shit. Um, most of the found footage movies that are out there are garbage. Um, 
Cloverfield, I thought was 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 good. Mm-hmm. It was very good as a as a found footage film, and then Chronicle. Those are my top three. I mean, you're looking at Blair Witch, Cloverfield, and Chronicle. Every other movie I think that does found footage, it's a cheap way to get. Your actors actually sound. I think it's. I think you're cheating your actors. It's. It's your actors in the movie know they're on camera, mm-hmm. and so they're documenting things on camera. So you're not getting real reactions, and I, I don't think you're even getting to see. Like, I'd rather watch an independent film where I get like people just acting their asses off, mm. and in these fucking um, these these like found footage movies, uh, you hear people and they're like. Oh, here I am, and um, I'm outside, and I'm with my brother, and I'll, here's Grandma. Hey, Grandma, what are you doing? You know, I mean, that's how people talk in these things, and it's like this constant like narrative, like, oh, here I am in yeah. the moment, living in this moment, and like, I don't think this movie pulled it off successfully. Um, some of the scenes were creepy. I think I I had actually guessed the ending of this movie about midway through way really really early yeah, pretty easy. really really early on and I I, th- I wish I could just say like when I knew and it was very early yeah and then and then and then um there's some there's there's some things that he sets up like just really loosely uh the the part the fact that he's a germaphobe was set up like just moments before something happens in the film and I thought that was really cheap yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other things that just kind of like that, that, that they just kind of like threw in there, and uh, yeah, like that whole German like he was not a germaphobe this entire movie, and then like in somewhere like in the late second uh, second act of this movie they kind of throw it in there. Yeah, and I think like I think all the some of the the first act I thought was horrible. The second act is the best, is the strongest in my opinion, and then I think it really falls apart in the third act. I think like where things should really get ramped up and scary. Like once you get like the reveal, it just kind of takes it away for me. It's not. I don't know. It's just it's it just doesn't do it for me. Like I had seen so much of the old lady acting doing creepy shit. Yeah. By the time like, you know, the girls like, you know, hanging out with her and shit, I'm just like kinda over it. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean it's kinda over it. And uh there were some creepy parts, but um the movie did rely a little bit too much on jump scares and I don't really care for jump scares. I mean they get you real quick, but anybody can do a jump scare. Like, I can make a five-minute short and give you a jump scare. I can throw in some creepy music, show you some things like, you know, going back on the forth on the screen. And, and, and oh, my God, it's a dick. It's going to go down your throat. <laughs> so, you know, you got a big veiny dick in your face. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to toss this movie. And, like, uh, I didn't think it was going to be a toss-it. The first act was a toss-it. The second act, I was thinking, I'm going to taste this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am going to taste this movie. I think it's just another M. Night Shyamalan movie that doesn't stick the ending well. It was a little predictable. And the found footage thing, I think that was the wrong route to go with this. I think I think it was cheap. I think I think the cinematography would have been so much better had he not gone the fucking and, and, and the fucking uh, found footage route. I'm over found footage, so I'm tossing this movie. Yeah, I think I lean a little bit more towards Jay than I do Brian on this mm. one. It's a taste it for me. I actually quite enjoyed the found footage stuff. Mm. I thought I liked the whole I'm making a movie kind of storyline going on. I thought um, the girl was the stronger of the two kids. But, she had the best scene in the movie. But I thought yeah. the best scene in the movie was when the brother was talking to the girl. That was the best scene in this found footage movie. When the brother was talking to her and bringing down her walls. 
that one scene where he kept zooming in. Yeah. Best scene in the movie. That's the only time where there was great acting in this, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I didn't think. I don't think the acting was the greatest. Yeah. I thought I agree that this movie did not stick the landing. I think maybe I'm a little bit weathered from the last six terrible in night movies. That to see something that wasn't total shit, <laughs> I was like, hey, that was pretty good. That was pretty decent. So I mean, it was better than the happening to me. Like leagues ahead of the happening, the crappening. Yeah, ugh. This had a little bit of crappening in it, right? Yeah, it did have some crappening. And I, I thought the last, I thought the last act was was pretty good. I enjoyed the last act. I did too. I yeah. had a lot of fun with it. I thought they had ramped up the thrills well enough for me, and I had a good time. I went and saw this in the theater by myself with a full crowd. Okay. What? Okay. The the, the what 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 really? Like I told you about like some of the things that happened in. Like the the cheap setup, like uh, what I what I tell you, um, the the germaphobe thing. Yeah. Another thing, like the story where the boy freezes. Yeah. And how they incorporate that into the ending, and yeah. he starts screaming about football stuff as yeah. he's doing what he's doing. That was the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> fucking seen in my life, and that's the reason that I tossed this movie. Okay. It is fucking stupid. Some of the st- I thought some of the laughs worked though. Like I, I thought him replacing the curse words with the female pop stars was funny, and I chuckled at that. But a they few did times. Th- they did that in. 40-year-old virgin, too. Like, that wasn't anything new. Oh, oh Kelly Clarkson! He's a 13-year-old kid. He's not coming up. He, it's the sister that's coming up with new things. I like, think yeah. they were just trying to show he's a little shit, and M. Night Shyamalan doesn't really know fucking young kids. <laughs> he just call, please, just call him M. Night. He doesn't really know people well enough to, like, make those characters stick. Yeah. But he was trying to convey that this is annoying little fucking shit. You're getting no argument for me. This was not a perfect movie. It wasn't smart. Means. It wasn't smart. It wasn't a thinker thinker's movie at all. Like you, like you said, you you discover if you pay any attention to the movie at all, you discover it very I early on. Oh, and I'm with you guys there. I just did not get those chills that I got when I watched Sixth Sense. No, like, no. When yeah. I watched Sixth Sense, and like you had like the kid, like, hey, let me show you my dad's guns, and he turns around, and the back of his head's blown blown off. Yeah, I got chills. Like, the, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, holy shit, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I and, completely agree with and that. And he tries to recreate some of that here in this movie. He does, yeah. And it do, it just didn't work for me. I, I mean, like, uh, grandma puking and shit. That kind of freaked me out at first. I was yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck? When she was clawing yes. at the fucking yeah. like, woodwork in the house. Yeah. That was I think she was freaky. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm I sorry. Think, I think both the old, the yeah. old folk actors were, were awesome, too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was I a taste for me. I had a good time. I munched my popcorn the whole time and had had a fun time with this. Yeah. So, it definitely wasn't a super brainy movie, and I'm right there with you. We're halfway through. I was like, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And, and then, hey, I was right on. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No surprise ending. Yeah. But yeah. I, I had fun. I, I enjoyed the mom. I thought the mom was good. Would you guys recommend people see this in theaters? Is that the thing? Yeah, I think it's a theater experience. It's just it like like for me, it was a lazy Saturday kind of. You know, mm. you got some fucking time to waste. Go watch this; it might be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yeah, it's worth a red box rental. I think this is a worth a red box rental, and I, I don't think you need to go to the theater on, for this one. It's a red box rental for me. You know, rent it real late at night. Watch it. You know, pitch one of those nights where it's like pitch blackout. Yeah, I agree. It's not worth going to the theater to see this. Yeah. You can, it's not. It didn't give it any extra oomph. 
seeing it in the theater. I, right. If you can see it in the theater and guarantee that you're going to see it with the full crowd, yeah. that gave it a little bit of extra oomph for me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my audience, I think they reacted pleasantly. I think they, they liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just happened to... There's a few... Those small things that I nitpicked, man, it ruined the movie for me. It went from going to it, from a taste it to a toss it. Yeah. And I think it just has to do with a little, the lazy writing. I think like the whole germaphobe thing and then that football story thing was lazy writing and that's enough for me in this movie to fucking toss it. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. And and I think it's a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, most people are liking it. So hopefully, you know, I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully M. Night Shyamalan keeps disappointing us. In the- <laughs> Hopefully he keeps going back up instead of back down. I'm just, I, de- yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you, you had to have liked this better than After Earth, Last Airbender, and yeah. The Happening, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so at least at least we're getting... It's a slow burn to maybe getting better. <laughs> I guess. It's almost like, you know, like, what tastes better? Like, you know, regular shit or diarrhea i mean that's basically like you know yeah let's swish them both around in our mouth and you know make a decision here <laughs> you know i I, th- I think those other movies were shit and this was more like stale doritos okay okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> i'd still eat I'll taste those. yeah let's <laughs> uh next thing we're gonna talk about do you guys have any final thoughts for uh the visit the visit no no i probably won't revisit the visit <laughs> no yeah <laughs> so all right guys i'm uh my uh first uh s- solo good pop bad pop review is for a movie that i saw on netflix called zombievers Oh. So basically, somebody, somebody thought it was very clever, zombie, zombievers, and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna make a whole fucking movie about this. Yeah. What a genius. Zombievers is an action-packed horror comedy in which a group of college kids staying at a riverside cabin are menaced by a swarm of deadly zombie beavers. A weekend of sex and debauchery soon turns gruesome as the beavers close in on the kids, riding the line between scary, sexy, and funny. The kids are soon fighting for their lives in a desperate attempt to fend off the horde of beavers that attack them in and around their cabin. Uh, Zombie beavers, of course, is a like uh, it's a comedy. Yeah, um, thank God. And, uh, and and it's funny. Like they actually, uh, John Mayer and Bill Burr play two characters at the beginning of this movie, oh, wow. and they are very funny. And they also, it's a, they bookend the movie. They're at the end too. They're really funny. I like Bill Burr to begin with. Yeah. Funny comedian. Bill Burr is good. And John Mayer is actually really funny in this. <laughs> and like uh, it, 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 the whole movie's worth watching just for like the end scene with these guys. It's it's actually one of the funniest parts of the movie. This movie's a low taste it. And I know, oh, Brian, you gave fucking The Visit a fucking uh, toss it. Well, this movie knows what it is. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. It, it's, it's, it, I mean, they're making a B movie. They're going for cult classic status. It's, it's a fucking stupid movie. It's, it's fun though. There's yeah. parts of it that are fun. It, it is dumb. It's a throwback cult classic that it, it, it reminds me of kind of like the old Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's exactly the movie I was thinking of. Movies. In my head. Uh, it has those types of moments in it. Cool. Um, I mean, if you, yeah, you want to see a zombie beaver eat some guy's dick off that totally needs, that deserves having his dick bitten off, yes, then watch this movie. It's crazy. <laughs> it's got everything you'd think it would. 
That's awesome. How come in every one of these movies like this, like Piranha is the same way? Yeah. Like, if there's ever an evil creature that bites parts of your body off, it's going to bite the dick off of some asshole who deserves to have its dick it. Yep. Right now, that's yeah. like a staple of these movies. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's like that's like the M. Night Shyamalan twist in this movie, right? Spoiler. <laughs> People are going to watch Zombievers on Netflix and be like, ooh, who gets his dick bitten off? <laughs> it happens. It's nice. that asshole. <laughs> Eric Marable, that should be on your next box. I want to see a Zombiever <laughs> biting some guy's cock off. When, when you first heard the name, I didn't know if it was going to be like Zombie Beavers or like Zombie Vag. Oh, yeah, that's a good, yeah, good point. <laughs> that's a good point, you pervert. <laughs> you would go there. You've been, you've been hanging out with Frank a little too much. <laughs> that's a big Frank would say. <laughs> Frank's been off for two weeks, man. i got to bring in the it's zombie true. badge jokes. <laughs> zombie, it's a low taste. It, 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 I kind of like, I kind of like trailed off towards the end of the movie yeah. <laughs> and like was just fucking around on my phone and then like I caught the very tail end of it whoa someone's getting their dick bit off yeah exactly <laughs> stop texting for a second yeah, yeah. and then and then the, like the John Mayer and Bill Burr shit at the end is fucking hysterical that's fun so yeah Zombievers on Netflix Check I it think out. it's got like a one star review <laughs> on fucking Netflix so definitely check it out um Jake, what do you have for us? For I'm going to do the next DC animated movie on my countdown. Yes. Okay, well, the last one was... Um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's and right. And to do a quick catch-up, Wonder Woman is my number one. Yes. Justice League, New Frontier is my number two. Yes. Superman Doomsday is my number three. Kind of an upset, man. Kind of an upset, man. Yeah. That New Frontier, dude, it's so fucking good. Like, if you if you were to, like, be like, what do you like better, Brian? Wonder Woman or New Frontier? I don't know if I could make a decision. It's one of those things yeah. where I feel like it's maybe whichever one I would have watched last would have been better than the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, man. It is tough. It's it tough. is tough. Um, next on the list is Batman Gotham Knight. Now, this is kind of a unique one in that it's an anthology movie, with, which means, you know, it's a, def- a bunch of different stories in one movie. But this actually is in Christopher Nolan Batman movies canon. Huh. So that's right. I haven't seen this, but yes, this is this is kind of like what they did with that uh, that Matrix animation. I, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. It's very much like the Animatrix in that it's in canon of the main movies, and it's like five, six different stories with all different animators. Huh. And it takes place in between um, Batman Begins and Dark Knight. All these stories do. And what's really unique about this is just like the Animatrix. Do you think that they need? Don't you? Th- <sighs> Yeah, it would have to take place between those two movies. Yeah, because yeah. he kind of hangs it up after he hangs Dark Knight, and then we don't really right. see any more Batman until Dark Knight yeah. Rises. So it's you all- know, and that's a sad thing. It's like uh, you know, I love the, of course, I love Dark Knight Rises. I'm one of those weird weirdos. I love that underdog story, and it's like the. But you, you really didn't get to see enough of, of Batman in his prime. Yeah. And you got that in uh, the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sorry. I'm, try- I'm like You're You're hijacking fine. your fucking You're good fine. pop, bad pop. It was interesting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they, it's um like six world-renowned um, animators each do a different section of the story. And one thing that's really cool about this is uh, Kevin Conroy does the voice for Batman in all six stories. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thread. And he did the voice for Batman in the original Batman the that's Animated smart. Series. That's smart because, like, if they had had a different voice for, like, each story, that would have taken you. That would have really think, shook you out of yeah, it. Yeah, it would have taken you out of it, absolutely. And there's a lot of really big-name writers that did a lot of these stories. Um, 
David Escoyer himself wrote one of the six. Brian Azzarello wrote one of the six. Wow. Greg Rucka wrote one of the six. Holy shit. And so a lot of, a lot of real big name guys. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this is just going to be a taste it for me though. Okay. I, I feel like, I don't know. It was just kind of disjointed. Like supposedly all six stories are like interconnecting and you know, like all connect the threads, but it really just felt like six vignettes with very loose connections between all the other different stories. And to be fair, is it something like is it is it like is it like somebody would have to explain how they were connected for you no, to appreciate it, was, it or no, is it it's more like well they three of them have this character in it. Oh. And it's it's not it's almost the opposite of that. Okay. It's almost very loose dumb connections that put all six together. And and to be fair, I probably only really liked three out of the six animation styles. Cause see, the thing is with me, with me, it's like Grant Morrison stuff. I can read it. Oh yeah. And then I could be like, man, I hated that. And then I'll listen to Grant Morrison talk about it, and I'll be like, <laughs> wow, that is really awesome. Yeah. Wow, it's so great because he makes you feel stupid. Yes. You know what I, I mean? Agree. It's like, I, why am I not liking this? Because Grant Morrison is actually making this sound like it's the best book fucking ever. Wow. I would say Morrison writes for himself and, and the audience is secondary sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can really see that in his work. But yeah, I think the the shifting in the different animation, and it's huge shifts. I mean, some stuff is really out there with the way that Batman is drawn and everything, and then some stuff is really tight, line-drawn animation. Yeah. And it kind of, like, throws you out of the whole narrative to see the... Like, it's cool that it's six different stories, but it'd be cooler if all six kind of had the same standard of animation. Or it even seems like the frame rate in some of them is less than some of the others. But wasn't oh, Animatrix like that too? I mean, and, but Animatrix is a taste it for me too, and, okay. and kind of for the same reasons. Yeah. Where some of them were really up to snuff, and some of them weren't. So this is going to go on the bottom mm. of my of my list, right below Superman Doomsday. Oh wow! And um, I highly recommend it. If you're fans of the Nolan movies and you haven't seen this, you should definitely check it out. But and then again, that's kind of where my taste it comes from because. One of the stories features the Scarecrow, but it really doesn't give you any insight in the, into the Scarecrow. Like, the movie, there's so much left out in the open that this would be a perfect opportunity to kind of flesh out that character and, like, a little bit more of, like, why is he doing this and where where he come from. But it's not really like that at all. Like, it's just, oh, it's the big bad Scarecrow, and he's doing his fear toxin thing again. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so there's really no... Like, if you're going to put this in the Nolan universe and make it canon to Nolan, then let's have at least one interesting factoid that enriches the Nolan universe. And there's really none of that at all. So it's kind of a, a, a disappointment on that level for me. Mm. So I enjoyed watching it again. I watched this one. I actually saw this for the first time at a wizard world, like four months before it came out. And it was really neat to see it there, like and sit in the theater and watch it with everyone. And um, Kevin Conroy himself was there and talked afterwards and everything. And that was really cool. And I remember really loving it then. And I think it was a lot of the experience it's because you're there of being with the crowd. I, I yeah, I saw My Name Is Bruce with a bunch of people in the theater, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. I watched it at home, and I was just like, yeah, this movie's <laughs> not as good. Yeah, I mean, it ends and Kevin Conroy comes up on stage, and you're. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. 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 Top of the world. 
<laughs> but yeah, seeing this again, like I think I bought it without watching. I think this might be the first time I've seen it mm-hmm. since that. Like I bought it right when it came out, but then because I just saw it four months previously, it just kind of sat in the shelf. Right. And and when revisiting, and I was like, you know, that really wasn't very insightful to to make the time and the effort to say, oh, this is part of the Dark Knight trilogy and it's in canon. It really didn't enrich that story. Hey, at good all. thing though is that we don't have a toss it movie yet. Yeah, that is good. So we don't have a toss at DC movie yet, so that's good news. You know, I, and I don't know, spoiler, I don't know if there will be one. I haven't seen, like, the last ten of them. Yeah. But, I mean, I am very high on the DC animated movie universe. I mean, half the reason, and if you've listened, you know I'm not the biggest DC guy to begin with. Sure, but, but you love the animated stuff. Yeah, the animated stuff just knocks my socks yeah. off. Ever since Batman the Animated Series began. <laughs> I know our longtime listeners know that Jake is our resident Marvel fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel can do no wrong. Well, and Marvel can do wrong, and that's when it comes to fucking Marvel animation. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, true. I, I will, if you tell They have some, the Mar- Marvel does have some great animation. Oh, they do. They I mean, do. the Doctor Strange movie is fantastic. But if you put a gun to my head and said, Jake, for yeah. the rest of your life, you can only watch Marvel or DC animation and never the other, right. I would shockingly pick DC. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even toss and turn about that decision. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's all I got for, for the Batman Gotham Knight. Right. So, yeah. Have you seen this, Jay? No, not yet. I haven't seen it either. I gotta bring Wonder Woman over so you can see it, and I'll try to I'll try to bring Gotham Knight over so you can check that That'd out. That'd be awesome, too. yeah. Uh, guys, I am I'm gonna get to you one of yours here quickly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna knock out one here. Uh, I promised last week that I was gonna go see American Ultra. Yeah, and uh, I did. I went and saw American Ultra this past week. Uh, it was only playing in theaters for two more days, and they were gonna take it out. <laughs> wow, it, it's been out for three weeks though, three four weeks though. Okay, guys, so. Um, American Ultra is uh it's uh, the, the the two big leads are of course you know Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Um, it's about small town stoner Mike Howell spends most of his time getting high and writing a graphic novel about a superhero monkey. What Mike doesn't know is that he was trained by the CIA to be a lethal killing machine. When the agency targets him for termination, his former handler activates his latent skills turning the mild-mannered slacker into a deadly weapon. Now, the utterly surprised Mike must use his newfound abilities to save himself and his girlfriend from getting wasted. It's directed by Nima Nurazida. He's best known for directing uh, Project X. Oh, okay. The found footage uh, party film with Miles Teller. Mm. You know, where the party gets out of control. I actually like that movie. I like it a lot, too. Uh, It's written by Max Landis. Cool. Who wrote Chronicle. Um, it stars, uh, like I said, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Topher Grace is the villain in this. Uh, there's multiple villains, but Topher Grace is like the big bad. Connie Britton, you'll remember her from Friday Night Lights, and then also in the uh, second uh, season of uh, American, uh, the first season, first of, season of American Horror Story. Uh, Tony Hale, of course, from Veep uh, and Arrested Development, where he plays Buster. He also was in uh, The Informant, uh, the Steven Soderbergh movie. Uh, Bill Pullman is in this movie. Not a lot, but he is in the movie. John Leguizamo is in this movie. And then Walter Goggins stars as a villain in this movie. Uh, he, the villain is, the name of the villain is Laffer. And so I'm guessing like maybe Max Landis is like a big Joker fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this character like laughs okay. maniacally. Um, <laughs> guys, I, 
I really enjoyed this film. Awesome. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart uh, have great chemistry in the movie. Uh, I mean, you can give her shit for all the Twilight movies, but um, you know, I really liked her in this, and I liked her uh, in, with Eisenberg in Adventureland. I love the chemistry between the two characters. Um, the movie basically is like if you mashed up The Born Identity and Pineapple Express into one movie, you would have American Ultra. Okay. It, and it, but it's not as good as either of those movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not quite Born Identity, and it's not as good as Pineapple Express. But when you get them together, it's still a fun movie. Um, even though it doesn't have as much drug use in this film. I mean, like, the poster is, like, made, it says American Ultra and it's, like, pot smoke. Yeah. But there's not a lot of drug use in this. And, like, even the characters themselves, I could tell it was CG smoke when they were smoking. Out of the, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was CG smoke. And that kind of took me out of the movie just for a split second. I was like, that's lame. At least. Smoke tobacco. Smoke tobacco. You know what I mean? Kristen yeah. Stewart. Both of them did it. Mm. But I could tell both of them were smoking CG. It was, like, CG smoke. And, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I, I compared it to The Born Identity. And, really? Well, it's, it's, it's The Born Identity meets... The Born Identity, he didn't know he, who he was. Right, right. He's and a then, sleeper agent. Yeah, and then there's a part in the movie where Connie Britton gives these... She says these words, and it activates... Right. Mike yeah. Howell, yeah. which is Jesse Eisenberg, and now he becomes, like, the sleeper agent. The trigger words. And this movie, like, I compared it to Born Identity, and I think that they were, like, actually self-aware of how much it is like the Born Identity because the town that this movie takes place in is actually named after the director of the Born movies. No way. It takes place in a town called Lyman. Uh-huh. Doug Lyman, the director oh, okay. of the Born movies. I think this movie is very self-aware of what it is. Cool. Um, Max Landis seems like the kind of writer that would do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think this is going to be one of those sleeper hits, though, once it hits like uh, DVD, Blu-ray, Netflix, I think people are going to like wonder like why they didn't see this movie in the theaters. It was it was a lot of fun. The movie is also just very cool. It has like a cool vibe to it. Like you feel kind of cool watching. Them. <laughs> I feel like the USA Network is going to be all over this movie. It might, they might now. be. <laughs> uh, the stunts and the action are like really well done. I think this movie succeeds in that area where I thought like uh, a movie like The Kingsman yeah. failed, uh, where it was just like too flashy and it tried too hard, where this felt like it was a little more toned down. Um, didn't look like a fucking music video. You didn't do that, that, that slow motion fighting bullshit. Yeah. And it reminded me of like, it reminded me of like a good mix of like The Kingsman meets John Wick. Okay. And it wasn't too over the top. It was just over the top enough. I mean, because you got to believe that Jesse Eisenberg's kicking somebody's ass. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's just over the top enough, man. Yeah. Um, let me talk about the violence in this movie. There is a lot of it, and I applaud them for that. Um, this is not PG-13. This gets an R rating. Nice. And it, it's a hard R because there is some violence. There is blood in this, and I respect them for that, and that is awesome. So the R rating is not just for the language and for the fucking drug use. use. Yeah. They, are, they, they, they take full advantage of this R rating. We get great violence in this. There's a lot of blood, a lot of violence, and I love that. Awesome. I applaud them for that. Tony Hale, he basically plays like the same character that he plays in Veep. Um, I'm worried about him being like typecast and, uh, you know, but he gets a lot of work in Hollywood, so good for him. And I, of course, I'm always going to love Buster from Arrested Development. Yes. Connie Britton, she does a good job in her role. And, um, you know, I was a big fan of like Friday Night Lights. Um, she wasn't great in this, though, but she was good. 
she was good. Yeah, she's always serviceable. Yeah, and I was, I was, it was nice to have her in this movie. Um, John Leguizamo's character wasn't fleshed out enough uh, for me, and I felt like he was just kind of like a character that was just in the movie and ultimately only served the purpose of, hey, look, it's John Leguizamo, and then you know there are things that in the movie that he provided Jesse Eisenberg's character that he needed for like later use in the film. And uh, John Leguizamo is just okay in this movie. Was he like movie. the Q, basically? What's that? Was he like a Q? A Q. Oh, sorry, you're not a James Bond guy. No. Q's the guy. That, <laughs> Q's the guy that give James, gives James Bond the gadgets that he'll need later on in the movie. He doesn't know Jesse Eisenberg's character. Okay. Is a sleeper agent. Okay. So no, he. He does provide some resources for him to use later in the film. He's mostly just a drug dealer. Okay. Okay. So overall, um, oh, and I loved, I loved Walter Goggins' character of Laffer. I loved Laffer. I even loved, there was a woman that he fought with earlier in the movie, and I thought she was badass, and wow, she was fucking awesome. Um, and uh, that was a great scene. So the fight choreography was it's cool. It's great. It's really All good. the action scenes. There's not a lot of it. There, there, there I don't know. There's there's explosions. Um, there's there is explosions. It looks like a fun movie. It is a trailer. fun movie. It's a cool movie. Yeah. It really fucking is. And even Kristen Stewart, who I hate, yeah. uh, you know, generally, like she looked she looked awesome in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, she was good in this, and I believe the love story between her and Jesse Eisenberg. I thought that was really good. Awesome. Um, I thought that the laughter character that Walter Goggins did was just going to be like a throwaway character, but. He did a decent job of fleshing out um, that character in this movie and and then tying him also into the main story. And I thought that was really cool. Over I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give this movie a taste it. It's a it's a fun taste it though. Mm-hmm. I mean it it has its faults. Tonally it is all over the place. Uh, and I think that's Max Landis's writing. I'm kinda I'm kinda picking that up with him. I mean yeah. you, you watch Chronicle and I mean one minute you're laughing, the next minute you're watching characters fight each other. Uh, but I'm starting to realize that, you know, Max Landis that's that's a Max Landis movie. It's gonna be tonally all over the place and he does it, I think, in a, in a, in a cool way. If you can still see this, uh, one, this movie in theaters and you're bored like on an afternoon with nothing else to watch, then I'd watch American Ultra. But in three months when you can watch this movie in Redbox, rent it, it's definitely worth it. Um, so, like, what is what's the next movie for Max Landis? Have you guys, you guys, are you guys know? No, what is written? it? He is the writer behind that Victor Frankenstein movie. That's oh, I'm so out. excited for that. Mm. Oh, I'm hyped for that. Okay. James McAvoy, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I got to pre-toss this one. Oh, um, whoa. I haven't seen a yeah, trailer or anything I got to pre-toss. I love Max Landis. I really like Max Landis a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I think Max Landis is one of these... He's got his own style, and so that's why I like him. It's yeah. like you can watch like a Max Landis movie and kind of like, yeah, that's a Max. He's doing something different. You know what I mean? Right. He's yeah. doing something different. Like in a world of like where of like uh, Age of Ultron movies and Fast and Furious films Formulas. and like like the Michael Bay action flick. When you get a Max Landis movie, you know you're going to see something different. You're going to get something different, and I respect him for that. But I think. This is a little too ambitious and weird. I think that this the movie it sounds like a train wreck from like everything I've heard. I've been following this movie a little bit. It's James McAvoy as Dr. Frankenstein and you've got Daniel Radcliffe who plays Igor. Now, I've 
heard the rumors I've heard about this is that the movie again it's all it's it's tonally all over the place yeah and that and that I don't really have a problem with that Max Landis somehow seems to do a great job with that but it's also called Victor uh, Victor Frankenstein but it's from Igor's perspective right I've also heard it's a comic comedy movie. But also kind of a love story between Igor <laughs> between Eager and Victor. Yeah. yeah. Um, not not like an intimate story, but like it's like kind of like a bromance, I guess. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna watch it because it's Max Landis, but it just sounds it sounds crazy. Like either this movie is going to hit with me, and I'm gonna love it. Or I'm just gonna watch this and be like, "Whoa, what the fuck did I just watch?" Yeah, I'm gonna I see that week one. I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna review it with you, man. Any, anything Max Landis does, I'm gonna be in the theater because I, I know when I watch a Max Landis movie, I'm gonna see something different. Yeah, I'm not getting fucking Hollywood cookie cutter bullshit. And I don't fault it for being called Victor Frankenstein and being from Eager's point of view. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula is not through Dracula's point of view. And that's kind of the way that kind of stuff works. You know, it's always the observer and not necessarily the, the title character yeah. that you're seeing the point of view from. We'll see. I was a small, that was just a small point I made. I just, there's a lot of other things going on in that movie that could go horribly wrong. Jake. <laughs> I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of bad Frankenstein movies. So to just do the well, same old Frankenstein. And that's, a, is, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Like, okay, we've had a lot of bad Frankenstein movies. When is the trend going to stop and stop making them? Yeah. And this could be another one to add to the pile. And I don't, you know, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Max Landis being fucking like shut out of Hollywood because of this. Because I know like American Ultra didn't do like gangbusters in the theaters. And that, that sucks because it, it was a good movie and it was fun. And yeah, like in the synopsis where I read he writes, um, uh, he, 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 has a story like this story about uh, <laughs> Apollo, uh, an astronaut monkey called Apollo Ape. Apollo Eight. Yeah, Apollo yeah, Ape. Yeah. At true. the end of the movie, you get um, an animated version of Apollo Ape and his adventures, and it's it's a fun movie. It's, it's a cool, fun fucking movie, man. Yeah, actually, I I actually took a picture of the poster when I went and saw the visit because yeah. I was so excited for it. Yeah. Have you seen the poster for this yet, Jay? American Ultra. No, the. Um, Oh, Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Jesus, you're still talking about that. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm glad to hear that, though, man. Yeah. I, I thought it looked, I thought it looked fun from the trailers, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Jay, what do you have for us for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Uh, I watched the uh, premiere episode of Moonbeam City. Now, this is on Comedy Central. It's not actually supposed to air until i think the 16th of is this on their website this was on uh the internet yeah on on uh, i watched it on xfinity um so i oh uh, so you saw it like on demand yeah i okay. think i think it came out early on demand it's not supposed I think to actually has it too yeah um this is rob Lowe. um this is elizabeth banks is this a series yeah this is a new series on comedy central okay so rob Lowe is doing grinders and he's doing moonbeam city yeah oh the cartoon the i cartoon. saw the trailer for this yeah. it looks really fun yeah it is really fun awesome <laughs> yeah it is really fun I, i'm thinking like thank god comedy central is like doing some more animation because like you know i understand they got brickleberry i don't watch brickleberry i don't know if it's any good or yeah. not i don't like Brickleberry. I love Daniel Tosh. I love Daniel Tosh. I don't watch Brickleberry, but uh, and I still watch South Park. But South Park's not what it used to be. No. But um, I did love the Black Friday um, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 
Black, the South Park Black Friday episodes where it was the Game of Thrones Black Friday mashup. Fucking hilarious. They always have their fucking gems where yeah. you're just talking about yeah, it for exactly. weeks. Yeah, that was one of them yeah. for sure. But, um, yeah, okay, talk to me yeah. about Moonbeam City. Moonbeam City, like, uh, uh, this, this, uh, you know, if you like, uh, Archer. Of course, I think we all like Archer, Archer's right? Archer's great, yeah. I've never you guys seen don't... Archer. Okay, well, you would no, probably I, like I Archer. Archer. Well, you I, would love Archer. I love the guy. I No, I, I'm a big fan of the guy, the voice from Bob's Burgers. Like, I used to watch home movies back in the day, and I, I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure I would love Archer. Yeah. Same kind of thing, but this this is more relative to, like, uh, when we grew up. I mean, this is this is an 80s-style kind of... Are they ripping off Kung Fury here? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. No, th- this is kind of a... It's an 80s... It's very fucking cool to watch because the animation's so... It's all that neon fucking paisley 80s style artwork that you've you know that you remember like duran duran's record covers stuff like that which isn't it's inspired by that kind of motif you know that artistic style so it's set in the 80s it's in a place called moonbeam city rob Lowe plays a a cop Mm -hmm. um he yeah, his name is Dazzle Novak. Okay, and then Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks, who is also great, is called Pizzazz Miller. Okay, I'm loving this cast so far. Yeah. Holy uh, shit! Will Forte, you're fucking three for three now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will Forte is Rad Cunningham, <laughs> and Kate Mara is also in this. Who and she's actually good in this as uh, Chrysalis Tate. Chrysalis Tate. She's not a bad actress, yeah, she, guys. I agree. She's fucking great. Um, we might bring her up in Marvel news later. So okay. Well, it, it's 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 so fun to watch because it's I don't know, man. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys remember all the weird kind of '80s styles, the fashions, the hairstyles, the music. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. that is included in this, and it's kind of stonewashed jeans. Yeah. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's it's kind of mixed with like it's like Jim and the Holograms. It's like MTV from the 1980s. Um, mixed with this kind of Blade Runner dystopic future, right? They're living in a city that, you know, everybody says is great, but at the same time, it's ridden with cocaine and, and drug dealers yeah. and, and criminals and shit like It's almost like, it's like a future 80s. If, if the 80s never stopped, this is where it would be. And, and, um. Post apocalyptic 80s. Yeah, almost. I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a utopia in a way. Like, it's, it's like a, everything is malls. There's just nothing but malls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rob Lowe's this character. Is like, like, like an 80s future gone wrong or something. Kinda, yeah, you know. And, 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 uh, Rob Lowe's character, like, goddamn. Who can't listen to Rob Lowe fucking talk? I mean, Rob Lowe as an animated cartoon. I'd rather listen to him talk than you laugh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Look what you did by saying that. I know. I agree. Jesus, we lost half of our audience. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, it's like a Jay laugh bomb goes off. Grown moment. Clear the fucking room. (laughs) Grown moment. <laughs> but it's so good, guys. Like it, it's it's a Tupperware Central. It's Tupperware all the fucking way. I know you guys are gonna love. I'm gonna this. watch this half like, an hour format. It, yeah, it's like 22 minutes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's half hour. It's like 22 minutes. Um, it's one liner after one liner, and like I said, Rob Lowe is so fun as a fucking animated character. Like listening to him I don't talk. Think I've ever heard Rob Lowe do voice work? This it's is so be, good. This is gonna be cool. It's so good. His character is so retarded. Like he can't hit people at point blank range with his gun. So there's like. There, there's like gun moment after gun moment where he's not shooting people, but he's like right there. 
and, and and just his interaction with uh you know like of course he's like a ladies man you know yeah. and he's like doing hookers and stuff like that <laughs> but then you have elizabeth banks character his- i think okay if doing hookers makes you a ladies man i think well, that every, <laughs> i think that every man could be a ladies yeah, man well maybe Jay. i'm a little twisted <laughs> That's hilarious. But Elizabeth... I don't know what your definition of a ladies' man is. <laughs> it's, it's awesome, though. It's awesome because you have Elizabeth Banks' character as kind of his his uh, superior. Right. She's kind of head of, like, the, the police department. And she's, you know, she's got these long earrings, 80s-style earrings on. And, like, everybody's got these, like, slick That's back awesome. haircuts. But then you have Will Forte playing Rad Cunningham, yeah. who's another cop. And there's like this whole thing in this in this first episode about who has the number one cop cup. It says number one cop, so it's a battle between him uh, and and Rob Lowe's character. So we'll to have say, the best cup, yeah, to have the number one cop cup. Who, oh, who gets to wait, earn wait, it? like the world's oh, greatest oh, dad cup? Yeah, it's a, yeah, right, right. I didn't know if you were talking about like a competition of like who has the better looking number. No, one no, cup, it just cup. says number one. Cup. Okay, so there's a there, so they're actually battling for this yeah. cop cup. Yeah. Okay, there's just a number one cop cup, okay. and, and Rob Lowe's character gets. Is it just like a plain? Does it just, it just say says like, number, number one cup? cup. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing special about it yeah. at all. Yeah, <laughs> and they have this crime lord. Uh, that, I think he's called El Diablo or whatever, and he's like. He's like feeding dogs cocaine and and sicking them into uh, like elderly retirement homes. Like that's that's the extent of his crime. That's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah. though. laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And it, uh, yeah, every character is great. I loved it. I fucking loved it. And like I said, like the animation though, this is a funny thing. Like it's it's kind of anime meets eighties pop culture. So and like eighties pop culture is coming back around. Like that's that shit's huge now. So even the even the score is like all synthesizer stuff like that. And when people say like fuck, it's like an Atari like you know, like that kind of sound. That's awesome. It, it's great. It's yeah. great. Comedy Central is like one of those networks that's just like they can do no wrong right now. Yeah. I mean they're killing it with Amy Schumer. I know they just they this last week was the series finale of Key and Peel. Yeah. Those guys are that's over with. I think they're going to be doing a movie, and then wow, it'll be interesting to see those guys like work separately. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I've seen them do. I've seen like Key Michael Keegan like do stuff separately, and I, I you know I've seen these guys work separately, but it's it's still weird. Yeah, I love seeing them together. So, but yeah, and then fucking like the animation side with uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, this I I gotta Crazy. say like you know I I I don't know like I love Archer. Um, I brought that up earlier. This is definitely comparative. You know, if you like Archer, you'll love this. You, you that's kinda, on FX though. Yeah, yeah, this is on. Yeah, but you kind of have like the opposite. Like Rob Lowe's Archer is like a very skilled assassin, even though he's goofy as shit. Well, this is also goofy as shit. But Rob Lowe's character is a total fuck up the whole time. <laughs> he his. Every single goddamn line you'll want to write down because it's so goddamn funny. Really, but it's this is this is this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen. Animation. I'm watching this. I'm going to review this next week. I, I hope so. I hope you guys watch it. I, I've, I've already set this on my DVR. I just didn't know you could watch it on demand right now. Yeah, it's out. Okay. Moonbeam City. Moonbeam Moon City. City. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailers like on fucking Comedy Central. We're eighties kids, man. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna that. you're gonna fucking I'm gonna love, love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last thing that I wanted to talk about is I, I mentioned it like just really quickly on the show before. Uh, it's a show that I've been watching. It comes on after the soup on E. It's called the comment section. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys remember me yeah. talking yeah, about yeah. the comment section? Uh, the host is Michael Costa and he's, uh, 
He's a comedian. And like when I first saw the show, I was just like, I loved the idea. I thought it was such a brilliant idea. Like we've got like Daniel Tosh who does like his show where like he takes like the viral clips on the internet of people getting hurt or doing stupid things. And he's got his own commentary and he puts his own spin and his own jokes on it. And I love, I love Tosh.0. And I, I thought that was great. And, but I thought these shows were done with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, that ridiculousness show or whatever that's on MTV. I yeah. thought like that's a ripoff of like Tosh and all this stuff. And it's like not into it. Um, and I thought we were kind of done with these shows. But the comment section I thought was brilliant. It's Michael Costa. And like he actually – they scour the internet and they go to like Huffington Post comment sections and all these different comment sections. And they pull out the funniest comments from it. Yeah. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. And the show started off okay. I gave it a low taste it when it first came out. It was like the first episode was a low taste it. Second episode, maybe a low taste it. You get to like the the third episode, the fourth episode, fifth episode. They're all taste its, mm-hmm. and then finally, oh my gosh, they had the season finale. And I don't know if it's coming back for a second season. They only went six episodes, and I think it was a kind of maybe just a favor for Joel McHale, who does the soup. Mm-hmm. He's an executive producer okay. on the comment section. But oh my god, if you can get on demand and watch that sixth episode of the comment section, the show figured out what it is and it's awesome to see it happen because it hit on every fucking level for me i was laughing from the get-go he has he's not he's not pulling any punches anymore he's just man michael costa is killing it on this fucking show and this six episode had me laughing out loud his comments about the comments that he's reading (laughs) fucking brilliant he's so good he had joel McHale on there as a guest and joel McHale was just kind of like Whatever, you know, I'm, fuck, <laughs> I'm Joel fucking McHale. Yeah, yeah. I, I do my show on the soup, and I've got to like, you know, I've got to. And he does the soup live now. I didn't know if you guys does know he really? that. Yeah, yeah, it's live. It's wow. called the soup live. So he does it live now, and so like he does this shit on the soup. He got on this. He's just like, you know what? I'm like, uh, I'm big man on campus. I'm like the big dick around on E. You know what I mean? And so he's just like sitting back, chilling, doing his interview with Michael Costa. <laughs> Kind of jabbing him a little bit, and yeah. Costa's jab- dude. It was that season. This season finale for the comment section was so fucking good. Awesome, so fucking good. I I, I laughed pretty hard throughout the entire episode. So I hope it gets renewed for a uh, second season. If you like the show, definitely like tweet them. Um, use the hashtag comment section. I want to see the show come back. Keep it it alive. really fucking funny that sixth episode. I think it finally hit its stride. Finally figured out what kind of a show it is. And I think this show could be just as good as The Soup. It's do, really good. Do you think if it comes back, it it could stand to have a few more episodes? Do you think it could come back as like a twelve? This needs to be. Season? This needs to be like a like a soup thing, in my opinion, not yeah. just like a summertime show. Because there's always crazy shit going on with crazy yeah. ass comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's, it's, it's always going to be topical and it, rev- sh- it should be like The Soup, where yeah. you know I. I but I know, like, Michael Costa is a comedian. He's a comic. Maybe he's got other obligations. Like, he's mm. got to go on tour. I know he's doing a show, like, show in Minneapolis and all these things. And it's like, but I know Joel McHale does that too. Yeah. And he's in shows and movies exactly. and whatnot. I think, like, let the show just, like, I think, like, I don't know who did this last episode, if it was mostly the writers. I'm sure Michael Costa had his hand in it. But it's like, just let these fucking writers do what they do. And Michael Co- uh, Costa can just come back in there, do like his one segment, which is called The Costa Doing Business, and just trust his writers and fucking still go out and do your comedy shows. It's a great show. So they, they just do like, they, they take comments from just anything, basically, just... 
they kind of, they pull from just whatever. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Like <laughs> usually, whatever, whatever big story, like like uh, the John Hamm and his wife splitting up. Yeah. And then they'll like read the comments like this week it was so funny. He's like everybody loves the Rock. He's like he's like you're gonna hate us after this episode because he bashed on the Rock this week. <laughs> they did it in such a funny, hilarious fucking way. Yeah. It's like there's like one picture of like the Rock and I think he was like he like rescued like his dog from like drowning in the pool and there's a picture of him holding <laughs> his dog in the pool and like one of the comments was like. Oh great! My wife doesn't get wet enough when she thinks about the rock, you know. And, and like Michael Costa just like rattles off a joke after that, and it's just so funny, dude. Awesome! It, you need to watch if you can watch it on demand. Watch that. It just at least watch that. It's the six episodes, okay. episode six of the first season. I I laugh my fucking ass off. Nice. It's it's good comedy. There's something special going on in that show, and they need to keep it going because yeah. it, it's really good. You're never gonna run out of material. For yeah. That. Oh yeah. There's, yeah. Exactly. You're going to have trolls and idiots and yeah. tons of comments. <laughs> yeah. They're not going away. They're multiplying. <laughs> the comments are always more interesting Sometimes than the article. the comments make their own jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. awesome. Cool. All right. That's what I got for Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. Do you guys got anything left? No. I've still been doing my Walking Dead catch-up. All right. Walking Dead catch-up. Um, I watched the uh, 100th episode of The Impractical Jokers. And, uh, that was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the, at the end of the episode, all the guys had to walk across a tightrope and, um, it was really neat. You know, they had all the guys try to walk across the tightrope. Some of them made it farther than others. One of them actually made it and it was fucking awesome. How much distance are we talking? I can't remember. I don't remember the distance, but I mean, it was a, they were high up off the ground and you know, it was, it was more than 10 steps. So, um, and it was really cool. One of them actually made it. And, uh, fuck it. It's, it's, uh, Brian Quinn from the, uh, from the Impractical Jokers. And then he also, t he talked about it on the last episode, uh, the second to the last episode of Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. And it was cool to kind of like hear him talk about his experience of walking across the tightrope and shit. And dude, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode. And I think that's all true TV has going for them is Impractical Jokers. Hmm. That's it. I mean, yeah. th there's nothing else. It'll Carbonero effect. I mean, that does well, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, like they've got this other show, a comedy sketch show, comedy sketch show called like For the People, and it's awful. And it has the Lucas Brothers, and I like them, but they're it's an awful show. It's juvenile comedy. It's really dumb. And then True TV was hurting so much that I, a few months ago, they actually had a commercial saying. Do you have an idea for a TV show? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Do you have an idea for a TV show? We need them. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that you and your friends could do a TV show? Because if you can, send us a video of what your show would be about, and if you're the winner, we you could have your own series on True TV. What the fuck? That is fucked up. That is fucked up. That is fucked up that a network is like, we're like, we need, we need other than, we need something other than Carbonaro effect and impractical jokers. <laughs> and so we're, we're like, it's like, it's like that movie that Mark Wahlberg was in that, and it was it invincible yeah, where okay. that Philadelphia Eagles had tryouts for regular dudes to play football. Yeah. 
This, you know what I mean? Intrigue. <laughs> you know, this is like true TV. This is like I want to see this movie yeah. in like in like you know fifteen years. I want to <laughs> I want to see this movie where, where they actually pick somebody to do a show. Yeah, you know, oh Star God. Trek Next Generation did that. They were like, yeah. you think you can write a Star Trek Next Generation they episode? Did do that, yeah. Send us your screenplay. If we like it, we'll make that episode. Mm-hmm. They did like a handful of episodes of just submitted episodes from people. Anybody can write a a show but yeah. it doesn't mean it's going to be god right and like it's crazy to think like that's how amateur true tv is that they want just regular people to pitch them a show yeah <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> it, it's crazy. <laughs> please we should pitch them a show yeah we could come up with yeah, some we shit could do it. we could do a fucking leftover show i was thinking jay the scat man <laughs> <laughs> That'd be very Tim and Eric, I think. Can't, can't get your lady in the mood. <laughs> scat on her. Pants coming off. Lay a little scat on her. Are you a real ladies man? Yeah. Having trouble picking up hookers lately? Is <laughs> <laughs> that what makes a ladies man a ladies man? Uh, Jason, you are the human panty dropper. Yes, you are. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our news section. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey, welcome back. We have, yeah, welcome. Hey. <laughs> Where'd we go? <laughs> welcome back. And you know what? It's time for Pop Culture Leftovers News. Eventually. You know what? We are going to start off with a couple quick things uh, that I want to talk about. Vanity Fair reports and maybe... Jake, you can talk about this a little bit more. I just know the casting. Vanity Fair reports that Essie Davis from the Babadook is joining Game of Thrones. Mm, I did not know that. Well, shit. Damn it. I kind of like was hoping you might. <laughs> so that's where this story ends. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So I, was, I, <laughs> I was a big fan of the Babadook. He's the kid? No. The, the woman, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. The mother. Hmm. So, wow, we really don't know this story yeah. at all. Yeah, no clue. I kind of avoid um, Game of Thrones casting news. Yeah, because there's still stuff. Like, it's not 100% caught up with the books. Like, there's some storylines yeah. are still behind. Okay. And so I just, like, I, I, uh, I don't I don't think I spoiled anything for no, you because no. I don't know shit about it either. And no. I was like, if anybody's going to know anything about it, I can just bring it up and Jake's going to be like, oh, yeah, 
yeah, S.C. Davis. <laughs> I haven't seen the Babadook, but yeah, she's going to be playing such and such character. Yeah, like I, I may have saw that she was cast, but I yeah. did not look into who she was playing. Guys, you are listening to podcast gold. <laughs> this is like podcast heaven. Like yeah, if breaking we, news. If we ever have like a best of real, <laughs> that, that, that clip right there. <laughs> That clip right there. Like me, like me breaking the story. I did not and know then, that. And then, and, then, and, and then Jake not knowing the age and gender of the of, of said actor. <laughs> Is that the kid? <laughs> it's just like two complete morons trying to like, to like figure out this story. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 like it's like uh, I don't know, like uh, two construction workers trying to figure out cold fusion. It's not, you know what I mean? Like they they can construct anything, they right. can make anything with Experts. their hands. But yeah, as far as the science, I wonder who goes, the special needs true. kids is gonna is gonna play in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe a young Tyrion. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm glad we could break that story. There's that one. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Shit, I'm worried. This is another quick one. Now I'm worried. Uh, Jake Olivia Cook has been cast as the female lead in Ready Player One. Yes, I actually. Is that the, is that the kid? <laughs> is that the kid from Baba Duke? Is that Baba Duke? <laughs> Is that the Babadook? <laughs> God damn, I love the Babadook, by the way. I just want to say that again. Oh, <laughs> shit, I lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> Olivia Cook. Yeah, I, I, I did read on that story. Um, uh, she's from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. and what She else was the star of that crappy horror movie, uh, blah, 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 Ouija. Oh, yeah. She did Ouija? Yeah. I thought she was in that Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl movie. I think that's, that's also true. How do you go from... Ouija to meet Earl and the Dying Girl. God, maybe I'm wrong, but I swear that that was her that was in Ouija. Do you want me to pause? Fact check. Yeah, yeah. Let me fact check that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have you pause because this is going to blow my fucking mind. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm not, fuck it, I'm not going to pause. Yeah, no, we don't ever pause. We don't ever care. Yeah, we probably could not pause for <laughs> you don't, less you don't, dumb you, shit. You don't want to miss fucking podcast magic when we're trying to figure out who the fuck Essie Davis is. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get a lot of emails about this one. <laughs> yes, yes, she was. I, this I actually got correct. She is the star of Ouija. Is she in the Me Earl, Earl and the Dying Girl as well? Let me go ahead and just click on her and bring up her casting. Is she hot? Yeah, she's Me. She was also she was she's she is hot, and she was also in Bates Motel. What about Me yeah. Earl and the Dying Girl? Is she in Paper Towns? Mm, no, it sounds like she should be though. Yeah. Let's let's remake that movie with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I see a pick? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw Bates Motel, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I expected Spielberg to not pick very wildly known actors and actresses to play the two leads. Yeah. Um, I assume she's going to be playing Artemis, who is the female lead. Um, I know Spielberg has yet to find his uh, Wade, who is the male lead. So I'm, I'm excited. The, the biggest casting thing I'm excited about Ready Player One is that it's rumored that Spielberg is trying to get Gene Wilder out of retirement. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. To play the creator of the Oasis, the fictional world that the story takes place in. Is that kind of just like, oh, I want you to play Willy Wonka? It does feel a little bit I like I don't that. like that. If it gets Gene Wilder out of retirement, that's cool if he has 
something special that he wants Gene to do in the movie. Yeah. I just don't want him to be like, all right, Gene, remember what you did in Willy Wonka? Well, it's, 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 it's a little <laughs> do bit. that here. It's a little bit like an analog like that, but it's not the same performance, and it's not a very big part. It's not like Willy Wonka in in the Willy Wonka Gene Wilder movie like he it's the character that he plays is dead before page 1 of the book even starts mm-hmm. so you only see him in like him reading his will basically okay. so it'd be a very small part okay so i'd be cool with that okay well the reason one of the other reasons that i brought this up mm-hmm. uh, the fact that uh, Olivia Cook has been cast as this female lead is that also means that Tatiana Maslany is not competing with her now for that Star Wars role. I read that. I read that as well. That if if she if Spielberg indeed does go through with Ready Player One, yeah. that that's going to interfere with her ability to be in Episode Eight. Uh-huh. So all right, yes, <laughs> great casting, great casting. I Tupperware it just for that reason. <laughs> all right, now let's yeah. get the other one out of the yeah. running. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez. Who exactly? <laughs> Let's get her in some movie that's right. being filmed let's, at the same time. Let's too. get her in a movie with Essie Davis, because <laughs> God, who knows the, who the fuck she is? Yeah. She could be the the kid or the woman in Babadook. We I, don't saw, know. I saw people wanting Tatiana for this role, and I was like, as much as I love Tatiana, I was like, that is wrong casting. There's, you're not yeah. going to get me to say no to Tatiana in very many things, but. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that we can get her in a Star Wars movie, I'm gonna say Star Wars every time. Oh yeah, she's yeah. just not like she's a great actress, but this I mean this character is just you definitely want a little bit of a younger actress, mm. and I, I just didn't see it with her at all. So. You don't think that she could play younger? I mean, if they just did something different. I mean, sometimes you just do something different with somebody's hair, and like they yeah. <laughs> they look. <laughs> you know what I true. mean? They just look younger. Yeah. Yeah, she could do the nerdy, quirky girl, I guess. I mean, she can pretty much do whatever. Give her her some overalls and glasses and take a little bit of makeup off. It'd be too close to her being what she is when she plays fucking uh, Allison. Okay. Okay. And that would be weird. Allison's Allison's, uh, the MILF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Allison's the soccer mom. But, like, it'd be like the younger Allison. Yeah. It would be like her Ready Player One character. Just the whole thing. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm saying I don't want Tatiana for something. But I don't want her for Ready Player One. Jay, you've got – we're going to move on. Jay, you have some news for us when it comes to uh, King Kong and uh, a certain other – Kaiju, <laughs> right? We're gonna have like a WrestleMania. Yeah, correct. We've got Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay, this is like the first announcement after we get we get we get a 2005 uh, Peter Jackson King Kong movie. Yeah, and got nothing since then. Right, and like we got a successful Godzilla movie. I hated it, but it was successful. I mean, yeah. it did well in the box office, and most critics loved it. Um, I hated King Kong. So in what what happened? Okay, they're still doing Skull Island. Yes, Skull Island is still happening. That's yeah. the Mark Ruffalo. Mark. Okay, they've got Mark Ruffalo in that one. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Uh, was it Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons left? Yeah, supposedly. It's real yeah. sausage. Yeah. No, Skull not supposedly. Island. They're gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're gone. They're yeah. done. So, yeah. Um, I was thinking like J.K. Simmons could play like. 
some boat captain. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, I, I just, isn't yeah. he like a good boat? You like give him a cigar? He's a good, <laughs> yeah. good boat captain. Yeah, anybody you know? with a cigar could be a good boat captain, <laughs> especially J.K. Simmons. Yeah, you know. Right, right. Well, yeah. Uh, the, so Godzilla vs. King Kong is reportedly in the works. Um, Skull Island has moved to Warner Brothers. So it, this. This is a move from studio to studio. To, so was it Universal? Yeah. Before? So now they're all under the same umbrella of Warner Brothers. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm assuming it's a bad thing at this point. Um, we don't want this movie. We'll schlep it over to you. Yeah. Well. So. <laughs> so is Legendary not working on this anymore? Because like they got it no. worked out. Okay. From, from what I understand. Okay. So here's the story. Godzilla versus King Kong could be a big screen reality, according to a Thursday report from Deadline. The outlet shared the news that Legendary Pictures high profiler, high profile <laughs> Kong Skull Island is moving studios from Universal to Warner Brothers, the distributor of Legendary's Godzilla franchise. Franchise, and that's no coincidence. Um, according to Deadline, after Skull Island and the currently in works Godzilla sequel, a movie pitting the two movie monster icons against each other is planned. It's said that things are happening very quickly with the deal stretching all the way to Japan and Godzilla rights holder Toho. Guys, are we going to get there? Are we going to get there? Are the, are the stars aligned that this next, that the Skull Island movie is going to be a fucking huge hit? No. The Godzilla movie <laughs> is going to be a huge hit. Are, there, no, are the stars aligned? Only if the stars are aligned, is that shit going to happen? Guys, I mean, I like right now, I mean, it's like I'm saying like there's a, maybe a Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, a fifty percent chance that both, nice. yeah, that both of these movies. Exa- I am being nice. That both of these movies are going to be successful because I think it takes both of these movies to be successful for them, the studio, to go ahead and move forward with a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. I completely agree. E- either one of these movies leaves a bad taste in mouths or doesn't make much money. Yep. It's like nope because it's going to take a lot of money to do Godzilla versus King Kong. And well, it seems like you know you've already lost J.K. Simmons. Yeah. They did get what's the actor's name? Is it Jason Mitchell? Did he from yeah, Jason uh, is that the kid from Duke? <laughs> yeah, that's we, we've got Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> that's uh, the Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, the, the guy that played Easy. Okay, you, two yeah. guys I believe from Straight Outta Compton. Are I didn't be hear in. that. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Corey Hawkins, and Jason Mitchell are, are reportedly on board so far. Straight out of well, Mark, Island. Mark Ruffalo is still on board. For, it does not say Mark Ruffalo. Well. They need in this to, latest article. They need to check their shit because, yeah. as far as I know, he's still signed on. Yeah. So, so I, I don't. What know. the fuck do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but will Tom Hiddleston enough be uh, enough to to bring enough viewers onto Skull Island for it to necessitate a, a battle between these two? Monsters, which you know, my opinion is. Well, like, and they're still talking about a Godzilla sequel. Yeah, and the I mean, God- you got to hope that the Godzilla sequel is going to be yeah good, and that's still in the works. Gareth Edwards <laughs> supposed to come out 2017, still in the works. Yeah, we don't know anything about that because, like, right now, all of his he's invested 100 percent in Rogue One. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Mark Ruffalo is out. He's out of it now. Yeah, this is bad because J.K. Simmons is out too, and yeah. so, as well as Michael Keaton. Yeah. So from this go wow. from studio to studio is also bad. It's like Universal passing this on to Warner Brothers so they can uh, they can sell this. They can sell these two solo movies as something that's going to lead up to this big climax with right. Kong versus Godzilla, which I don't think anyone's really. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess pe- some people are clamoring for it, but I don't. John C. Riley's in though. He can be your cigar smoking boat captain. 
that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like. <laughs> Guys, uh, we weren't able to land J.K. Simmons, but you know who would look great with a cigar in their mouth? Yeah. John C. Riley. <laughs> I'm with it. Samuel Jackson's in now, too. He's in there, too? Yeah, the seven confirmed people as of now are Corey Hawkins, Jason Mitchell, Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, Toby Kebble, and John C. Riley. Yeah. Straight out of Skull Island, right? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker named King Kong. <laughs> so, you know, so to me, it's it's much like it's much like Fantastic Four, where they're trying to sell the Fantastic Four on the part on, on the point that this may be tied into the X Men universe. So again, they're doing this with Kong Skull Island. They're okay, passing so, it off and yeah. saying, "Well, this could lead to Zilla vs. King Kong if you just go see this and put yeah. some money into." Well, shit, it. you know, Fantastic Four was they already had a fucking sequel slated for yeah. t- 2017, and then we hear like you know Brian Singer maybe, maybe there's going to be a crossover. Exactly, like, this is the same fucking thing, but it all comes down to like how these two movies are going to perform and if i'm going off of skull island which i think had a lot of steam behind it like yeah. when they first announced it at comic-con uh even you know, we were excited even we were excited i mean look uh, the cast alone yeah. they've lost three-fourths yeah. of that amazing cast tom hiddleston mark ruffalo jk simmons michael keaton all those guys bounced well, no, hiddleston's still hiddleston's there, still there. Oh, no, yeah all uh, those those three uh, three out of the four bounced yes and i mean look okay you the guys that bounced are like Really good. Yeah, yeah. arguably, I mean, and I love Tom Hiddleston, but yeah. like, he's the lesser of the four of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Mark Ruffalo has proven himself. I think Mark Ruffalo could do independent films for the rest of his life. I agree. He's, uh, if not, he, if not, if, if not carrying a film, he could also just be, he's a great character actor too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think he's even better. He's better than a character actor because you know who the guy is. But I mean, like, I, you know, like, you lose, you got to understand J.K. Simmons, you know, the Oscar, mm-hmm. and maybe he sees, like, you know, stink all over this. Yeah. yeah. And then Michael Keaton, of course, with Birdman, maybe he sees stink all over this, too. He's got to keep his stock high right now. He just <laughs> he, he did RoboCop, for crying out loud. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be fucked up to make a movie about, like, the, the waterization of movies and then be in a movie like this. Yeah. That's kind of, like, fucked yeah. up. So. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, it's just like, it's like, why not just make Rampage, or why not just make... They are making Rampage. Why not? Well, I know, but why not make this Rampage? You already have the lizard and the monkey. Yeah. Why not throw in the fucking werewolf? Or why not just throw this into Pacific Rim? This just sounds like we're throwing this at something because we don't believe in these other two, you know, single movies about these these characters, which I agree. It's like, what? Who gives well, a fuck? Okay, guys. Like, I, I've talked about it before. Let's talk about it. Like, let's, okay, let's say uh, the movie gets greenlit. Like, okay, let's say, like, in a, in a perfect world, fucking uh, Godzilla 2 fucking just explodes. Yeah. It's huge. It's even bigger than the first. I mean, it's it's just a gigantic movie. Everybody loves it. They get the casting right this time. Brian Cranston character doesn't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just fucking, it's amazing. They go back in time, bring him back. They go back in time, they bring him back. It's, it's amazing. He's intense. Right. And, <laughs> Uh, and then and then and then uh, the fucking Skull Island. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, these guys come in there, you know, and uh, they yeah. put together like an awesome movie. And it's Tom great. Hiddleston's the next Johnny Depp yeah. from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> the straight out of Compton guys like pull this movie together for yeah, him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like wow, you know, writing off the success of that movie, they just they kill it in this movie. Yeah, we don't fuck you, J.K. We don't need you as a boat captain. We got John C. Riley over here, <laughs> a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Like, we don't need you. And we got fucking Nick Fury and shit. So. <laughs> Guys, let's say, like, okay, let's talk about, like, okay, so they greenlit this, they greenlight this movie, this King Kong versus Godzilla movie. 
I think it's stupid that yeah. the characters, like, when you think about, like, when you watch Peter Jackson. Okay, let me go over this. Just the size of the characters. Yeah. Godzilla in this new movie was 350 feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Okay, so a 10-story building is 100 feet tall. Mm. So like, he's bigger than most buildings, okay? Um, just to give you an idea of how big the original Godzilla was, he was 164 feet tall. Uh, that's almost half the size of this new Godzilla. Like, this ain't your daddy's Godzilla. <laughs> it's Godzilla refueled. Yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking transporter. <laughs> now, uh, they have to, if we're going to have, okay, this this Godzilla, this current Godzilla is yeah. established 350 feet tall. King Kong's got to be huge. King Kong has to be huge, and I'm used to seeing King Kong climb up buildings. I'm not used to seeing King Kong being bigger than the buildings it has happened before there was a king kong versus godzilla movie that they had made years ago uh and you had godzilla who was 164 feet tall and then you had king kong who was 148 tall right 148 feet tall um just give that motherfucker some radiation get him up there king kong after that movie though the next movie that came out um was uh king kong escapes and he was six he was 66 feet tall yeah (laughs) he's even smaller now yeah um the uh peter jackson's king kong the latest movie the 2005 film he was 25 feet tall right so guys we're going from a 25 feet tall i mean 25 feet tall you know Gorilla is pretty damn big. Yeah. Megatron's bigger, just to put it in perspective. So, guys, that means, like, Skull Island, if they've not... Okay, did they think about that when they're making this? Did they, I mean, do they have, like, a 290-foot-tall fucking, you know... They will now. They have to. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's like an underdog story of where King Kong climbs up Godzilla Guys, and beats the shit out of him. Because from what Jay's a, saying... A Skull Island movie, though, with like a... He can't even He'd be fight, as big as the island. He can't even fight T-Rexes now, Jake. Yeah, he, I understand. He could I, use a T-Rex. I'm not saying it ain't stupid. He could, <laughs> he could pick them up and like fuck them with his dick and kill them with his dick. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's just like fucking like tossing them like they're, you know, like, like just like fucking tissues that he's like, you know, jizzed on and they're dead. I mean, he doesn't get big until the after credit scene. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the, in the original, okay, like to like explain how maybe this might work. In the original, King Kong is, is, is electrified by lightning and therefore he gains power and beats Godzilla. So that's the only (laughs) way, even though they're the same size in that movie, that's the way he beats them. So I don't know if they're going to do that. King Kong, God of Thunder. Yeah. (laughs) But, which seems retarded. And either, either way, if they're going to scale him up to Godzilla height, that doesn't, that doesn't really jive well with the history of King Kong at all. So it's just, I don't know. I think that this decision to do this next movie, I think it hurts Skull Island. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think that Godzilla on Skull Island should be that big. That's just too big. Yeah, I agree. If you're doing Skull Island, you want to see Godzilla fighting like T-Rexes and other prehistoric creatures. And he's just going to dwarf them. And it doesn't make for an interesting movie yeah. with humans at all yeah. in on an island. It, it, it's much cooler watching the devastation and destruction of a, cer- a city, like an urban area, like we saw in Godzilla. Yeah. From what I've read, too, they're completely retooling this Skull Island movie to be the prequel to this King Kong right. vs. Godzilla. Ridiculous, yeah, the, they, they scrapped everything they have done to like ride on to the Godzilla. They're going about this all yeah. wrong. These Whatever. should just 
be separate movies and and they're just and they're just like hopping you know it's like piggybacking off the success of hopefully one movie to the other movie to the other movie to do this expanded universe it's stupid yeah it is stupid. well i mean they did they did the first movie wrong you know so like let's take that and expand upon it it's like you're already building off a fucking failed premise mm. which is the first godzilla movie which could have been great but they fucked that up so now they're gonna do you know another gareth edwards is gonna do another godzilla movie and it's like well okay you you may be able to make what you you know that shit pile that you left better but at the same time, it's like now they're like, okay, well, Skull Island's going to be attached to it, so just don't worry about it. Don't 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 fret about how good or bad this is going to be because eventually King Kong's going to fight him. So just yeah. stay on for the ride, and that's all it is. It's like a fucking Six Flags ride at this well, point. Well, the studio can't lose if these money. These movies are going to cost a lot of money, and if they lose money, these studios are not going to greenlight a fucking King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Now, the th- okay, let me ask you this question. Let's say like okay, the movie comes out. Who wins? Godzilla, King Kong. Who wins? Well, okay. Well, interesting fact. Okay, Toho, the the creator of King Kong, Godzilla. Yeah, they're he, highly involved in this. So yeah, of and he's highly involved. They're going to definitely want fucking Godzilla to win. Well, no, even though the movie portrayed King Kong as the victor, uh, Toho said that... Oh, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me look this up real quick. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you should maybe prepare a little bit. They'll, pro- they'll probably just both. You know, yeah, it'll probably I'll be like you. a. Look at you struggling, <laughs> trying to find your. It'll probably be a no decision. You're gonna tell him, tell us who. Okay, S- so Toho in the Jay's original. Jay's gonna tell us who Essie Davis is now. <laughs> to- Toho in the original declared the King Kong won. Okay, Godzilla escaped. Uh-huh. Uh, they they both like fell off a cliff into the ocean. All right. King Kong comes up, all right, and people like in Japan were like, "No, King Kong or uh, Godzilla won. Godzilla got away. Whatever." Right. Toho said that definitively that King Kong won the battle. Hmm. So I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to play any part in this, but I'm saying which that, means that maybe Godzilla does win this time. Maybe, maybe, uh, but it, it, it how, well, okay, okay, like it, it, it depends on the size of King Kong. Because, like, he's more agile. I mean, he can... But the thing is, like, if King Kong tries to, like, do the fucking... Tries to, like, break his jaw and rip his jaw, you've got atomic breath, dude. Just burn fucking... You can just do... Just rock your atomic breath, and King Kong's got no fucking hands. Yeah. He's made of fur. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's the thing, like... King Kong is just like brute force and strength. I, I agree. I don't see why these two need to fight in a modern movie. It's stupid. In the first place. I, give me, give me more Pacific Rim. Yeah. Just I want to see more robots fighting. I would love to see Godzilla in Pacific Rim. I'd rather see I, Godzilla fight Mecha Godzilla than King Kong. Yeah. I, I don't even. Why can't this just be like a twenty, like a, like a fifteen minute short on YouTube? That would be cool. Why can't it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to give me a whole fucking movie? Yeah. About this, why do you have to give me two movies that lead up to this? A Skull Island and, a, and the Godzilla Two that lead up to this. Yeah, that's a great point. And give me some stupid post-credit scene in both of those movies. <laughs> that's why they have Samuel. That's why they have Samuel Jackson there. He like recruits both of yeah. them <laughs> at the end of the movies as Nick Fury. <laughs> but I mean, like, why do you have to have these two fucking movies when you could just with with the technology that's out there, just have somebody like like Adi Shankar just make like a really cool like Godzilla versus King Kong short, yeah. fifteen minutes, and just give us what we want. 
want, and that's it. Even if you're going to do the feature length thing, I it shouldn't be to the detribute of the other two movies. The other two yeah. movies should just be able to be movies. Exist exist outside yeah. of that movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's I, not going to happen ever. I don't get it. You're, you're not going to have two stupid. Even this this follow up by Gareth Edwards, I don't believe for a second it's going to be great. I don't believe Skull Island's going to be good. You know, like. There was something special about it when they first came out because there was nothing like that when they first came out. You can't do that anymore. So there's not there's not going to be really anything special about well, seeing. Okay, hold on. Why why might the studios be like, let's do this, let's do why money? Are they, They're why? cashing in. Well, hold on. Let me throw this out to you. The movies that like did great this year, the biggest studio to come out of this year so far. Who do, you, who do you think it is? Who's the biggest studio? And why? I'll tell you why. It's crazy. No, superheroes have, superhero movies have like ruled the box office the past few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not this year, though, man. Yeah. Not this year. And it's crazy. You'd think like Age of Ultron and Ant-Man combined would just rule the box office. Yeah. Is it Fast and Furious 7? It's Universal. Universal Studios with... Um, uh, Universal Studios was straight out of Compton, which came out of nowhere, like 150 fucking <laughs> straight million. Straight out of nowhere. Yeah. And then uh, Jurassic World. Mm, and then Pitch Perfect 2, which wasn't a great movie from what I hear, but it made a ton of money. Yeah. And between those three movies, Universal has just destroyed every other studio this year. Yeah, they had a bad start with Black Hat when it first came out early in the year, but like since then they've like destroyed it. Now, one of those movies... You're learning that people like are like, yeah, I need something other than superhero movies. Yeah. And Jurassic World blew up because it was so different because it was like, let's watch a dinosaur movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think people want something a little bit different than superhero movies sometimes. And Jurassic World gave them that. And with the success of like dinosaurs and stuff like that, I think that's what they're like, well, you know what? We can have a really, really big dinosaur <laughs> Godzilla, kaiju, fight a gigantic, you know, and I think they're kind of like, I think they're kind of like thinking ahead off the success of fucking Jurassic World, too. I'm sure, I'm sure. Jurassic World was a super smash. Yeah. It broke all kinds of box office records. Yeah, it did. So, yeah, I agree. So they're just doing... It it made like over 600 million domestic. That's how the trends work. And it made a billion dollars internationally, 1.6 billion dollars for fucking Jurassic World. Mm. Huge movie. But see, this is where they're stupid, and it's the same with like superhero movies. If you keep doing the same fucking thing over and over again, people get burned out, and they want something new. And what's always successful? It's the goddamn new thing. Yeah, but you can't ride the success of Jurassic World and just hope to make a really great Godzilla King Kong movie. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like, you know, going to movies and, and seeing my general public that's with me there, they fucking eat garbage up. Oh, sure. I'm not yeah. saying everyone's an idiot, but everyone might be an idiot. <laughs> the majority. Are idiots. Yeah. Right. I so, especially I, those people that don't know who Essie Davis is. Right. <laughs> and so they might go see some shit like this. Oh, it's the it's the grand bash. It's the fight you've been waiting for. Kind of shit. Is your mic yeah. out? No, I think I call them movie going sheep. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah. I think I think they're baking on that. And that's what's unfortunate about today's society with movies, music, etc. We bank on the goddamn majority of the sheep. But if it makes some money, I guess it keeps them going. So whatever. That's why we got Problem Child 3, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really happening? No, didn't it? Didn't they do 3? Oh, they did? I think they did, yeah. yeah. Did they use a different kid? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> problem Child. <laughs> Goddamn, I forgot about Problem Child. I do love John Ritter, though. Oh, uh, yeah, not me to too. take away oh, from John God, Ritter. Fucking John Ritter is so good. I love John Ritter, yeah. All right, guys, uh, last bit of news. This is real quick. I just found out today that Mystery Science 33000 has resumed doing their uh, Turkey Day marathons. I, yes. th- this was something that they had, di- they had done on uh, Comedy Central from uh, 89 to 99. I don't, I don't think that they did it on Sci-Fi. I'm not sure, though, when they moved there for those years that they were on Sci-Fi. Uh, but they've done it. The last two years, um, 2014 and 2013, I had no idea that they were doing them. So this year, you'll be able to watch some of the best episodes from the show. Over the past couple of years, they did uh, my favorite episode, Mitchell, which was hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen them do. The, I don't think so. The Mitchell, no, I'm not. That's the best ever Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie I've ever seen. Okay. Um, Check it out. But if you want to, if you, they've done that over the past couple of years. If you can find Mitchell somewhere, watch it. Um, if you want to watch this stream on uh, Thanksgiving Day, November 26th, you can. It's on uh, Shout Factory. Mm. So you have to go to like, shoutfactory.com, and I guess you can watch it, the live stream, from there. Excellent. So, MST3K. And Joel Hodgson, I think he like tweeted about it. So it is official. They're going to come back and do it. Fucking cool, man. So that's all I have for uh, news this week, unless you guys have any other cool... What the fuck happened here with the... Uh, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause because <laughs> this is kind of fucked up. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me check something here real quick. I don't know if I hit something. What the? Yeah, something, something happened. I, I'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna take it down a little bit more. Take it down. We had a, we had some volume issues there with the mixer. It was stupid, and I finally, I was getting frustrated, and finally yeah. figured it out. So Jay's laugh broke it. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Oh, gotta watch it. Stop it, Jay. Slow it down this episode. <laughs> Fucking people pissing and moaning about Jay's laugh. <laughs> First world problem. White girl problems. All right, guys. You, let's move on to some DC news this week. DC news this week is actually, I think it's pretty pretty good. I'm calling bullshit on a rumor that I'm hearing about uh, Gotham Season 2. Uh, that it will introduce one of my favorite Batman storylines, mm. the Court of Owls. Right. This too. Do you have thoughts on this too? I, I don't think it's going to happen either. Yeah. If it is, it's just too goddamn much. Right. From Okay, uh, the Court of Owls, it's from uh, current Batman comics scribe Scott Snyder. This rumor started when actor James Frain, who's playing Theo Gallivan, said this during a set visit while referring to the Gallivan family. He says... We have a long history, yeah, with the city. So, yeah, based on that, if you know Court of Owls and the history and the, the history of the city, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. But did uh, – okay, so Deadline says that James Frain – and if you don't know who James Frain is, look him up on IMDb. You'll instantly recognize him. You might not remember what you saw him in, but you're going to remember his face. Uh, great character actor. Uh, Orphan Black fans – we're going to know him as Ferdinand mm. and uh, a character who's really surprised me uh, and is now one of my favorites on the show. Um, Jake, have you finished the third? The, no, no, I have not. Finished the third season. Everyone tells me it's terrible at the end. 
Oh, man. I thought I'd get so much better. Does it really? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, oh, my God. The character of Ferdinand yeah. and, like, where it's going to go. And, like... D- it it does get a little confusing. It does get because you've got Top Star and Dyad, and you got to keep all these things straight. Mm-hmm. It does get a little confusing. But if you can keep it all together, and I think that's that's why, like, the more time you're away from the third season, like, the harder it's going to be for you to like it. Yeah. So all right, maybe you should start this. You should start it I, over. That's what I was thinking. But yeah. that's like even more discouraging because the third season was kind of the clunker so far to me. I. I thought it was great towards the end. Okay. I'm really looking That's forward to it. That's encouraging, knowing that there's at least payoff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, like, the whole dyad, top star, and, like, I even think, like, the neolutionists are going to come back, hopefully. I, I love it, man. Okay. So, I don't know. All right. Uh, anyway, Deadline says that James Frain's uh, Theo Gallivan, who will be arriving in Gotham as a billionaire industrialist with a centuries-old vendetta. <laughs> so even more people thinking Court of Owls. Sounds like the Court of Owls. Right? Sounds like yeah, somebody sure. else, too, though. Well, this is this is the reason I call bullshit on this rumor. Uh, number one, the season is being called Rise of the Villains. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, the villains that they've kind of established already in the show. I'm not thinking, like, you know, like, the Sleeper City. Yeah. I'm, Rise of the Villains makes you think it's going to be all the villains yes. that Batman fans know and love. Yes. Not some introduce some new thing. Yes, I'm not thinking. I'm not seeing Court of Owls out, out of that. Number two, TV Guide's executive producer Danny Cannon indicated that Galavan's connections to the DC universe run much more deeply than that, and said that uh, they will be the origins of a very famous DC villain, and he will arrive in Gotham like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Hmm. Uh, he says, Theo Gallivan arrives in Gotham as a prodigal son returning. He comes from a very wealthy family with ancient roots in the building and foundation of Gotham. It takes a while for us to understand why he came back to Gotham and what his plan is, but it's an insidious one, obviously. He's a little bit like the great Gatsby and Dracula coming to town with money and influence and charm and trying to bend Gotham to serve him. Um, he talks then about Galavan is the reason that the villains are becoming united this season in order to gain power. Um, he says this season is about how one man will unleash and empower the villains and make them understand that they are more powerful than the people fighting against them. They are the pioneers of Gotham. They are the ones who will change things because with chaos and destruction is the uh, because with chaos and destruction is the only way you can build. You can't rebuild a city without first destroying it. So I'm not thinking this is Court of Owls now. I'm thinking this is going to be the introduction of Reza Agul. Yes, yeah, I, I think agree. that's what Jay was hinting at too. The centuries old thing hints to that a lot too. Yes, yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah, Court of Owls, I mean, you know, well, I, but the question is like, okay, the big question is like, I, I think we can all agree, Reza Ghoul, okay. Big question is, will we ever see Court of Owls? And I think we will. I just think it'll be on the animated side first. I was first. getting ready to say the same thing. I think that, uh, you know, like, I don't think that they just want the comic book out there. I think that as a litmus test, they're going to do like an animated version, see what people think of the animated version, and then kind of go from there. Kind of like, let it get its legs a little bit before they actually put it out in like, either on, 
I don't want him to do it on Gotham. I want this to be. It'd cinematic. be way too cerebral for Gotham. I mm-hmm. think cinematic for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and if they do do it in a movie, I could see them doing it. I think it'd be best played out over two movies. Mm, I agree. And to kind of, I don't even know if you want to tout it that way. I'm getting sick of seeing part one and part two. Maybe just fucking just do that first fucking part, and we don't know that there's going to be an ending or not. I I don't know. Is that the way to do it, or, or, or is that the new way to do things? Is part one and part two? Like when I see like the Harry Potter movie that they break up into two parts, I'm just thinking like, okay, this this first or like like Mockingjay part one and part two. Like that, that's a book that they broke down. Yeah, they could do this different. I mean, they could really. They could really flesh this out, but should they? But should they? I think it's a two-parter. I don't think this is like something like a one-and-done movie. I think in two and a half hours we can do the the fall and rise of Batman. Really, with the Court of Owls, I really, I really mm. think so. I, I man, I'm just thinking like, I don't know. There's just so much with this. I don't know. I was always thinking a two-parter. Yeah, maybe if like you're doing a series of new Batman movies, maybe this would work best as like the second or third Ben Affleck movie. Mm. Do it throughout the whole entire three trilogy movies. Not have it be multiple movies, but have a little bit of a lead up to it. You know what I'm saying? Drop some hints about the Court of Owls. Easter eggs. Build up the mythology of it before the the actual movie. Absolutely. Throw in some uh, Court of Owls Easter eggs in these movies. And so then you have the fucking mind blower in like the third Affleck Batman movie of like, holy shit, this shit was here all the time. They've been running everything all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he, hold on. Should there be Easter eggs for the Court of Owls? I mean, this is somebody that, this is the, a group that's eluded Bruce Wayne himself. You know what I mean? Should, should it elude us too? You know, should we not be privy to like, oh, okay, that's where they're going to go with this? Not necessarily visual Easter eggs, but things that they can tie, that don't become Easter, like, Things that you don't pick up on until after you know. Yeah. Like okay. mysteries to Batman that are later revealed to be. Some of the discussions that come out of like Man of Steel, like where we see like the whales in the first movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people don't know if it's actually tied into fucking Aquaman, mm-hmm. but like we can speculate. And that's fun. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Little but I'm saying even yeah, less. It's not, it's not like we're going to. What I don't want to see is I'm saying. What I'm saying is like I don't want to see a scene where like in somebody's house. There's the owl mask. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's, I don't want to see that That's the either. shit I don't want to I don't want to see a guy slinking away in the shadows with an owl mask on. <laughs> I don't want to see any shit like that either. Yeah. But I want an unexplained thing to happen that maybe is later revealed to be the Court of Owls. Okay. Yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page then. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yep. Court of Owls, Jay, you want to see it? Do you want to see it done in a Gotham TV show? Do you think it'll serve well? Because, I mean, that's a whole season for Gotham. Yeah. You know, they, they're going to stretch it out. Do you think that's a Gotham thing, or do you think, like, honestly, me personally, I was kind of let down by the end of Gotham season one, so yeah. I don't want to see them fuck up Court of Owls for me. Yeah. So, I, you know what, that's just my opinion. Yeah, to, to me, it's the next logical step of where we're at with Batman as far as, like, the comic book series and everything else goes. The Court of Owls was the most interesting thing in decades for that series. So for me, like, yeah, cinematic. You want to see the movie treatment. I want to see cinematic. I want to see it at the end of a trilogy to say, like, we were behind everything that happened to you throughout these Yeah, you want, you want your Batman detective movie with some great action. Yeah, and, and he didn't fucking yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, he didn't? Know. <laughs> yeah, that's I what that. I want to see. It was just like a, almost like a fairy tale. Yeah. Like, you know, you'd, you'd heard rumblings and you'd well, heard. That, yeah, that's what makes the story so cool is, like, Gotham is Batman's, like, number one, like, ally. Like, he knows it by the back of yeah. his hand. And then you take that away from him and it's like oh fuck it was it was it really was his like coolest villain his ultimate villain like to me is the court of owls yeah 
for sure. So th- there's no other way to do it, I don't think. You, you could stretch it out over the television series, but I don't think it will have as much impact as it should. I think it needs to be in the in the cinematic universe at some point. So what better way to do it than now? You have to do it now. Yeah, it'd be great. I, do you think it is too soon, or do you think now's a good time, Jake? Well, I, I think I'm I'm in. I think I'm mixed on that. I, I agree. I want it within the next ten years, but I don't want it to be like the next Batman solo movie. I think I think um, I think animated is the way to go first. Yeah, I agree. That, I would be really excited if they announced that that was an animated right. movie that they were doing. Not like the maybe the first eight issues of Snyder's Batman is kind of an animated ninety minute feature. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Guys, last week we had uh, Wonder Woman news. I got more Wonder Woman news this week. What yeah. you got? No, it's no more news about the cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoytema. Hoyt. Hoyt. Hoyt Van Hoytema. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Spelunker Hoyt. Wonder Woman rumors for this week. Sean Bean and Eva Green are being eyed for villain roles in the film. Uh, this was reported by Heroic Hollywood. They heard that Warner Brothers wants... Bean to play Ares, the god of war, mm. and Green to play Cersei, the sorceress. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this happens, oh man, I am going to, this is tough. If this happens, I am going to high taste Sean Bean, mm-hmm. and I am going to Tupperware Eva Green. Um, she is a, Sin City, a dame to kill for, and what else has she done? Um, Fucking 300, the, uh, what else is she? She's a great villain. Okay. She plays a great villain. And, uh, for her to play a villain in this, I think she, she'll knock it out of the park. She's, she's so damn good. Um, Sean Bean though, I think that they could get a better, he's a high tasted. Yeah. Great choice. But I think there's somebody better out there. I would love to see DC, Land a guy that Marvel couldn't. I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix in this role. That's a dream casting that will oh, yeah. happen. Because yeah, I just don't think he's going to do any franchise. I don't pick either. Like this. I don't need. No, I. If they said maybe one and done, I yeah. think he was scared of the commitment. Oh yeah, I think he was scared of the commitment that comes with a Marvel movie like Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think they were coming with, at him and saying like, I think if the, it maybe like a one picture thing, mm-hmm. maybe he would have done it. I agree. But, I mean, because now he's, like, a part of a franchise and, like, he's got to do, like, three, four, and five movies. And then on top of that, he's got to go to all, like, the Chicago like, – <laughs> like, not yeah. Chicago, but San Diego Comic-Cons mm-hmm. and all that stuff. and deal with, two Avengers movies. Yes, and deal with Marvel fanboys and be under that microscope. Fuck that. He was probably like, no, fuck that. I agree. And I don't blame And he probably was – probably hearing about Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> Saw an advanced screener. Yeah. Michael J. Borelli. Only if Michael J. Borelli could have talked to him. <laughs> he would have changed his Joaquin mind. Phoenix would have been our next Doctor Strange. <laughs> Mr. Phoenix, just enjoy the fact that you're alive and, yeah. and, live and breathing air. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't... I, don't, I think... I'm, I'm going to go back to what you said, though, Jake. Like, I don't think that he's ever going to do one of these movies. No. I, I think after this, he's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I love your dream casting, though. It yeah. reminds me of like a souped-up version of kind of the villainous character you played in Gladiator. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah, like that yeah. would be amazing. He was exactly. fucking like that character with fucking powers. Yeah. Like that'd be crazy. Yeah. Sean Bean is kind of like in that scenario. Sean Bean is the Benedict Cumberbatch. Like mm-hmm. he's the oh yeah, he's great to fall back on. But I think you can get a better villain than Sean Bean. 
So yeah. I'm gonna high taste Sean Bean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna Tupperware Eva Green. Watch Sin City of Dame to Kill for, and like the 300. Uh, I think she was in the sequel. My God, she's good. And she's, she's awesome. She's a great villain. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with her. Oh man, she. I wasn't until Sin City of Dame to Kill for, and she just. Oh my God, I hated her, and that's <laughs> she just succeeded. In her, in her character, because you you, you want to hate her, right? You want to hate her, but you also want to you also want to make love, sweet love. <laughs> yeah. so. so she'd be playing like Wonder Woman's mom, basically, right? That's is that what she no. is? Or Cersei? You're saying Cersei? Yeah, not. Uh, oh, okay. Not, I'm sorry. She's uh, Hippo. Right. I can't pronounce. Oh, it. She, she's not. Hippo, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Her I got that confused. Like Hippolyta or something. Okay. Because yeah. I know Ares is like in prison her and shit, but. Yeah, so uh, no deal is final, so we're, it's a, it's kind of like a wait and see. Um, I hope we get news that both of them signed on. I, I think yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be great. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I think that they could do better as far as the villain, e- even a Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, in, in that role, I think would would be better as Ares. Yeah, yeah. See, I think of Ares as being more of a bigger, brooder guy. Uh, I watched Southpaw, and he. If you're gonna compare him to Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, I mean, look at him in Southpaw. He was, he looked pretty badass. I mean, look, look, look it compared uh, Brad Pitt as Achilles in uh, Troy. I mean, right. Brad Pitt's not a huge guy, yeah. So you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if Joaquin would be my number one guy, and then after him, um, I don't know. Just Sean Bean just doesn't. He doesn't really like. Excite me, like I like I like. Sean no, I agree. Yeah. It's not a Tupperware for me yeah. either. Yeah, it's it's a taste. It. I like the guy. I think he'd be serviceable. Yes. So I agree with you that it's kind of like the uh, okay. We couldn't get Phoenix. Let's get Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, like, let's put a Cumberbatch patch on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fixes everything. Mm-hmm. I got a little air leaking out of my tire. Put a Cumberbatch patch on the old it. Cumberbatch patch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Skull Island needs. Oh, no, it does need a Cumberbatch. Oh my patch. gosh, we lost Ruffalo, Michael Keaton. Put a Cumberbatch. Put a Cumberbatch patch on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> have you lost someone in your <laughs> prolific uh, Hollywood blockbuster film? Have, have you, three quarters of your actors mysteriously <laughs> left your project? Cumberbatch is on the, the try the Cumberbatch patch. <laughs> So, yeah. Jay, what do you think? Uh, Sean Bean, Eva Green, do you, are you familiar? Yeah, I love Eva Green. I, I'm not so familiar with Sean Green, but I, I am I am happy. You're not. You called him Sean Green. Sean, and, Sean Bean. And Sean Bean. I, <laughs> Sean <laughs> Green Bean. Well, well that's... Fuck a, it up. You're, you're really wanting to fuck those names up. <laughs> you are... You just you're really in playing. You're in the character. Today. I, I am. Yeah. I oh, give it, guess another laugh, Jay. You yeah, gotta get in the character. I am happy though that Ares is at least in this film as well as Cersei. It's the rumor. I am. If that's we, true, it's the rumor. Yeah. If that's true, I'm glad that they're both in this. But as far yeah, as far as the uh, uh, Eva Green, yeah, like I said, I'm familiar with her. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the other actor. Right. All right, guys. Got more DC new uh, DC rumors. They're just gonna be coming straight at your old dick hole. <laughs> Keep it away from my dick throat. hole. Coming I'm right, gonna dodge it. Coming right down the old dick like hole. Matrix pipe. Style. I'm gonna swing my dick hole to the left. <laughs> DC news. <laughs> I'm sure Eric Marable could give us some animation of. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Some, yeah. True. True. DC 
dickhole marathon news. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're talking about dickholes. The next uh, rumor, it's from uh, Heroic Hollywood, and uh, the, the title of the article was, Who is the Villain for Suicide Squad? Okay. And, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, since the whole all the characters are villains themselves. All the characters are villains. You've got Amanda Waller, and she sends them out on missions. Well, is she, who 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 are they going to be going against? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, with production recently wrapped and uh, Comic Con trailer outnumbering Batman v Superman in YouTube views. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually reading the article now. I'm sorry. This is from uh, Heroic Hollywood, which is uh, uh, El Miambe from uh, Latino Review. Okay. <laughs> he like broke off, did his own thing now, I think, and it's Heroic Hollywood. He says this is a lame name. Yeah. Yeah. This one is, and I miss Badass Digest. I don't like this birth death movies. I don't, stupid. Yeah. Uh, All right, here's the article. This one is interesting. With production recently wrapped and a Comic Con trailer outnumbering Batman v Superman and YouTube views, Suicide Squad is easily one of the most anticipated superhero movies of 2016. Very little is known plot-wise about the upcoming film. However, a recent hot tip may shed some light on what may happen. Due to the secretive nature surrounding the film, the following rumor is unconfirmed. So take with a grain of salt pending further confirmation. The latest rumor is the main villain of the movie is the Enchantress. (laughs) And she is in search of her brother, who she wants to resurrect. The Suicide Squad is sent on a mission to stop her from destroying the world. If you look at the recent Comic-Con trailer, the clues are pretty much there. Whether or not the Enchantress is out to resurrect her brother remains to be seen. But the hero shots of Suicide Squad together as a team, she is mysteriously absent. True that. Therefore, the Enchantress being the main villain is within the realm of possibility. What is in those mysterious underground caverns she explores? Why is she lying down in the water under a mysterious pentagram looking all possessed? Guys, thoughts on Enchantress being the main villain and not a member of the Suicide Squad in the Suicide Squad film. Hmm. I'm okay with it. It doesn't like, like I said, I'm very not well read on Suicide Squad, so I can't really. Let's get... not look at it from that angle. Let's not even look at it okay. from the. Ca- let's not even look at it from the angle of the character of Enchantress, which is a really interesting character. It's almost two characters in one. Yeah. Right. She's like a double personality. Okay. Let's not look at. Let's look at the actress herself. Mm-hmm. They cast Cara Delevingne in yeah. this role. She is a model turned actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And now she's our main villain. I follow you there. That's yeah. like having Rebecca Romaine be the main villain in one of the old X Men movies. Thank you. Yeah. Thank that's you. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, if this is true, it's a bad decision, and they're really going to have to. They're really going to have to work this to where, yeah, she may be the villain that they're going after. After, but the main villain needs to be Amanda Waller. Then I agree. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I think it will work itself out that way. I think the whole point of the Suicide Squad seems to be like a corrupt government doing corrupt things. Right. So They're always wanting to escape her grasp. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And we know the Joker's not part of the Suicide Squad. Right. So I think we kind of have the triple villain whammy 
of the final villain being Waller. We've got Joker in the mix too. We've possibly got Enchantress being the person they go after. Right. Just because Enchantress is the person that they're sent on a mission to go get, in my mind, doesn't necessarily make her the main, the main villain. villain. Yeah, that, that's what exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like Waller should be, if this is the route that they're going, yeah. Waller should still, even if it's not the route that they're going, and Enchantress, let's say Enchantress is part of the Suicide Squad, and they're still take trying to take somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Waller should still be the main yeah, villain. For sure. Agreed. For agreed. sure. The other villain just needs to be part of their mission. Yeah. I agree. So, just yeah. to drive the story. Yeah. Have the team have something to do. But in the long run, yeah. it's Waller and whoever else is funding Waller. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it though. Uh Cara Delavine is the as the main villain. I guess I guess you gotta you gotta have a really, really, really strong Amanda Waller mm-hmm. in this. And a really good script. Well, if, it, if how, it's... But how involved is Amanda Waller going to be in this movie? Because, like, she's not... Jay, she's not going to be on the missions with them. Right. You know what I mean? So she's going to be, like, in... She'll be in certain... She'll be in certain parts of the movie, first act, second act, third act, but she's not going to be, like, with them in the mission. They're yeah. not going to be, like... I don't know. I just well, wonder, I wonder how they're going to involve her. I, I think from the whole get-go, you see these guys caged up in the trailers and whatnot. I think that's all going to lead into the fact that they know who put them there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, the Joker and the Harley Quinn side story with Batman is going to be a part of that. And I think the rest of it's going to be, you know, against, like, we know who put us here and who's, like, pulling our strings. It's Amanda Waller. The Enchantress is cool, like, like you said, a cool fucking character. I think she looks cool. I think the pictures I've seen of her look cool. If you, ca- if you cast Tatiana Maslany as fucking Enchantress, I'd be like, okay, dude, I'm ready. For it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, But when you're saying you've got an a model turned actress yeah. playing your main villain, if that's that's what heroic Hollywood's saying, that makes me worry. Yeah. Well, ultimately, she could be the one that that opens their eyes to what's really going on with Amanda Waller. Maybe can, that's the whole thing. They're trying to keep her away from them. Her main, no, her main thing is to bring back her dead brother. Right. Okay. She that could a, be she true. Could even. A, she could, well, yeah, I mean, it could be a side thing for yeah. her to open their eyes, but I mean, like she wants to bring back her dead brother. Right. I, I have too, I, I have too much integrity for David Fury as a filmmaker to think that that's what he would decide to do. David Fury? Or David Ayer. David Ayer. He made <laughs> Wow. Yeah. He, he made a movie called Fury. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, there we go. David oh. Fury. David Fury. Stars in, <laughs> stars in Kung Fury. I don't think he would do something yeah, but why, cheesy yeah. like that. Where he'd have a model as his main yeah. protagonist. Why would they go after one of their own unless to... Unless to do that, like to follow orders up until the very end where they can turn the tables on their captor. Because these villains are not going to like be cool with being captive, you know, and being under the control of somebody. So I think. Well, I know that, and that's, that's where, that's where the, that's where they have a problem with Waller. Right. Yes. But, but I'm, but I'm saying like, they, they could be like, okay, they could be like, the Enchantress is our ticket out of here. You know what I mean? They could want to follow the mission through up until that point where they side with her and say, okay, you're the way we can get out of this shit. Are we going to get another fucking Jurassic World moment where, like, they're going to supposed to have this battle with fucking Enchantress and then all of a sudden they all turn around and look at Waller? 
I don't you know, know because like, 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 like the T Rex and the Velociraptors. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. I don't know because okay, we've got we've got the flashback scenes with Deadshot. We've got possible flashback scenes with Joker, Harley Quinn. We don't know what like time frame that is. Yeah. Um so they're they're doing all this stuff where it's like these people put us here. And so like to me, like the logical conclusion of that is that the Suicide Squad breaks free of whatever their captive is, whatever their captor is. Mm-hmm. I agree with Jay. I, that's the only logical, like, just from the trailers. Well, I think they're all going to break free because, yeah. like, they haven't talked about a Suicide Squad 2. So, like, really, does there really need to be an ultimate villain other than... I, I think you're right. I think Waller is the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. But maybe, like, she's like, okay, you guys got to go after the Enchantress. So that's the mission. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean she's the necessary... We're all like, saying the same thing. I yeah. Think I think we are. Yeah. I just hope the movie's good. I'm not 100% encouraged by this news. This is not 100% encouraging to me. Yeah. And I hope you're right that David Ayer knows David what he's Fury. doing. David Fury. <laughs> David Fury. David. And, and Greg Caliente. <laughs> David Fury, agent of suicide. <laughs> David Fury and Greg Caliente star in Spicy Tanks. <laughs> so I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, tank, tank movie. We need, a, we need a credible villain, yeah. though. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jay's laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my laugh is the villain. <laughs> only his only spicy tanks can take on the power of Jay's laugh. It's interesting though, right? Yeah. Like I, I think Suicide Squad is no, not my fucking. Laugh. <laughs> it could be really amazing, yeah. or it could be a. It, I don't know, Jay. I it was, could change the game. I was really encouraged. I was really encouraged. Like the first news that we've had coming out of Suicide Squad. The director and everything. I was really encouraged. The last couple of weeks, the news that I've read, I haven't been so much encouraged. Right. And this is not that encouraging to me. I don't fucking buy that. Um, even if the views on YouTube says Suicide Squad has been seen more than Batman versus Superman, I think there's a guy that works for Warner Brothers who's just watching it over and over and over again. It's it's because of the Joker. The Joker's very intriguing, man. I, I think I think Jared Leto's Joker is a bigger draw at this point. As far as like viral media, he's a bigger draw than Ben Affleck's Batman. For sure. Without a doubt, because you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. I think in neither you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. I yeah, I agree, but Joker's more of the wild he's a wild card, man. He's a fucking Joker. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Marvel news. I don't have a lot of Marvel news this week, but we will talk some Marvel news. Marvel, Marvel news. news. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the bumper. Me and Jay got this. We got it. <laughs> Did you guys give me the Cliff Notes version? Yeah. <laughs> Marvel news. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> Ryan did that under great distress one day. Marvel news. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you know what? We're going to start off with a couple Marvel emails first, though. And the first one comes from our buddy Ryan Mears from the Comic Slobs. Hey, buddy. Hey, Leftovers. How does anyone like that garbage that's known as Avengers Age of Ultron? <laughs> yeah. What upsets me even more is that everyone is willing to raise pitchforks over the recent Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, Fantastic Four wasn't great, but we all saw that coming. 
Everyone remembers the disappointment of the previous Fantastic Four movies. Then, during production, there's leaked set photos and rumors of Trank's trouble with the studio and rental properties. It was pretty obvious how bad this movie was going to be. Age of Ultron was the sequel to one of the biggest blockbusters of that time, with a star-studded cast and a director that struck gold already. With a broken plot that only exists to promote more movies... So I agree so much. Good point. It was just the setup to Civil War. It, 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 oh my God. There was no threat in this movie. It was just leading up to Civil War. The most annoying part was the stuff that was the setup to the next Thor movie. Thor Ragnarok. That bothered bullshit. me more than the Civil War stuff. It no, was, the Civil War stuff, it, ta- it takes away from it too. At least that's in a, like, a, a group Avengers storyline we're building up to. They could have left the Thor stuff out. They could have left that out. All that but fucking... They, but, the, but the Civil mm, War yeah. stuff was... You were thinking... I mean, literally, like, I can understand things leading into another movie, but I was literally thinking, like, every time they did something, in my head I was just like, Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Civil War. Yeah. Civil War. It was just like they were hitting me over the head with That <laughs> was Civil War. <laughs> Like a fucking Civil War mallet just <laughs> hitting me in the fucking head with it. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, Age of Ultron was a much bigger disappointment, and Whedon had no excuses. But in the end, Age of Ultron was a financial success, and the drones will defend it. They're the heroes that Marvel heroes deserve. Just like you said last episode, Trank was thrown under the bus for a disaster everyone saw coming. Yet it's okay to kick him while he's down. Let's go after that low-hanging fruit. I hate seeing, let's hope the rights go back to Marvel. How is that any better? They dished up two subpar movies this year. Marvel is lucky that Fox raised a bigger stink. Hmm. You know, you know what? I, I agree. I, I don't want to see Fantastic Four and X-Men go back to Marvel because then Marvel has got to like put them... Then, then we're not going to see as many Fantastic Four movies or X Men movies as it is. True, yeah. it's a great point. Unless Fox does the whole fucking Sony deal, yeah, and you know, like they do, they they do the whole Sony deal. That's the only thing I could see happening. Yeah, that. That that's the only thing. I if like they introduced it in a mar- in like Infinity War and then spun off their own movies or whatever. Yeah, that could work. I guess <laughs> it's too late in the game. That's a great point that Mears brings up, though. That it's like why shouldn't we be more upset at Age of Ultron because like we all knew Fantastic Four was probably going to be a stink fest. I tossed Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's how upset I was. I tossed the movie. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Oh, you toss both movies is what I'm saying. It seems like the... Like yeah, the, but of course I'm more upset with Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. I tossed Fantastic Four because I'm not a fucking idiot. I mean the majority, though. You know, the majority is definitely more upset at Fantastic Four, it seems. Yeah. It but, is, but it is weird that, like, Fantastic Four took the, 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 the stink off of Age of Ultron. Like, they, there was no... So yeah, there wait, was wait, wait, what are you talking stink, about stink? Though. There was no stink for Age of Ultron, Jay. Well, people loved that movie. Well, the majority of people. That's loved that what movie. we need to right. think about. You can't think about what you thought about the film, right? You have to think about what the majority of people were thinking. That's true. When we talk about these movies, that's true. Because I can talk about how much I hate such and such movie, but at the end of the day, if it's a financial success, 
I can talk about how much I fucking tossed Terminator Genesis. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's a success now. Yeah. Because China loved it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) China loved it, and it's a huge success in China now. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's There's true. There's different. Well, you got to look at these things a little bit differently. It just it just feels like Fantastic Four became the focal point instead of how bad Age of Ultron was. You're never gonna get. You're never. You you never saw those articles like like uh, Age of Ultron worst comic book movie ever. Yeah. Um, and we didn't apologize for anything because because of how much money it made. We yeah. didn't have to apologize for anything. That's right. True. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. That's true. I mean, they sank the ship with Fantastic Four. It just, it just feels like... And X-Men crossovers. Yeah. Like, like, to me, it just feels like that took the focal point. It took the focal point, like, how bad Fantastic Four was away from how people started... The, the, I think the more you walk away from Age of Ultron, the more you realize how shitty it is. There, I, I, I understand that. I yeah. understand that. But it, there was never a shift of focal point. I guess... Because yeah. there was never a... There was nobody looking... At the majority, there there was nobody looking at Avengers: Age of Ultron as a pile of shit. Yeah, I mean, we're still getting emails defending it, so I guess yeah. I mean, you're right. No, look at the money it made. Yeah, and look at the look. look go to Rotten Tomatoes. Look at the Metacritic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Jay, it is True. not. It's not rotten. It's guaranteed fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's from critics. Yeah, that's it, a Metacritic score. Hmm. <laughs> it was a success, Jay. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's a bitter pill to swallow. It is. It is a hard pill to swallow. But you know what, Jay? I'm right there with you. I tossed the movie. Yeah. I didn't have fun watching it. I watched it twice, twice, <laughs> and I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. More and than I, I don't. I don't. It's not my. It's not my least favorite Marvel movie ever. Uh, Iron Man three still has that. I. I will. I will watch Avengers: Age of Ultron again. Yeah. I, I, I don't love the movie, but I will watch it again. And when it comes out on Netflix, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, I, I don't think there was ever a shift of like people like hating Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then just like Fantastic Four came out, and like they kind of forgot about how much they hated it. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think people ever hated. What about Ant Man though? Age of Ultron. What about Ant Man? Same, Same thing. Same thing. Safe movie. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it wasn't hated no. by anyone. Jay, it made money. It, it just kind of feels it like it actually it made more money than they projected. They projected the Marvel and the, the Marvel Studios projected the movie to make less than it made. Wow. Yeah. And it made more money. It beat than they, projections. Yes. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. Like I, to, I think it won two or three weekends, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Jay, it it did great. Yeah. Well, it, I, I guess to me it's a personal thing. Like to me I know it is, but you gotta separate that, man. You can't yeah. think of it that way. Yeah. I guess yeah, for me, like separating myself from the majority, I'm seeing Fantastic Four as a distraction to how bad Ant Man and, and Age of Ultron actually was. No. I'm that majority of the people are gonna tell you like, oh yeah, I you talk to uh, you know uh, Joe, just Joe Schmo. He um, loves it. He loved it. Yeah. He enjoyed himself. He had a great time watching it. Yeah. God damn it. It's it's <laughs> it's it's us fan. It's us fanboys that fucking we we put it under a little bit of a microscope right. a little bit more. Yeah, I get it. Us I comic it. book readers and stuff. So. I get it. Yeah. Interesting discussion. Oh yeah. Mears goes. He says with Avengers: Age of Ultron being the shiny turd it's set out to be. Well, I guess we'll just have. Uh, ju- I guess we'll just have to be happy to be alive. <laughs> That's something we're talking about. Yeah. He says, "Love the show and everything you guys do. 
fuck flat top grill meters. <laughs> <laughs> he says, P.S. He sent me this a couple weeks ago. P.S. You didn't even mention the Goliath last episode. The drink. That experience was surely worth a good pop, bad pop. Oh, yeah. Maybe next episode. You went, oh, we're I not going to remember the Goliath. I barely week. remember it now. It was this amazing uh, alcoholic beverage that we ordered at Six Flags. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and Jake. I, 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 I got I, – I was like, Jake, you got to try this drink. And so <laughs> like, we both got this drink. And it was like this blue drink that had like – it had like vodka. I, I'm, I'm looking up. I, I, I have a picture of the ingredients in it. Yeah, the, the ingredients are insane. <laughs> it had vodka. I can't remember all the things it had in it. But they had like these little um, – these little mango pellets. Yeah. Like, oh, those were the best. Yeah, it was like it was like if uh, if like um, like the fruit stripe zebra. Yeah. Like I love that shit. If he took a shit. Yeah. Like a rabbit shit. Uh huh. Like the little pellets. <laughs> like a concentrated. Like a concentrated. Like yeah. Oh, like, here we go. Here we like, go. Like they were these little mango pellets. My fucking mouth is watering. And, right? <laughs> There's the pellets right there. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, this motherfucker. What's, what's, in, what's in that drink? Chief? It had Smirnoff vodka, Bacardi rum, El Jimador tequila, Tangeray gin. <laughs> you guys are drinking Tanga, right? <laughs> uh, um, lemon lime soda and lime sour. All those things sound delicious. And it had those fucking uh, the fruit striped melon poop. They were they were amazing. They were amazing. they were so good, dude. Because like. Oh god, they were so good. Did it, this did picture it, I took is the that's the creator of the drink. Oh, nice. The thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great picture, isn't it? Yeah, that is a good picture. All right, Ryan, I want to thank you for the Marvel email. That was a great. I love that email. Tupperware the Goliath. Tupperware, too. Tupperware the Goliath. Tupperware that email. You guys like the Goliath. Yeah. Both of you guys, the ride and the drink, the ride and the drink. Oh, okay, yeah, Both I, we drank the drink and we rode the ride. So it's <laughs> absolutely man. nice. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? I'm also going to Tupperware comic slobs. Yes. So I'm going to Tupperware comic slobs, and uh, I will too. Great episode. I toss them. Jake yeah. tosses them, so it's not a Tupperware party. <laughs> oh, fucking asshole. Blocking the party. I toss them right off my iPod every week. Okay. <laughs> Swipe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> ah, I need more memory. What can I delete? Ah, comics lobs. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Next email comes from uh, Riker XL. Dear Leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank, dot, 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 and whomever else is there. I will try my best to keep this short. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Fail. But I must admit that I'm still pissed about Fantastic Four. I can't believe you were brave enough to give up 90 minutes of your life for that garbage. I wanted to give this film a try, and it had a real sci-fi take, but I was worried that none of the trailers really showed us Dr. Doom. Then Fox decided to release 30 seconds of that crash test dummy monster they were calling Doom, and I lost my shit. <laughs> I immediately posted on Facebook, yeah, fuck Facebook, but I'm kind of sucked in now, and Twitter with my venomous rant. Victor Von Doom is one of my favorite villains of all time. In almost every pose we saw him of uh, of him, his arms are crossed over his chest. Why? Because he's a fucking badass. That's why. Dr. Doom isn't a throwaway villain, and he'd stab Thanos, the Beyonder, or even his own mother in the back to get what he wants. <laughs> it's such a shame that he is left in the incompetent hands of studio execs who not only can't figure out how to tell his story, but make shitty movies just to keep the rights of them and screw with Disney. 
don't think for a moment that that's not what they why they made this movie, as they were afraid of one more property that Disney could make money on. My question, do you ever think we'll see Victor Von Doom and the rest of the Fantastic Four in the MCU? This is just what Mir said. He uh-huh. said, fuck that. He said, I don't, I don't want to see it. Now, here we got Riker XL asking us, do you, do you <laughs> let's, let's get Fantastic Four back in the hands of Marvel Cinematic. Let's give it to Marvel Studios. He said, do you ever think that we'll see Victor Von Doom and the rest of the Fantastic Four in the MCU? And if so, how could they do it? Uh, rant done. Keep enjoying your flat iron grill. He meant flat top grill. Uh, so. we, we, we basically answered all of his questions. Sorry, so fuck this email. No, I. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 we really didn't answer his questions. Um, well, okay, okay. But we did. We said we'd wanted to see it. Um, Sony do like a, a a Sony deal where they introduced sure. Fantastic Four Infinity War and then later did Fantastic Four movies. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. Right. He wants to know like uh why do you, uh, my question is do you ever think we'll see Victor Von Doom and the rest of Fantastic Four in the uh, MCU? Um I don't I don't not for a long time. No, yeah, I think the over is 10 years. Mm-hmm. If you said over under 10 yeah. years, I'd say over. And if so, how could they do it? Well, let's, I don't believe that they will anytime soon, but let's say, how could they do it? Like, let's say tomorrow. Let's say tomorrow, fucking, uh, and, uh, Marvel Studios gets the rights of the Fantastic Four back. Okay. How could they introduce them now? I mean, the world's been established. They've been making these movies since 2008. So mm-hmm. we're like seven years deep. We've got 12 movies in the studio. I mean, so like, how could they introduce Reed Richards, Sue Storm, fucking Johnny Storm, and uh, you know Ben Grimm? How could they do it? It's a Fantastic Four. They could bounce out of an alternate reality and be plopped right into the fucking Marvel U. I'm saying that we've got. I'm saying that we have a. Uh, you can start it. You can do it just like you did um, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. We could have a uh, uh, a period piece where it's set in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Go on a mission. They go down. They get sucked into a black hole, and uh, they think they're gone for like. They think they're going to be gone for an hour. Yeah. You know, while the time works differently in the black hole, the dimension that they're in, they come back an hour later, and it's been fifty years, and here they are in the year two thousand fifteen, and so like they can kind of like show like articles in the newspaper, in one of these movies, you know, setting up Fantastic Four, like. Nick Fury shows like a fucking like news clipping from like 1963 where the Fantastic Four were like, you know, they're missing, they're gone. They the top scientists yes, disappear. Disappears. They haven't come back. Uh, we've lost. You know. You know. There's so many different ways that they could introduce Fantastic Four into the MCU. So, I do I want to see it? No. I, I honestly, it's like I don't want to see Marvel Studios uh, with the way, with Ant Man and all this fucking Age of Ultron. I, I, you know what? If Marvel could make some great movies again, like if they could get back to where they were made, like they were making these great movies, then I'd be like, yeah, bring back the Fantastic Four. But I don't. I'm done with Ant Man bullshit. I want to see what they do with Doctor Strange and Civil War. I'm interested. You know, this could be a crazy thought, but I can see the Fantastic Four being best played out as a Netflix series. Just because the whole family dynamic of it, 
you could do a, a different different storylines every forty five minutes to an hour, right? And I can really see that working almost better than having to encapsulate the the family dynamic in just one two hour movie. Then yeah. you could do an episode centering on the Ben Johnny stuff that always gets fucking ignored. And you yeah. can do an episode centered on the Reed Sue relationship and the strains of that and how it always gets ignored. Right. And then you know what I'm saying? You can ha- have each episode do a big thing, all leading towards a big threat at the end against doom or say galactus or whoever the fuck i really right. see that working better as an episodic show than i do as a two-hour movie with the way the fantastic four is on 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 what network i said netflix netflix galactus i, I just threw it out there as an example <laughs> it could be whoever it could be a nihilist it could be fucking claw it could be i know f- I'm, whoever I'm just- I'm just being that yeah. asshole that said you just said that Netflix could afford to make a Galactus. I don't think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just that dick. I just like <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, it's like I don't I don't necessarily see the Fantastic Four as a relevant thing to be telling right now at all. You know what I mean? Like I know they're a cool comic book property. I respect them as a comic book reader, but as far as like the cinematic universe, the way it is now, it doesn't make much sense, you know. And they tried to get, they tried to make it this zany sci-fi flick, which did not accomplish what it was supposed to. And it, it, it maybe could have. I, it's Trank's obsession with body horror and yeah. Akira was a little. It, it just didn't fit. But you have these guys with these these odd powers, and and yeah, they're cool in the comic book sense. I'm not trying to take away from how awesome the Fantastic Four is, but. As far as a cin- cinematic movie, I think this is the same thing that we're talking about with like video game movies. I don't see it ever translating properly onto the big screen. Maybe you're right. Maybe like a, a TV series where the budget's lower, you don't expect as much, might pay off. Like I love the first family, and I still hold hopes that one day I'll get to see justice done to them. Well, the thing is, like, okay, hold on. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe I want x-men to stay with fox after especially after days of future past mm-hmm. but maybe like fantastic four those characters are better served when they're working with the characters that marvel studios does currently own i can you know what i mean i mean like guardians of the galaxy and and things like that we've got cosmic right there mm-hmm. i mean you know if you could get silver surfer and fucking galactus in with into, into marvel studios how amazing would that be yeah it'd be great that would be amazing to have silver surfer Show up in one of these Marvel. I'd even love movies. to see fucking Mole Man and Moloids, and I love a lot of the the Rogues Gallery and Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, the Moloids are great. <sighs> There's uh, tons of great stuff going on. You have to take it to a whole nother level that the, that none of these movies has, have have like accomplished yet. You have to make it this kind of weird, zany fucking flick, and everyone's expecting this typical superhero movie. I want a period piece. Yeah, I, I want, think first I want of, that first movie to be. I want if they if Marvel Studios ever got them back, I want that first movie to be set in the 60s just do just do go do your captain america first avenger movie i want to see it be a period piece set in the 60s I you know you know awesome. what else like like i think like every fantastic four movie is done poorly is they they've rushed it okay they've rushed how they got their powers they've rushed how dr doom came to be so it's like spread that out you know and, and again that goes back to your tv theory I think most importantly, they've rushed. They've rushed the camaraderie between the, these four characters. The TV thing works for shows that are street level, like Daredevil. You know, uh, Luke Cage, and uh, they're having problems with Iron Fist. But 
Yeah. It works for those things, but I mean, when I think of Fantastic Four and I think of Cosmic, I think big budget. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. But stretch it out. The reason I I want the TV, though, is to be able to expand on what I love most about Fantastic Four, and that's the camaraderie between the characters. I think if they did that, you'd be like... They, they they wouldn't be able to do I don't know I you know I'm fine with them fighting Pace Pop Pete as long as they can fucking get the interaction between the four characters done yeah. right and I feel the you know the tension between Ben and John I feel that and they I would feel, do like Fantastic Four High School and it would be like you know like Degrassi High meets fucking Fantastic Four <laughs> I, I, that's I don't want that either Th- that's what I feel yeah. like they would do if like you know if they did it on TV. Yeah. They would figure out some kind of way to Gotham it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see the first family done legit. Mm-hmm. And I I really do think TV is the best medium to do that. I think it takes... I don't, I don't think they can... In, in two hours, they can't encompass the love the that budget. these four characters have for each it's other. It's the budget. Like I said, I don't care if they fight Pace Pot Pete. Mm. I'm fine with that. Mm. I, I think they can... I mean... TV can do stuff now. I mean, the commercials for Heroes looks like it has an incredible budget. The success of these Netflix series has been incredible. So you think they'd push more money into this? I I, I, don't, think I, 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 I don't agree with you that I don't th- I, I don't think that Heroes is going to be a huge success. I don't think Minority Report. Well, I'm not do saying Heroes is going to be a huge success. But I'm just I, saying it looks like a lot of money has been put into it. Absolutely, and it looks like it's going to fail because of, and that's just another reason it's going to fail. Yeah. Is because they're putting a lot of money into it, and if people aren't watching it, they're not going to get sponsors, and they're not going to make money. Yeah. I'm just and saying. I mean, look at look at look at look at Almost Human. I mean, a huge budget. I thought it was a great show, but people weren't watching it, and so unfortunately, you don't get the sponsors, and the studios just like fuck this. I'm sick of like putting money into this, and I know it's Netflix. Yeah, I know it's Netflix, and I know people watch Netflix shows, but when I think of a fucking, even when I think of Netflix. I don't think of like I think of shows like Bloodline, Sensei. I mean, I'm sure they have a respectable budget, but for like what I want to see in Fantastic Four to do it justice, it's cosmic, dude. It's a fa- it's the first. See, I don't care about the special I get that. effects. I, I want the family to be the fucking family that I fucking read my entire I want, life. I want that too, but I also want them to be able to travel from like two different dimensions. I want it to be, I want it to be like almost like Doctor Who. Yeah, I, well, I mean, Doctor like, Who doesn't have an incredible budget, so I, I think, know, I think we it, it's, you're, we're on the same page. Then well, the budget in Doctor Who is fucking terrible, and how do you it make, goes to fucking galaxies and fucking beyond. I think what it boils down to is how do you make? But we already have Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, but it's just one Doctor Who. It's not a family that loves each other. That's fucking a staple in Marvel fucking history. If I want to watch that, I'll just watch Doctor Who. Doctor Who isn't a family. I know, but it, it, okay, okay. If you told me that Stephen Moffat was going to work with like some of like Marvel creators, like uh, like Stephen Moffat was going to work with like Joe Casada and Brian Michael Bendis, and they were going to do a fucking like um, Fantastic Four TV show, I'd be like, I would watch, I would watch, and if it was fun, it'd be awesome, that'd be great. Look at Hickman's run. But if you took that and translated it into a TV show, there's not tons of stuff in there that's like huge budget busters. Right. Right. You know, it's not hard to show alternate reality reads and, and, and build the family, you know, have thing in a bar being depressed about only being human once a fucking year and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's not big right. budget storyline going on there. Okay, I'm warming up to it a little bit. A, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. I, I'm warming up to it because I honestly think it's like, why keep fucking making the same mistakes in these films? But that's see, Exactly. It, that's what I'm saying. But, okay. 
why isn't Marvel why isn't Marvel doing the TV show then? Because Marvel has the rights to it on the TV side, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, Fox stinked it all up though. I don't think Marvel wants to help Fox make it a bigger property than it is until Fox gets it's <sighs> you've true. talked about this before. Yeah. It's like the the waiting game right. to when they just finally just have to hand it back. Because Fox can't do an X Men TV show. Fox right. is actually talking to Marvel right now so that they can do that X Men TV show. Because they don't own the TV rights to it, it's really complicated. Yeah, it just really pains me. I, I it, it, it's a, it's a big deal for me. F- Fantastic Four and Amazing Spider-Man are the two comics that I've collected since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Like I've got Fantastic Four issues since fucking Tom DeFalco wrote it back when I was fucking fourteen years old, and I never stopped reading them until they canceled the fucking shit. Right. So it's a big deal to me that they keep fucking it up, and I do like it. Like brings tears to my eyes that they've shit so much on Fantastic Four as far as the cinematic goes. Yeah, like I want to see justice done to those characters. Even the newest uh, writer, like, was it James Robinson? Yeah, Ugh. it got better. Did it? It got better. Trust me. Yeah. And, he, and and like I, the finale leading up to like the finale, of the last issue, mm-hmm. he's done a great job. Yeah, so. I just I, I fraction nailed it. As far as the, the the family and everything, Fraction did okay. I mean, the overall storylines weren't the best. It wasn't as good as FF, but the chemistry between the characters was there, and yeah. none of the movies have nailed that at yeah. all. I loved, I did love how like the family was like, you know, Reed was searching for answers, and they would go to like, I mean, hell, they were going to like in the, they were going into the past. It, it did, it felt like very Doctor Who. Yeah, I want them all living together. Yeah, I want Sue feeling distant from her husband. Like these are emotions that you can't ever that can't work in a two-hour movie yeah no i get it i get it but it's just not going to look as grand as like we're never going to get that galactus we're never going to get you know what i mean yeah you can't do galactus on the tv budget without without even when they had a fucking movie budget though they just made him a goddamn vapor cloud okay well (laughs) that's fox studios that's fox studios almost 10 years ago too Yeah. yeah okay i think now if you put that property in the hands of Marvel Studios, they're going to find a way to do Galactus and do Galactus justice. At this point, I don't even want Fantastic Four to fight Galactus, though, like, with what they've done to him. Like, let the Avengers fucking take on Galactus at this point. If- well, I mean, honestly, I would, uh, I would rather see Silver Surfer and Galactus be brought into like the Marvel Cinematic Universe than the actual Fantastic I, Four. Yeah, we're on the same page yeah. here. I completely agree. It's it's so fucking muddled by what Fox has done. Just yeah. fuck it. Leave that. Bring in every character but the Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. I mean, Claw's the same thing. I mean, that's a Fantastic Four fucking stapled villain. Mm-hmm. And he's totally right there in the Marvel Universe. All right. Let's talk uh, actual news for Marvel this week. I don't have a lot, but it is more Fantastic Four related. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Kate Mara, who starred as Sue Storm in this summer's flop, Fantastic Four. She talked about the film recently, and here is the story courtesy of comicbookmovie.com. Story reads, sadly, Fantastic Four appears destined to go down in comic book movie history for all the wrong reasons, with rumors of studio meddling and the director's wayward behavior dominating most headlines. Actress Kate Mara, a.k.a. Sue Storm, recently reflected on her experience working on the flop with The Times. Uh, somewhat refreshingly, her response didn't only focus on the negatives. The former House of Cards star began admitting she still hadn't seen the movie, revealing that overwhelmingly negative reviews had made her feel a little gun-shy about doing so. Judging from Fantastic Four's disappointing worldwide gross of just $156 million, 
It seems she wasn't the only person put off by them. She also called Josh Trank's response to the film highly disappointing when asked about the director's controversial outburst on Twitter. Hmm. Nevertheless, Mara insisted she still had a good time working on the superhero flick. It was a tricky shoot, she confessed. But you know when you but you know when you're shooting it that a film isn't going to be what you want it to be. That was not the case at all. She also claimed that the cast really had each other's backs during the film's uh, production and singled out their bond as her own personal highlight. That makes me most bummed because we have no idea if we're ever going to make another one, she stated. <laughs> Good thing they didn't get those Fantastic Four tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's all I have. I just kind of like one of the... It's very I, interesting. I thought it was cool to finally hear like one of the actors like speak out about the... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Her especially. Yeah. And I don't blame her for being disappointed about Trank's response to it. I oh, mean, Trank yeah. the, the rumors that we heard, I, I can understand why she said that, because the rumors that we heard is Trank didn't even want to cast her right. as Sue Storm. Yeah. Trank didn't want her. Trank had to fight to get Miles Teller in there, and they were like, okay, we'll, we'll put him in there, but you've got Kate Mara. And he was like, oh, I don't want her. That's like the rumor, so I don't know. Yeah, I heard it's that too. Up. So maybe it's a little true, and she's upset that he said that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Real quick, uh, Star Wars news. I don't have a lot. And then I've got maybe a couple more emails, and we'll uh, put the show to bed. <laughs> Do you have the uh, post-credit news? Yeah. Joe, uh, Schmo's Nose uh, is reporting that Star Wars Episode Seven has a post-credits teaser for Star Wars Rogue One. Um Jake, do you like it or hate it? I think I hate it. Really? Why? What what is the problem with this? Can't they just do this in their movies now? I mean, like, can't there be just like a fucking, like, you know, at the end of the movie, just like, kind of like, wet our appetites for the next film? Just, I'd rather they show the fucking Rogue One trailer before the movie, to be honest with you. It has no connection to Episode 7 whatsoever. Nothing in this trailer is going to spoil anything that happens in Episode 7. You're upset. Yeah, I don't like You're it. You're upset that we're going to get more Star Wars <laughs> after Star Wars. I am. I am. I want I want credits and John Williams music, and then you, I want to go home. You nitpicky son of a bitch. <laughs> if they want to show me a Rogue One trailer, then show me a goddamn Rogue One trailer before the fucking movie. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I toss the after credit Star Wars scene. I think it, I toss it. I, I'm fine with it. And the reason I'm fine with it is because, like, if they show it before, it's a trailer that probably already got leaked on the internet. If they show it after, it's something that's probably new to audiences, and you're going to get people's butts in seats to see it in the theater. I get okay. That's my just that's nah. yeah. That's my thought. I have no problem with it. If they want to show me more Star Wars after Star Wars, I have no problem. I'm not going to bitch. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't. I it. absolutely fucking you hate fucking it. purist. <laughs> you fucking, I am a fucking you purist. fucking Star Wars purist. I fucking hate it. I was so happy to find out this movie God, was going to be just two hours. Not, I'm gonna, not, you know <laughs> two hours runtime. I'm going to go take a piss right now. And you can bitch about your first world Star Wars I got problem. nothing more to say. Play a goddamn Rogue One trailer before the fucking movie. Say, come see episode seven. 
fucking see an exclusive fuck Rogue One trailer. And you're pissing and moaning. I don't give a fuck if it's leaked on the internet before I see it. It's a trailer for a, not episode seven. I would love to see it for the first time in the theater. When's the last? After what's the, the last movie? trailer you saw for I'm the first time in the moan. theater? Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm so fucking pissed. What I'm a horrible this. fucking experience. I just. God damn it, they showed me the Rogue One trailer. Hey, after I'd love to see the fucking Episode 7 trailer for the first time in the theater. I'd love to see the Avengers trailer for the first time in the theater. I'd love to see the Batman vs. Superman trailer for the first time in the theater. I don't understand pissing and moaning about it. I don't understand pissing and moaning about it either. Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. this I is, can't. It's oh, fucking you ridiculous. You sound like fucking Sheldon in Big Bang Theory and somebody never, sitting in your I've spot. never seen that This show. is different. I can't do this. <laughs> no, it's Tuesday night. It's We're supposed to eat from the Indian. Restaurant on it's Tuesday not night. Different. It's, not it's the same night. It's not I can't have a fucking Rogue One trailer in my Star Wars post credits. I can have a Rogue One trailer <laughs> just right before the movie. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with me. I, I think I feel you on that one. Yeah, it's a fucking trailer for a different fucking movie. Yeah. Sit through this movie at the end of the credits. You can see a trailer for a fucking another movie. I'm cool with waiting for that. Sit here longer and you can answer some fucking trivia questions before the next movie starts. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I can wait for Rogue One. I'm still gonna be just as excited as I would be if I saw it. Like I don't, I don't need it right away. You know what I mean? When's the last time you fucking saw a trailer for the first time in the fucking movie theater? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long fucking. It's time. been a while. Let me sing for a minute. I'm super excited for Rogue One. I'm super excited to see the Rogue One trailer for the first time. Yeah. I'm not super excited. You, t- you told me to piss about it the whole time, and I had no problem doing that. Just I'm, having, I'm having fun, Jake. I'm having, I'm having fun, fun here. I'm having fucking fun, Jake! I'm having fucking fun, Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I mean, seriously, I just think it's stupid that Star Wars fans are kind of pissing about this. Good. Pissing and moaning about it, because it's like... Guys, can you let's get upset about some real things here. Let's get upset about fucking Jar Jar Binks. Okay, I, I mean, love Jar Jar. Yeah, I know exactly, and that's the fucking problem. Point against you. This is the fucking problem. Point, Brian. <laughs> Gonna get upset about like, oh my god, I just watched a Star Wars movie, and they're going to give me more Star Wars. They're not giving me more Episode Seven. I'd be. That's fu- fine. Listen, oh, 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 you're right. You're listen, right. I'm you're not right. so much. You win. Listen, you win. No more. No, no. Yeah. Listen, I want to say something. I don't. What a fucking I would, Star I would, Wars I'd episode be, seven post credit scene. I'd be Give more fine with that. A than different than movie. One. I don't want a movie. I don't want no. I don't. Yeah. I don't want fucking. <laughs> I don't want fucking Nick Fury showing up at the end of Star Wars episode seven I and, say, and telling and here. telling Oscar Isaac like, oh, wait until you join Rogue One. No, I don't want that. That's stupid. Just show me a Rogue One trailer for the first time after Star Wars episode seven. Wet my appetite. If they want to do that for every movie, if the if fucking Rogue One comes out and they want to show me the first trailer for episode eight, I'm fine with it and when episode 8 comes out if they want to show me the trailer for the next anthology movie I'm fine with that's it that's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking oh horror. fuck off you <laughs> <laughs> fucking Star Wars fucking purist and you're fucking whiny bitch and you'll fucking you'll fucking uh, but you'll defend Jar Jar Binks until the cows fucking come home I will, I will. Yeah, fuck off <laughs> fuck off yeah I do not like that I don't want to see a trailer for another movie after the fucking Star Wars oh, credits fuck off <laughs> I do. I don't give a shit. If they do or they don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to piss and moan about it. I'm not going to leave like, 
I can't believe they just. I'm not fucking that. like doing that, like going on strike about it or anything. Well, neither am I. But I don't understand. I'm not pissed or moaning about it. You asked my opinion. I wouldn't have brought it up without you asking my opinion. Well, about whether it. you label it piss or moaning, you sound like you're pissing and moaning. <laughs> I don't like it. If I, if I, no, if I rewind it, if I rewind this, you sound like you're pissing and moaning a little bit. Yeah, I Jake. passionately don't like it. it yeah, and that's that's what I call pissing and moaning. Will I still be there? And will I still watch it? Yes, because that's what they're forcing me to do. Hopefully, yeah. it leaks on the internet. I so and I can just fucking go. No, not me. If they if they if they if they release this <laughs> if they release the fucking footage <laughs> if they release the fucking trailer for the first goddamn time while I'm in the theater, I'm not gonna be like, God damn it, I wish I would have fucking saw that on my fucking computer screen at home. God damn you. You will have seen it on Fuck your computer screen. Fuck home. you, Kathleen Kennedy, you fucking cunt! You will have seen it though. <laughs> Fuck you! You will Fuck have seen it. Fuck you for it. ruining my Star Wars experience, you stupid bitch! Yeah! Kennedy, Kennedy, <laughs> trying to trying to push another movie off onto me, <laughs> making me making me watch it on the big screen for the first time. You stupid bitch! You won't though. You, it's not true though. You'll have seen it already. Fuck you! No, no, they shouldn't. I shouldn't. No, Jake, goddammit! I was saying like you'll see it. It won't even be leaked. It'll oh, be a fuck off. Officially, fuck be there off. for you to fucking see. Uh, yeah, we all, Jake. If it's okay, if they're saying this is a post-credits teaser, we don't always see these post-credits teasers. What's the When's the last time? Hold oh, the fuck on! You shut up. Okay, that that Thanos reveal. That Thanos reveal. Did you see that fucking thing before the movie came out? No, you didn't. It wasn't a trailer. It was part of the movie. This is what they're they're it's calling this the a post-credits teaser. And this sounds like a post-credit scene. Can we can, can we get this, Coke commercials after the credits that I can wait for too? I mean, fuck this trend. Oh yeah, let's compare. Let's this. compare a Rogue One, a Rogue One trailer to a Coke commercial. Yeah, let's compare it to a fucking the fucking polar bears drink. Oh look at what anything that's not Episode Seven is fucking what are you talking about. It? You're gonna piss and moan about getting more Star Wars after Star Wars. You're nuts. You're nuts. And all the fans out there pissing and moaning about this, you're. All crazy. It's more Star Wars. It's like, oh my gosh, you want some more Star Wars on your Star Wars? It's like fucking going to Panda Express and you're like, yeah, do you want a, like an extra scoop of orange chicken? You're like, oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, fucking scoop it up. <laughs> <laughs> give me some, give me some Star the, Wars on my Star in the Wars. fucking movie. Don't fucking oh you sat through this. Here's a here's another trailer for the next Star Wars movie. Oh man, That's I'll fucking sit ridiculous. There. I'll sit there. I'll sit there too. I'll sit there too and I'll I'm be not there gonna, too. I'm not gonna piss and moan about it. <laughs> I do see it. God damn it. Like, I can't yeah. believe I had to sit here fucking wait for this shit. I sit through the Star Wars credits anyway for all the John Williams music like mm. melody anyway, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn good argument. <laughs> we haven't had this moment for a while. Woo! But it's totally different now. Like shit used to get like fucking like tense. Got oh, real. I'm not mad. But, no, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you're dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jar Jar. Misa <laughs> thinks that you're a fucking moron, Jake. Fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking go back to Gungan City, you fucking moron. You'll be the king of Gungan City there, Jake. Uh, You'll be the promise? fucking king. Be, I'm king of Gungan City. Misa Bombad Warrior. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. If they had a fucking Jar Jar movie, I wouldn't want to see the trailer for that at the end of a fucking different movie. The whole trend is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Oh, God. Get up. Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. Get off my lawn. Yeah. I hope I have a lawn when I'm fucking old enough to yell at people to get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I hope... I I want to see like the the opening crawl and it says on a lawn in a galaxy far far away. And yeah, what well, is the opening crawl going to tell me that there's going to be a fucking teaser for Rogue One? I mean, what's fucking next? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yep, yep. That's where they're going with the opening crawls. The last thing will be stay yeah. tuned to see the movie. Stay tuned. There'll be a, there'll be an asterisk there for, for Rogue One. Yeah, then Kathleen Kennedy, she'll actually just walk into the theater and take a shit right in front of Jake. Kathleen Kennedy will smack her on her ass. She will physically walk into your theater, pull down her britches, take a shit on your lap, and I guarantee that won't be the first time I'm seeing her take that shit either. I'll I'll have seen that leak all over the internet already. Jar Jar Banks has already taken a shit in everyone's mouth, so I'll be happy to see a fucking trailer of Rogue One after the movie. If it wasn't for Jar Jar, you'd have no empire. Oh Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm disagreeing. It's a true fact. It's <laughs> Jar Jar put that motherfucker that in fuck power. Up, fucked up so much shit. Yeah, he put Palpatine in power. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is uh, you know what? We, we have more emails. But God yeah, damn it! I'm not reading them. Are we doing the emails after the credits? Because <laughs> I'm not having any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm I'm going to hold these I'm going to hold these for like I think I'm going to hold these for next week. I don't know if there's any one of these that I really need to read right now. Any topical yeah. ones? Well, I, there are some Star Wars ones in here. Um blah, 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 blah. but uh I I want to get out of here. <laughs> Let's go fight on the front lawn. <laughs> yeah, you guys battle. <laughs> I'm going to drink more beer. <laughs> All right, this is episode 106. I, I Yeah, I want to go. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Fuck your emails. We did it. We did it, guys. My throat hurts after that last argument. Think about Brian. I know. <laughs> I only yelled like a little bit. <laughs> no. I got some fisherman's friends. I'm... <laughs> I'm used to yelling and screaming, so my voice ain't. My it's just voice like ain't drinking. Yeah. I'm not. That's your normal voice. <laughs> this, is, this is like breathing. You know, just like two beers gets me drunk. That much yelling gets me worn yeah. out. I have this thing called night screams. Right? <laughs> oh, night terrors? No, it's night screams. I just scream. Yeah, just for no reason. Right. That's fucked I've, up. It's kind of like night terrors, but it's just screaming. <laughs> you should I'm, record that. I'm like having like, it'd be better than the visit. <laughs> no. No. That could be your handheld movie, Night Screams. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, episode 106. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. See ya on the flip side. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture, leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.